too young to feel this damn old and I feel that way sometimes you know I'm 43 years old and uh, it's strange when you're my age how you feel sometimes how you feel some other times there's some days where I feel young and I, I feel the same way as I did 20 years ago and then I go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and the person looking back at me is not who I'm expecting to see because I, I don't feel as old as the guy looking back at me in the mirror. Other days, though, I do feel old, and other days I feel like I can't do certain things I could do 20 years ago, and I go, crap, you know, this, this really sucks, and like this is never coming back. This is never going to improve. It's only going to get worse over time. So it's, it's funny from day to day, depending on what's happening or, or what I'm trying to do, whether I feel old or young, and I'm kind of like right in the middle there where I can feel either way. Anyway, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I am Todd dandruff Wattellis, and this is the Druff and Friends Show on PokerFraudAlert.com. This will be the last program we have for not only July, but for three weeks. This program is going to go away for a few weeks after tonight. <laughs> Yeah, so what's happening here is I'm just not going to be able to make it during the evening next week or the week after. 
And when this has happened in the recent past, I've changed around the schedule to uh, do Sunday afternoon shows or other odd things like that to just get a show in. But I, I feel that it's time for a break. You know, the World Series is over. The stories about poker and gambling are kind of slow, to be honest. I think this is a good time for a break. And then I can come back feeling fresher. And uh, I, I think doing this every week, week in, week out, can take its toll on the quality of the show sometimes. So I decided, you know, I'm just going to take two weeks off and the next show after this one will be on August 18th. I think I said the 17th, but it's actually going to be the 18th of August will be the next show after this one. Tonight, we probably don't have a co-host. I say that sometimes, but then we pick one up, so I can't be sure about that. It's very possible we will pick up a co-host. If you're listening and you co-hosted before, or even if you'd like to try and uh, you think you have what it takes, uh, you can try to call in and do it. Though I, I prefer to have someone over Skype because it sounds clearest. When someone's over Skype, they sound like they're in the same room as me. Uh, when they're over the phone, you can tell. It just doesn't sound the same. And I'm, I'm very big on sound quality. But other than that, we will have no co-host tonight, and it'll just be me. And I will be taking questions tonight towards the end of the show from both the chat room and the phone. Well, what chat room am I talking about? If you don't know, Poker Fraud Alert Radio has a chat room. If you go to PokerFraudAlert.com, there's a button near the top saying chat. You need a flash-enabled device, and you need a forum account on Poker Fraud Alert to get in there. If you want to call in, the phone number is 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. You have to show your caller ID when you call that number or you will not get through. We also have the Mount Charleston line. Mount Charleston is a mountain near Las Vegas, gets snow in the winter. I have an old 70s rotary telephone sitting on top of Mount Charleston that forwards to me wherever I go. That phone number is 702-430-1808, 702-430-1808. That's the Mount Charleston line, and you have to show your caller ID when you call that number. If you want to text me, don't text the Mount Charleston line because it's a rotary phone, but you can text the main phone number for the show, which again is 775-372-8355. I will read your texts on the air unless you ask me not to. And uh, here's some text we already got. This is referring to last week. That first guest was great. That was uh, Mark Helm. Uh, I'm sorry, I mean Mark Herm, who was a good, I thought he was a very good guest. And people enjoyed our interaction so much during that segment. A lot of them have asked that uh, we have him one night as a co-host. I can ask him if, I, I don't know the guy other than that one interview I did with him, but I can ask if he wants to co-host sometime. I won't drop it on him tonight, but uh, maybe sometime in the future if we don't have a co-host, see if he can do it. And uh, the same person also asked, can I donate 0.05 of a Bitcoin to the free roll with the condition that the prize only gets paid in Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's such a headache. Okay, so let's talk about the free roll. And I, I don't think I can do it just because it's a headache. But uh, 0.05 of a Bitcoin. I, I mean, that's not that bad. That's like 15 bucks. So I'm not going to laugh at that donation. But to have to pay it out in Bitcoin, a lot of people can't accept Bitcoin. I, I, I just don't want to require that. It's just kind of 
I don't know. I kind of just don't want to do it as much as I appreciate the sentiment of donating it. But the free roll is starting in three minutes. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. You need a separate account on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. You can find that near the top of the screen on PokerFraudAlert.com. And it's totally free. When I say a free roll, I mean you don't need play chips. You don't need anything. You just need an account on there and then start playing at 7.40 and you can, re- you can register late all the way up till 8.05 p.m. Pacific Time. It is an $86.30 free roll. The reason that funny number is it was donated by Belly Buster. This is actually what I owed Belly Buster from the piece of me that he had for the World Series, and he just decided to kick it back into the free roll. Belly Buster, who's in the U.K., is also the one who runs the No Fraud Online Poker Room. He's a very nice and very generous guy. He does so many nice things for Poker Fraud Alert Radio, and I really appreciate that. So this is one thing he's doing. He's donating this $86.30 to the free roll. And uh, the only thing you need to win this free money is a Poker Fraud Alert forum account dated 2013 or before. Now, if you don't have a forum account or if you didn't register until after 2013, you need to email me, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, exactly as it sounds, all lowercase, and tell me things that you have heard on the radio show that are not in the official show description over the last three weeks. And if you can convince me you've listened for at least three weeks, I will give you an exception to qualify for the free money now and for as long as the free rolls continue. So make sure that you've actually been listening. If this is your first time here, don't bother sending me that email because you won't qualify. I do this because I don't want someone winning the free roll money who is only here to win the free roll money. You have to have an interest in this show and this site if you want to win that free money that's given out every week by our users, not even me. I don't want to waste our users' money on free roll leeches, and I think I've done a pretty good job of preventing that. So we have someone volunteering to co-host. Let's see if we can put him on. Uh, there's a small issue with this person, which we'll get to when he comes on. Ringing, it says. Let's see if he answers. I mean, he added me on Skype just now, so I know he's there. Oh, there we go. They're just please yeah. Hello. Ringing. Oh, I'll turn off. Turn off the radio. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay, it's early, so I won't be sleeping. How okay, you doing? so right, so uh, this is Trader Ski. Uh, he's best known on Poker Fraud Alert Radio for sleeping on the show. That's really what he does. He uh, he comes on here, and uh, usually when there's another co-host, and then when me and the other co-host are talking, he he interjects something that's usually very useful, but he interjects something in between and then goes back to sleep. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you have that person sleeping next to you. Every once in a while they wake up and go, uh, and then they tell you something and then they go back to sleep. That, that's basically what his role has been, uh, at least outwardly on, on the show. He's done some nice things for the site, including donating to the free roll several times uh, in the background. But uh, as far as his participation here, it's mainly been sleeping. But uh, tonight, since it's only 7.40 p.m. where I am and where he is, I, I think we're going to have some good hours out of him without – sleepiness is this true absolutely all right very good so uh this again wasn't planned he just volunteered to come on as a co-host and uh you know brandon was very high on this guy brandon really wanted to make this guy into a radio star so we're gonna go with it tonight so yeah if you want to play the free roll it started already but you have 24 more minutes to get in there before late registration closes the prize pool breaks down as follows again it's 86 dollars and 30 cents 
and uh, it you'll get forty dollars for finishing first, twenty three for second, thirteen for third, five dollars and thirty cents for fourth, and five dollars even for fifth. That adds up to eighty six dollars and thirty cents, all do- all donated generously by Belly Buster, and that free roll has already started. You will get paid in cash. Some form of cash. PayPal is what I prefer, but I can also do a bank transfer. I can do Bitcoin if I have any. Send you cash in the mail or by check. I've done all these things. Fastest will be PayPal, though. Checks sometimes take a while just because it's a pain in the ass. So here's the agenda for tonight, and then we'll get going. Remember, if you want to get a hold of me during the show, the best way to do it is texting I'll read your text on the air, or you can call. Here's another text, by the way. Haha, Big Brother is so funny. This one hillbilly Japanese guy is into Vanessa Russo and calls her a smoke bomb. Too bad he doesn't know she's into chicks. You should watch this show. Maybe I should. That sounds kind of funny, actually. That's a Japanese guy. Oh, you're a smoke bomb. Hope I don't have Japanese listeners who can be uh, offended. Uh, This is someone texting me. Asking him, I'm still looking for a co-host, and he's saying he can ask a certain person to co-host with me. And that certain person is the one who called me out on that show a few weeks ago saying I was a scammer. And uh, this guy also sends me like texts all the time trying to troll me and get into arguments with me. It's really strange. Like This guy listens to all the shows, but he... Uh, He'll start arguments with me in private, in text messages, like back and forth, back and forth. I, I like finally get sick of it. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like private trolling. It's really weird. Like, he doesn't do anything harmful. He just likes to argue with me for some reason. So I, I can't say I, I want this guy as a co-host. I think it would be too contentious. He's welcome to listen. So uh, here's the agenda tonight. Crazy Mike whose name is Mike Thorpe, has been around the poker scene for at least eight years. I got to know him pretty well because he was a Limit Hold'em player. And he is now accused by two longtime poker pros of being broke and owing, would you believe, as much as... One million dollars. Yeah. So, uh-oh, I'm hearing a lot of background noise there, uh, Trader Ski. Is there anything you can do about that? I mean, like, I'm muting. I'm muting. Well, do you know why we have that noise, though? Are you on a speaker? Do you have a, a headset? No, it's a headset, but I think it's a fan blowing up. Oh, it's a fan. Okay, yeah. I did not hear the drop, by the way. I don't know if that's a Skype issue. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I may have to – that's so weird. It does that sometimes. It it, it does that I, – I, I've never understood on Skype where sometimes you can hear the sound effects and sometimes you can't. I think I'm going to hang up and call you back in a second. It's not as that fixes it. Or you can try to – you could, do you, you know what? You should try to call into me. Try to call into me. I think that may fix it. Okay. So yeah, I hate these issues. It's so weird with Skype. Sometimes it transmits the sound effects to the host and sometimes it doesn't. The co-host I'm talking about. This is what I get though for producing the show during the show. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell me if you can hear this. Please tell me Yes. <laughs> hear anything i did not Jeez, what a mess uh let me see if i can figure this out let me see if i, I, I mean it's, oh, it's I, not I, think, I, I think i hold on i think i know what it is i think i know what it is 
You know, I think maybe the audience couldn't hear it either. Let's see if the audience could even hear the sound effect. Can you guys hear it? Did you guys hear any sound effect or nothing? Tell me in the chat room if you heard uh, the sound effect. They heard it. Okay, good. Okay, I'm going to try one more time. I think this is going to work. Did that work? I heard it. Beautiful. Okay, this this was my fault. I... uh, it was because I got a new version of Skype and it reset my sound settings. So I should have checked that before the show, but I didn't. So, okay. Good. You know, I would have had to abandon the sound effects otherwise, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people in the audience would have uh, hated that. <laughs> okay. Let's take the call here. Uh, hello, caller, you on the air. Hello. How do I get into the uh, free roll? Well, you have to go to the No Fraud Online Poker Room. I, I know who you are. You qualify. So you just you just got to go to the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which is near the top of the screen. Create a separate account. If you forgot your password, just, make, it. A, just make a new account and then just go over to the tournament area and, and sit down like you know, and register. I, like I, I, I think it's not that hard to figure out. So you just, just you know, mess around with the room there and figure it out. Okay. All right. Very, and you qualify. I mean, I've, I've known you forever. So go ahead and uh, you can enter. Okay. If you win, you get the free money. Okay. All right, very good. Thank you. So, all right. So anyway, let's. Uh, here's the agenda for tonight. All right, I told you the, the first part, Crazy Mike. So we'll talk about him and uh, his background and my interactions with him, of which I've had many. These type of stories, I like. I, I don't. I don't like hearing he's broken owes money, but I like to do them on this show when I have a personal connection to them. When I know the person in question and I can tell you about my interactions with them and how I feel it has to do with the story rather than just something I'm reading off poker news that I I don't really have a connection to in any way. So anyway, Annette Oberstad, a.k.a. Annette 15, she looks a lot different now than she used to. She is thin. She looks fashionable. Uh, a lot of guys, I think, would find her quite attractive now. Uh, in my opinion, you know, for my taste, she's a bit too small. I, I don't like women who are really, really small, like the ones that are 90 pounds, 100 pounds. I, I know some guys are, like, really into that. I'm, I'm not really into that. I, I just don't really like that. But I, I can understand how other guys like that. So, you know, on a general scale of what most guys would like, I, I think most guys would like the way Annette Oberstad looks, which is a lot different than before where she wasn't very attractive at all. So she really has improved her looks a lot. But I think as she's lost a lot of weight, she may have lost something else, and that might be her poker skill. I'll tell you why I believe that's true and why that isn't far-fetched to believe. Mike Tyson is someone that you don't really think of when it comes to cryptography, or alternative currencies. But he is involved now with Bitcoin. Mike Tyson now has thrown his hat and maybe even his fists into the world of Bitcoin. (laughs) Talk about that bizarre story. Phil Ivey, who is being sued by the Borgata in his edge-sorting Case. This is for his uh, shenanigans playing uh, Baccarat, where uh, he used an accomplice to basically know what cards he was seeing when they were face down. 
And some people feel it was cheating. Some feel it was just advantage play. I, I actually don't feel it was cheating what he did. But anyway, he's being sued by the Borgata. He is countersuing them. We'll talk about what's going on with that. Oops. I just had like a hiccup. Into that. That's not very good. This is why, like if this was the 2 plus 2 poker cast, you wouldn't hear that hiccup. Like they recorded this first and then they edit out all the fail like that. So it sounds really smooth and professional. On this show, I don't edit out anything. I used to. I used to actually go back and edit out things that I – like I didn't edit out content, but I did it out little things like that. But I, I don't do it anymore. I just want everyone now to have like the raw experience. And also I found that when I edited the show and would kind of reform it and re-uploaded it, it would lose sound quality. So I decided that's another thing I didn't like. So you get my hiccups. Too bad. Uh, Caesars. CZR is their stock symbol. Their shares fell this week by 41%. Oh, my. Ah. 41% shares in Caesars fell and it has not recovered in the days since. Actually, I think it was the end of last week when that happened, but it's a few days ago. It has fell 41% and has not recovered. I'll explain why. Full Tilt Poker has dropped heads-up tables. They've decided they don't want those anymore. They are citing bum hunting as the reason. I will tell you what bum hunting is if you don't know and uh, tell you why Full Tilt did it and give you my opinion of whether this is good or bad for poker. Well, say you're staying in a high-rise Vegas hotel. You probably don't think very much about fire. People thought about it for a while after the big 1980 MGM Grand Fire that killed like 86 people. But you don't really think about it much now. You just kind of think in 2015 that that type of thing gets taken care of quickly with the modern sprinkler systems and smoke detectors and everything else that uh, is up to a strict fire code to prevent a recurrence of the MGM fire that killed so many people. But uh, a very scary fire happened at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas this past week that started in the pool area. We'll talk about that. And finally, because the agenda is kind of light tonight, I decided that it's about time for you guys to get to know me better, especially right before I take a hiatus here. So there will be a segment I'm bringing back called Ask Dan Druff, where you get to ask me questions about just about anything. I mean, you can ask anything, but I won't answer anything. But I'll answer most questions. And I'll answer them honestly if I answer them. <laughs> and uh, these can be questions about poker. They can be questions about how I feel about certain issues or certain topics. They can be really about anything, about any subject. Again, I won't guarantee I'm going to answer the question, but I will try. As long as it's not too prying or too embarrassing to answer, I will try. That's the Ask Dan Druff segment near the end of the show. You can take part in that either in the chat room or you can call up or you can text me. This is from the 208 area. This person wrote, Crazy Mike owes me $2,500. I never saw the scam coming. He also wrote, Trader Ski, or Trader Ruski, as Brandon calls him, has some real potential... That's the good news, but Trader Ruski, guess what the bad news is? What's that? Your confidence is lacking, they say. I don't know who this is, but this is someone in 208 who's saying that uh, 
crazy Mike owes him money and that you have real potential, but your confidence is lacking. I, one thing I do wish was lacking was your fan, but uh, I guess because it's the middle of summer, I'll have to excuse that. Isn't 208, what is that, Iowa or something? I, I, no, that's Idaho. Idaho. So yeah. It's hard to take that seriously. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. He, he says something nice and bad. It's like, kind of like a compliment sandwich, but it's not really the sandwich. A compliment sandwich is something good, something bad in the middle, and something good again. This was kind of like a, a compliment open sandwich where it's uh, uh, something bad on top of something good with no bread on top. Well, when you and Brandon get on the rolls, you know, it's kind of hard to get a word in. No, no, I understand. I, mean, I don't want to break it up. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. I, look, you you were uh, became a popular character on this show as, as a sleeping guy who would interject something that was uh, that was useful, and, and that's fine. So, okay, let's get going with the crazy mic topic since uh, – I mean, this guy got scammed twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, he said, "I said this is Drexel's rotary phone in Boise." I guess, I guess Drexel has a rotary phone now too. You know what was really cool, and I wish I could have bought. I'm a member on Facebook of like some phone groups. I've always liked phones, like going way, way back uh, to, to the seventies. So I am still I'm like a member on Facebook of groups where people are fans of the telephone. And some guy posted in there something he found on eBay, this really weird phone that was a combination of a touchtone phone and a rotary phone. It had a rotary on one side and a touchtone on the other. And it was like $100. And I totally would have bought it if it worked. Like it, looks, it, it was really weird looking, but it was cool. I would have loved to have that thing like back in the 80s. But uh, like even now, it would just be like a cool thing. And people come over and go, wow, look at that thing. What the hell is that? Like I, I would have totally bought it, but it got snapped up on, uh, on eBay. And by, by the time the guy posted it on that phone group, like he's like, oh, man, I, I'd like this, but I'm not going to pay 100 bucks. I'm like, I'd pay 100 bucks for it. So if you have that, if you have, the, if you have that weird combination rotary and touchtone phone, and I don't mean those lame phones where you switch it from like tone to pulse mode that you got for like you know, $8 at Walmart. I mean, I mean it was a, a, a device that actually had both on there. I'd never seen anything like it before. I don't even know why you would have that. It just – for some reason it just struck me as cool. I wanted to have it when I saw it. So, I guess Drexel has a uh, a rotary phone, and he says, uh, "This is someone who claims it's their Idaho number." This 208 person, they may not even be in Idaho. So, uh, you really can get a number anywhere now. You can get a U.S. number if you're outside the country. That's how all these Indian scammers call you up and pretend to be from Dell or Microsoft, and you see a number in New Jersey or whatever, and then it turns out that they're really in India. So, let's talk about Crazy Mike. Crazy Mike, again, his name is Mike Thorpe. He's a very unique guy. And, you know, in the Limit Hold'em community, it's not a very large community. It never was. And you get to know everybody if you're a pro Limit Hold'em player, especially if you play live. But if you play online, you get to know a lot of the people. I guess except on Bovada these days because it's anonymous. But uh, I first encountered Crazy Mike online. His name was I Love Pepsi. And it's true. He really does love Pepsi. Like he really, really, really loves Pepsi to the point of obsession. But when I first encountered him, he was like constantly chatting and like constantly whining about every hand he lost. Like every single hand. Oh, my God. That's so sick. Oh, my God. Oh, look, my God, how bad, like, like, he was just going on and on and on and on and on. And I was like, okay, this guy's like a tilt monkey. But uh, eventually I met him in person, 
And he was even stranger in person than he was online. Now, he didn't look weird. He looks normal. Uh, when I met him in 07, he was a clean-cut, young-looking guy. He was about 25 at the time, but he looked even younger than that. But he had a loud, blunt, and attention-seeking type personality. Uh, things Mike would do, for example, is uh, he would sit at the table and make conversation with people there and ask really, really prying and sometimes obnoxious and inappropriate questions. And if you tried to brush him off and not answer him or give him an evasive answer, he'd keep hassling you to give him a better answer. Say, Why don't you want to answer that? Why are you being so secretive? Why can't you answer me? Huh? What do you have to hide? Like, it, it, it could get really, really annoying, as you can imagine. And he wouldn't do it like in a mean way or a nasty way, but he, it's kind of like he was just relentless with asking you the same thing over and over. And then if, once you answer him, he would give his opinion, which if it wasn't good or, or flattering, he'd tell you anyway. And then he would go on to another line of questioning. But the funny thing is if you had to ask him anything, he would give you evasive answers. So uh, he, he definitely didn't uh, take it as well as he gave it. He was also known for his hyena yelp, which is what I called it, which is every time he would win a pot and get ready, like if you're listening to this on headphones, you may want to pull them away from your ear. I'll try not to do it too loud, or I'll pull it away from my mouth. I'll pull the microphone away from my mouth. Here we go. He'd win a pot and he'd go like this. So you'd be playing in a card room, and you'd hear that being yelled over and over and over throughout the night. And if you're at his table, that would really get on your nerves. And especially, you know, he's doing this when he'd win pots. He's not just doing it randomly. So he beats you in a hand and then yells that. So I called it the hyena yelp. And then he actually liked that term and started calling that himself. Uh, but the thing was, that got done away with by most card rooms who got sick of hearing it. Or people complained and he was told not to do it anymore. I never complained, by the way, but... Uh, Others did, and he was told to stop the hyena yelp. In fact, the, the World Series told him that he would be kicked out of the World Series for good if the hyena yelp did not stop. Uh, I couldn't determine with him whether all this type of stuff was an act to get his opponents on tilt, to give the impression that he was crazy. I mean, Mike Caro did stuff not that obnoxious or that brash or that in-your-face, but Mike Caro would act like he was crazy at the table, but it was all very calculated. Mike Carroll wanted you to believe he didn't care about money and that he was just erratic and would just do anything. And, and then he'd play more of a straightforward style of poker usually. And, and you wouldn't give him credit for having a hand and then he would beat you. That, that was Mike Carroll's game early on. So I was wondering if this Mike, Mike Thorpe, was doing the same thing where he was playing up this act. Now, what is Crazy Mike's background? Uh, he had a military background. And uh, he claims he was honorably discharged. He was in the Navy. For, he said he was in for six years, which means really right up until the time he started playing poker, because I think he showed up around when he was 25. And you can't enter the Navy till you're 18. So this is what he wrote about himself back in 2007 on 2 Plus 2. There's 07 or 08, something like, like an introductory post when people were talking about him on there. He says, I was in the Navy for six years, discharged honorably. Kind of surprising, I know. I am an ultra-right-wing conservative. I do not drink alcohol. I do drink Pepsi and Gatorade. And by the way, his name on 2 Plus 2 is Mr. Gatorade. So he was obsessed with Pepsi and Gatorade. And he really was. 
I am unreasonable about my view of what a hit and run is, but I believe, and I am probably the only one that believes this, but I, if I'm down any money and my opponent decides to quit, even after 12 hours of play, I consider it a hit and run. <laughs> so, so if you've been playing Mike 12 hours heads up and you go, you know, what? I'm kind of done. I'm tired of this. Uh, goodbye. If you're up on him, he says it's a hit and run. And he's not even kidding. Like I saw him do this online where he would berate people, including me, for being ahead of him after quitting heads up. I was like, I was ahead of him like after two and a half hours ago, Mike, I'm done. He's like, and he knew it was me too. He's like, he's like, Oh, hit her up, hitting and running on me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh no, you just got so lucky. So now you're just going to quit. Uh, you're just going to give it back. If you stay, I know why you're quitting. Like, I'm like, Oh my God. So again, might've been an act, but uh, he at least admits to it in this post here that, uh, that he does this. I do like to go all in every hand for fun, is referring to No Limit when he plays it, and mostly the psychological effects of my surroundings and reaction from people is what I get the most joy for pissing away my money. I do not do non-poker degen things like craps, sports betting, or slots simply because I think they are boring and I know I can't beat them, so what's the point? By the way, that's not true, but I'll talk about that shortly. I do destroy bots and bring attention to the issue as I believe poker bots will destroy online poker as we know it today unless major actions are taken to protect the integrity and human aspect of poker in an online form. I know he used to have a website called destroythebots.com where he would call out what he suspected were bots online and get their accounts closed. I was kind of half supportive of this effort. Like Mike, I hated the bot invasion too, and I felt a lot of poker sites were not taking them seriously because they were making a lot of rake off these accounts. They didn't care if they were bots or not. But uh, he also reported anything he slightly suspected of a bot. So Mike did legitimately catch a number of bots, but he also caught people who were not bots, false positives, and got people's accounts closed that were not doing anything wrong, in my opinion. And in fact, I I came out and defended a few people that uh, he claimed were bots. And I didn't like that. He was going too far. uh, It kind of reminds me of the uh, days of McCarthyism. Everyone being accused of being a communist. And even if you really do get some communists in the whole thing, you you also get people who are not communists. And uh, that kind of ruins the whole effort if you're you're going after innocent people with with the slightest appearance of doing something wrong. He says, I will play anyone in the world a live heads-up freeze-out for 10, 15, or 20K. I've never denied action live to anyone for those amounts ever. I will not play higher at this point because I, I like bankroll management and do not have the roles for ridiculous stipulations Haas, TBF, and others have st- set to play live, which I understand. Why would you want to play me in a 50 big bet freeze-out for 20K when you can play 1K, 2K online? They just tell me, get a backer, and I'm like, who the hell would back anyone against you? I'm not a super baller like him, but maybe someday. He's referring to that uh, Matt Harlenko, Haas TBF, offered to play him like really high, like for, for a really large amount of money in a freeze-out, and Mike said, no, that's too much. And you know that, that was his excuse for why he wouldn't play Haas. But uh, he was saying he'd pretty much play anybody else, which is true. He was challenging tons of people heads up, including well-respected heads-up players like our own Dustin Neverwin-Wolf. They did play for 10K each. He says, I have super horrible game selection. How else am I going to be the best in the world? Money is not everything. That is true. He he did exercise poor game selection. Sometimes he'd even play games he didn't understand. 
I have never played Keanu, Ru- Keanu Reeves in poker in any way or form. I don't know why he wrote that. I'll skip the next thing. He's just talking about someone he had a beef with back then. It's irrelevant today. Uh, I don't think I look like a bum. I do wear socks and sandals, but I find it comfortable. I shower daily and after soccer practice, sometimes twice. Why I even have to explain this is sad, but I'm clearing up misconceptions. So I'll skip the other stuff where, again, he's talking about personal issues he has with certain people at the time. This is like an eight-year-old post, so no point to repeat that stuff. Uh, But most of that is accurate. And uh, like the Pepsi thing, I remember he played a lot of the Venetian, and he actually convinced the Venetian to import Pepsi from him because they were only serving Coke over there. So I guess he bribed the floorman to, like, go send out a runner to buy Pepsi at the store and bring it and serve it to him. I don't know how much he was paying for this, but uh, but he, he did things like this. Like, he would pay good money to have them bring him Pepsi instead of Coke. These were these weird obsessions he had. He, that, that's the best way to describe Crazy Mike is he had obsessions. One of them was bots. One of them was Pepsi. One of them was Gatorade. Uh, another one is what he called acting ethically. He was very big on what he called ethics, which is why it's kind of ironic now that this segment is about him supposedly owing a million or more dollars. Uh, But he would get in major wars and arguments and battles with people that he didn't feel acted ethically, whether live or online. Uh, In one case, he got in a major battle with a girl I knew who was an online player. This girl's not really known outside the online scene, but she's won a lot of money playing Limit Hold'em online. Again, pretty unknown person. She's around my age. Uh, I never dated her or anything, if you're wondering about that. But uh, uh, he didn't like that when she would sit heads up, she was she was basically a Limit Hold'em bum hunter. I mean, that, that's mostly what she was. So if someone good sat with her heads up, she didn't want to play. So she felt Mike was a good heads up player, which he was. And uh, when he would sit with her, she wouldn't play him. So they got in a whole battle because then she would, you know, he would just sit there and block her table. Like it'd be a heads up table and he would just block the seat with her sitting out. So then she'd open up another table and he'd sit there. And they got in a big battle over this. And he felt that it wasn't ethical to just sit there and wait and not play someone heads up who sits with you. He thought it was unethical to only play fish. So uh, he started, like, blocking every game she was starting, and then she reported him to full tilt, and they told him to stop doing that, and they, they got in a whole war. And, uh, and then he went on... Uh, and then he also got some other people angry at her for other stuff I forget. But anyway, he, uh, he went on 2 plus 2 and was bashing her about it. So I defended her, and he didn't like that. So that year, shortly... Like, I defended her right around the time of the World Series, so... That year when he saw me at the World Series, he comes up to me, expresses his displeasure that I defended her, said that she was acting unethically and I was supporting this. And then he told, he told me, and he yelled this really loud for everyone to hear. He says, you're only backing her up. You're only supporting her because you're fucking her. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, that's not true. He says, yeah. I know you two are doing it, and it, it makes sense because you're both old. So then he walked away, and people at my table were like, what the hell's that all about? 
This person with the 208 knows a lot. They're, they're texting me a lot of things. Uh, here's something that was... I, I don't know if I should read this, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess I... <laughs> I guess I might as well. I'm not going to say who she is, but... Uh, this person says, uh, Brad L. asked her to give him a hand job drunk in a hot tub. That's actually true. That girl I'm talking about, Brad L. did ask her to give him a hand job in the hot tub. They, they weren't alone in the hot tub. It was like a group... It was like a party, and a bunch of people were in the hot tub. I think I was even there. I wasn't in the hot tub, but I was at the party. I was definitely at the party at some point. I don't know if I was still there when the hand job thing happened, but Brad L. got drunk and actually did ask for a hand job. <laughs> she didn't do it, though. She refused. She... So this guy in the 208, I don't know who he is, but he uh, he knows. He also wrote, this guy in the 208, back in 09, Mike stopped playing Dustin in these 10K freezeouts at the Venetian and online because Dustin owed people money, and he thought it was unethical. Hmm. Interesting. So he was saying that uh, with Dustin owing people money, that Dustin shouldn't be playing him heads up for freezeouts until he pays off his debts, that it was unethical to do so. So that's kind of ironic now if Mike really does owe all this money. So, uh, anyway, Mike, you know, I got along with him for the most part. It sounds like me and him didn't like each other, but that's not really true. We weren't friends, but uh, we got along okay. I, I kind of got used to him. You know, you guys know I'm friends with Ken Scaler, who's very eccentric and, uh, you know, gets a lot of attention himself when he's out in public. Uh, you guys know that dysfunctional people for whatever reason uh, I'm drawn to in a way and and I can kind of make myself understand them and even forgive a lot of their quirks so that was kind of my situation with Mike I kind of just uh, I I didn't let him get to me Uh, if he would try to ask me the prying questions at the table I would just ask him questions right back or if he'd make some kind of comment about me I would uh point out if he's being hypocritical and turn it right back around on him. Not like in a hostile way, but kind of like in a playful way. So like, you know, me and Mike got along okay. Sometimes talked online back and forth. I found out about two years ago that Mike was a big fan of this radio show and was listening every single week. He told me this directly. And I said, oh, cool. Okay, well, I'll give you a shout out on the next show. He said, no, 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 no. Don't do that. He did not want me mentioning that he listens to this show. He didn't explain why. He just wanted it to be a secret. He doesn't like people knowing his business. Like, I don't know why it matters if he knows that, or people know that he listens to this radio show. Though maybe now, I was thinking about it, maybe now it's because if he was owing people money that people might point out it's ironic that he listens to Poker Fraud Alert Radio when he's borrowing money from all these people and misrepresenting his ability to pay back. Maybe he was afraid that would get brought out, so he just didn't want his name brought up. But whatever it was, uh, he listened, he enjoyed the show, but he didn't want people knowing he listened to the show. But he wanted me to know he listened. I think he even made me like delete some tweet I mentioned uh, <laughs> about him listening to the show. Or he didn't make me, but he asked me, and I did. So, I, you know, I never could quite figure out if his eccentric personality was an act or if it was really him. 
I thought in some ways he exhibited signs of Asperger's. Uh, his obsessions with certain things, like he has to have Pepsi instead of Coke, and will go to great lengths to make that happen. Uh, the obsession with the bots, with this obsession with ethics, um, the lack of filter regarding asking people questions that are inappropriate. That's actually classic Asperger's to just uh, not understand when certain questions are inappropriate that you shouldn't ask out loud or at all. Ken Scaler does that sometimes, who I believe has Asperger's. And uh, so I, I thought maybe he has Asperger's. And maybe that's his situation. I didn't know what his situation was, or it could have been an act. Now, here's something that would indicate that maybe his whole thing was an act. There's a guy named Michael Winnett who's known as Squeaky. It seems like everybody's named Mike involved in the story. But uh, Michael Winnett, whose name is, who goes by Squeaky, is also known for constantly talking and annoying everyone at the poker table. I actually played once with Squeaky on Live at the Bike. I was very intrigued to see what would happen if these two mics, Squeaky and Crazy Mike, were put together at the same table in some way. And it finally happened a few years ago at the World Series. The two of them were at the same table. Well, interestingly, Crazy Mike quickly went really quiet there. And when I went over to the table to see like what it was like, Squeaky was popping off as usual, and Mike was sitting there silent and very depressed looking. He had his face buried in his hands. He had a frown. He looked really, really unhappy. And he wasn't doing badly in the tournament. I think he had like an average deck. So it didn't look like it was about the poker side of things, I, I thought that he felt upstaged, that he was outcrazied by Squeaky. And that made me think, well, maybe this is all an act, because if this was just all naturally crazy Mike, then having another guy kind of like him at the table wouldn't deter him. He wouldn't go quiet. He wouldn't get depressed that someone else is getting the same attention he always gets. It, it seemed like he was mad that someone stole his act and was doing it better. So that was interesting. Some of you right, might uh, remember Butters, who was the chip leader uh, of day six of the main event of the World Series of Poker in 2015. His name is uh, Tom Kearney, K-E-A-R-N-E-Y. He is friends with Crazy Mike. I don't know how close, but they're friends. So that's just a, a little note to add to this. So that's kind of the background on Crazy Mike. Uh, oh, one other important thing. He runs a drone store. He, he owns part of a drone store that actually has several locations, uh, one in Las Vegas, which he actively manages, and then there's one in Los, in Los Angeles and a few other places. Here's Mike at the drone store. Actually, not the, at, at a, some kind of – kind of looks like an infomercial. It was like a news report, but it was probably like more like an infomercial in Las Vegas – talking about his drone store. 
Now, first up this morning, are you a drone enthusiast? So whether you're an extreme sportsman, avid photographer, or just curious, get ahead of the game as the intrigue of this technology continues to grow. Here with everything you need to know about them is Mike Thorpe and Morea Ravine of Drones Plus. Good wow. morning to both Good of you. Good morning. Welcome. How are you guys? Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. This is our first time talking about drones, so this is thrilling <laughs> for us. Now, why did you decide to sell drones? Well, drones are one of the hottest gifts and the hottest toys um, right now for mostly men. Our demographic is about 98% men. Mm -hmm. So for the guy that has everything and the people that are photo enthusiasts and like to fly things around, right now is kind of uh, just the Wild West when it comes to aerial <laughs> photography. So it's a lot of fun. All I know is I do a lot of things in my own house and I don't. Now, I want to stop this for a second because I hadn't seen Mike in person in a while and uh as I said before, Mike is a normal-looking guy. As strange as he is, he doesn't look strange. And, in fact, he's, he's had girlfriends before and everything like that. But uh, what I'm noticing in this clip is that, and you can't see this, obviously, on the radio, is that Mike looks kind of overweight. Not huge, but he looks kind of chunky, which he didn't before. He, he always looked thin. And he talked about in that post, you know, playing soccer. He looked like somebody... Who exercises somewhat, not like a gym rat, not like you know, really muscular or anything, but he looked like someone who who at least is active and, and combined with the fact that he was young, uh, he, he didn't look heavy at all. But here he kind of has a gut. He's got kind of like his face is looking kind of heavy. Uh, now, I'm not saying I'm thin, but I'm saying that this is a change in Mike's appearance. And I wonder if that's correlated with his uh, financial problems. But uh I'll, I'll let this continue. I don't want drones flying overhead, Mike. But that's whatever. Why? Why would somebody want a drone? Sure. Well, they have, like, this one, for instance, is our Phantom 2 line. Mm -hmm. It uses a GoPro Hero 4. And uh, then we also have our most uh, popular drone version, is our color, Phantom 2 Vision Plus. Okay. It's an all-in-one encompassing drone with its own camera. shoots in high definition. You use your iPhone or your Android device to be able to see what it sees in real time. And the coolest part about it is it also has the waypoint functionality. So you can autonomously put where you want the drone to go, and it'll fly automatically. And then shoot pictures, and you can do it all. And that's these. I'm not going to have like it's a six minute video. I'm not going to play the rest of it. You guys get the point. But uh, this is basically Mike on some kind of morning TV show promoting his drone store, Drones Plus, with the phone number at the bottom. So people are doubting if he really owns part of it. He's been quoted in so many news articles about Drones Plus as co-owner. Because they've had a number of break-ins. I think they've been broken into four times over the year, over the last year. And even the L.A. version got broken into as well. I think people like breaking into these drone stores because the drones are valuable. They're more than $1,000 each. So if you just grab a number of them, you can sell them on the black market and probably like make a lot of money. So anyway... They've quoted him in these articles, and he's always listed as a co-owner. I, I, I don't know if the real owners would let him do that if he was just the manager. So I, I think he probably does own some of Drones Plus. I don't know how much. It's possible he convinced the other owners that he should kind of be the face of it and he should be the, uh, the spokesman for it and should make his ownership seem larger than it is. Uh, someone pointed out in chat that Brian Mikon was wearing a Drones Plus patch at this year's World Series and the events he played. And he is friends with Crazy Mike. In fact, Mikeon bought his drones from Drones Plus. So, I, I was even considering buying a drone from Drones Plus, and I, I kind of backed out of just buying a drone in general. I, I still kind of want to, but I was just kind of waiting for them to get a little more mature to where they don't have as many bugs and problems. 
So he owns at least part of this drone store and works there as well and appeared on TV promoting the drone. I thought he actually did a pretty good job in this segment promoting it. So it seemed on the surface that he must have had like a trust fund or something because he appeared out of nowhere in high limit, limit hold'em. Just out of nowhere. He just popped there, popped in there. He's just there playing high limits against people. And you, you can't do that at that age. Imagine a kid out of the military for six years in the military. Like, how do you go from out of the military and probably having very little cash to being a high limit, limit hold'em player? without anyone noticing you running it up. Like, you can't. So he claimed he won the money online and that, you know, that then he took it to go play live. But a lot of weird things. Uh, his online results never seemed to be good enough to match with the amount of money he was said to have lost live. He lost way more live than he won online. And no one saw him run it up online prior to appearing live with all this money. So it seemed like he must have had some trust fund and didn't care about money or whatever. So it's, it's still possible that was true, but if he had a trust fund, it's probably gone. This is from TT, and then we'll hear from Traderski. Who, uh, someone's no- noted here that he hasn't talked in uh, 57 minutes. Traderski, are you still with us? I don't think it's been 57 minutes. Okay. <laughs> It's possible this show hasn't been on for 57 minutes, so I, you're probably right here. Uh, by the way, it was uh, alluded to in the 2 plus 2 thread, according to our all-knowing listener in the 208 area, that the biggest amount he owes to he owes is to Todd Brunson. Hmm. So this is what TT on 2 plus 2 wrote, and TT is Todd Terry. He's been around for a long time. He said, normally I would not post something like this, but it's no secret. Every mixed game player on the West Coast knows this story. Mike himself tells everyone with an earshot how he is busto and owes some key players a bunch of money that he is paying off hands or you know, paying off thanks to his work at Drones Plus. Mike can still be seen at the 4080 mixed game at Bellagio once every month or so, as far as I know. I believe he was also playing low stakes games online. At WSOP.com. Well, interesting. We have a new person joining this uh, broadcast. He's a lot humbler now and less manic, but every once in a while, a little bit of the old personality comes out. Last I saw him was this past spring, and I would assume that Mike would want this to be posted. He's a very open person. If I'm wrong, my apologies, Mike. This is from TT, a.k.a. Todd Terry. And we have somebody else joining us on the radio here. Brandon Drexel Gerson, hello. Uh-oh. Now I hung up on everybody. Uh, let's try. Let's put him back up. What the hell? I tried to put Brandon on, and it just it cut everybody. Okay, so we have Traderski back. Let's yep. see if we can get uh, Brandon back. Nah. Okay, Brandon's gone. Maybe Brandon. Uh, it looks like he's on. No, he's not. Okay. All right. Well, he can come back if he wants. We really hasn't been here yet, but Brandon, you're welcome to join us. So, okay. Uh, that was from Todd Terry, and then Death Donkey, who's also known as. Chris Vitch, that's his real name. Again, he's been around a long time, respected person in the poker community, never any scandals surrounding Chris Vitch, as far as I know. This is what he posted. I cannot let this drivel go, even though it's probably against my own best interest. This is referring to what Todd Terry posted. Chris Vitch is saying, this is all drivel. I've got to clear it up. 
I basically feel there's zero chance Crazy Mike, the scumbag, will ever pay a penny of what I'm owed, so whatever. Mike is a real open person until he is lying to your face, begging you for money, and swearing on everything that he can think of that you will be paid back. Hello, Brandon. Hey. Hi. He owes seven figures. Not Brandon, but Crazy Mike. You think... He is going to pay everyone back working at his store while randomly dumping off money in 4080 whenever he can afford a buy-in? You were as delusional about him as I used to be. Mike, if you read this, I'm still waiting for a penny of my dollars, you scumbag thief. Wow. So, Death Donkey, who again, I've never seen him start drama before or make false accusations. This is this is kind of a... Uh, he, he's kind of just a guy who just kind of post the facts. I mean, this is not someone who really gets involved in the back and forth on two plus two from what I've seen. Uh, He posts a lot there, but he's not just, he's not someone you would ever believe would make something like this up. So he is saying that Mike owes collectively seven figures over a million bucks to various people in poker. And that when he manages to get a little bit of money together, instead of paying people back, he goes over to 4080 at Bellagio and chunks it off. That's what, uh, Death Donkey saying, and that uh, Death Donkey saying that Mike owes him a lot of money and hasn't paid a penny of it, and he doesn't think he'll ever get paid, so he doesn't mind calling him out. This Death Donkey's had... character is impeccable. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Uh, are you, you're saying this as fact, or you're just... Uh... I've, I've known him for almost 10 years. His character is impeccable. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. I don't know him well, but just uh, from what I've observed of him and what I've known about his reputation, he doesn't seem like he would ever lie about something like this. So, yeah, Brandon is giving his uh, seal of approval to Death Donkey. Uh, Trader Ski, would you want to give your seal of approval too? I don't know either of them. Okay. But uh, to get stuck seven figures, I mean, how big was he playing? Well, he was playing pretty big. I mean, he was playing uh, – in fact, on that awful show with Jennifer Harmon uh, that uh, when they showed her playing poker, he was in one of the games with her. Uh, he was really playing a lot of you know, 400, 800 type games, maybe even higher. And you, you can get in debt real fast in those games if you're running bad or, or not playing well. So, uh, I mean, you can lose 100K in one session in those games if you run poorly. He was playing as high as 1,000, 2,000 at Aria with Brunson, Greenstein, and everyone else that's in the, the biggest mixed game that runs continuously. And uh, the game was built around him. See, I'm, I'm so glad I have Brandon around here to tell me these things. I, I didn't. I didn't know those details. So this, this is why it's so good to have Brandon on the show, among other things. So, yeah. Uh, so Mike was uh, like Mike would brag about how he was learning mixed games as he was playing high limits. Like he, he claimed that he would sit in high limit mixed games, not even knowing some of the games and, and just saying, OK, how do you do this? Uh, what is this? Yeah. What are the rules here? <laughs> he just start playing. And it's, it's unbelievable. I, I watched him play Limit Hold'em, which a game he knew very well. I watched never, him play never, that. Never, 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 okay, come on, come on. One step. One step with his uh, trademark call there. I got to not answer those New York calls. So anyway, I, I, I watched him at Limit Hold'em. You know, he was used to heads-up Limit Hold'em, so he would play like full ring Limit Hold'em as if it was heads-up, like playing like every hand and just getting clobbered. And he would even say like, he knows he sucks at this. He knows he's a fish, and he would just keep playing like that. He he would also do things like only look at one card or or, or you know just play blind. I, I had some hands with him at forty eighty at Bellagio where he played blind. He 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 honestly didn't look at his cards, and then it was it, you know playing someone blind. It can be tough sometimes. Obviously you're happy to do it, but it can be tough when you've got some kind of marginal holdings, 
that's uh, like you've got bottom pair or third pair, and you don't know how far to go with raising the person, but they keep raising you back and haven't looked. So, anyway, he was doing that. So he did a lot of weird things to kind of just dump off money. I never really understood that, but uh, Brandon was saying that the Aria game was built around him as high as 1K, 2K, and uh, I guess everyone got to believe that he really was rich and he really could pay everyone back, and he had an eight-year history of paying people back and of you know of not stiffing anyone. So I guess he had. I, I guess people believed the appearance that he put out there, kind of like, we don't know where this money's coming from, but we're not going to ask questions. It seems like he's got a lot of it. And then it looks like a lot of people are owed, including our listener in the 208, who says he's owed 2500 bucks by uh, by Crazy Mike. And he says, I never saw the scam coming. And that, that seems to be what everyone's saying. Like uh, Death Donkey was saying, you're as delusional about him as I used to be. So Death Donkey's basically saying... I used to think Crazy Mike would never do something like this. So I, you know, I'm a little surprised by this, but I'm also not surprised. I I never could figure out where all the money was coming from. I I never could understand his kind of cavalier attitude about money and why he would sit in games he doesn't understand or know and and play them at high limits or or play what he knows is a losing style at at, uh, ring limit hold'em. Like, why he would do things like this. I, I just never understood it, and I never understood where the money came from in the first place if he was from the military. I just... It, there was just something odd about him beyond his projected surface oddness. Uh, Brandon, what was, what was your opinion about this? I know you know him as well. Jesus Christ. Traderuski, is that your photo on, on Skype? Yeah, yeah, you see him. There he, he is. Look, you look like you're a big boy. <laughs> I have no idea what I have up there. Yeah, you, you look like a, like, a, like a young Norm from Cheers. He does kind of look like Norm from Cheers, yeah. That's not, a, I mean, an insult, but, you know, you're a good-looking boy, but I, <laughs> I kind of pictured you more gangly. No, 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 he's not, he's not gangly at all. But, uh, a big kid. No, he, he does kind of look like Norm from Cheers. It's funny. It's funny. I, I, I just, How are uh, you doing, Trader Ruski? Good. How are you doing, Brandon? Doing good. So, so uh, go ahead, Brandon. I mean, I've... I've I've known him as long as you have, if not maybe even longer. Um, I, I I never really hung out with him. I, in fact, I think the last time I actually really really hung out with him was with you when uh, at Caesars when he was yeah. at that prop bet with the bot. I think that was re- literally the last time I spent any decent time with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I I mean I validate validate everything that you're saying. I mean, he just, I remember when I was playing mainly like 3060 on stars, he kind of just popped, you know, right in, right into like out of nowhere, you know, kind of like from 21 Jump Street or something like he was undercover poker. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got that reference. But anyhow, uh, and he just was playing in, you know, 50, I mean, the thing that was weird is I, I will say that that the the part you read earlier about two plus two but the bankrupt part of it at least in the beginning he seemed to maintain that because he only on stars in the heyday of limit hold'em um back when it was still decent at times played only 50 100 and 100 200 never played higher never wouldn't even play 200 400 um and he was pretty strict by that uh so I'm not I'm not quite sure you know I, I mean I don't know I, I I I've hung out with him I've had meals with him but I was it was always just because I was friends with someone he was friends with or something like that so I never 
hung out with him one on one. Yeah, same with me. I, never, I heard, exactly, I heard the, exactly same the same rumors thing. that you did that you know his parents left him money. Um, I mean, for all we know, this could have been a Ponzi scheme from the start, just borrowing and paying other people back with borrow. I mean, who knows? I mean, how pathological it, it could be. I mean, I, I, I never would have guessed. I mean, everyone used to say eventually the way he spewed money that he would go broke. Um, so I'm not surprised from that standpoint, but the standpoint of that he's supposedly seven figures deep. Yeah. That's, that's shocking to me. Yeah. Me that too. got that out of control that. Uh, apparently, uh, he was borrowing money with the premise that he had investments coming and he had other uh, ac- assets that needed to be liquidated and he just borrowed on credit and, and with his reputation, but he did it so often and among- amongst the same crowd of people, uh, which I think was alluded to in the 2 plus 2 thread, it's kind of remarkable that people didn't start talking and word didn't get out sooner that it was able to get to that level. Um, it's also quite shocking to me that uh, I never played. I played mixed games with him, but but much lower stakes. I never played three six or you know four eight or I mean they'd they basically the way it would work is when he'd start losing, you know the game would start out three six or four eight. This is this was at the Bellagio. And, and by the way, for those of you listening, he means three hundred, six hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, not, not yeah. three dollars, six dollars. Yeah, yeah that's that's when the game would start out, and this was this was still when Barry Greenstein had money because he was a regular in the game, and he's not anymore. This was when Sean Deeb was coming onto the scene because he was a regular in the game. Um, Todd Brunson always in the game, always like literally almost every night. Jennifer Harmon, uh, Billy Baxter. Um, I mean, those are the regular uh, Nick Shulman. Those are the regulars that were in the game, and it would start off like I said, three, six, four, eight, and by the end of it, it it'd get as high as one thousand, two thousand, sometimes twelve hundred, twenty four hundred, because as he was losing and chasing, uh, you know, the, the other players were bankrolled enough to withstand the swings, and you know, let him chase his money, which I would just almost assuredly say, you know the high percentage of the time, maybe, you know, probably 99% of the time ended unsuccessfully in him chasing his money back. Um, and uh, he, he took those games seriously uh, for the most part. There's one thing that I actually remember that, that was quite remarkable that uh, Barry Greenstein, maybe someone could even find it. I mean, this is years and years old, but Barry Greenstein tweeted a picture um, I don't know why he did this because you think it would piss off Crazy Mike, but he tweeted a picture of a hand against Crazy Mike uh, in which they were playing Raz, and it was an insanely big pot. I mean, it was over $10,000, this this one pot, and Mike was double-paired. Um, huh. I don't remember the exact hand, but he, his up cards, he was double-paired. And... Uh, I, from what I remember from just looking at the two hands that, that Barry, you know, I literally tweeted a picture of the photos. There was no possible way Mike could win, yet he called down on, on all seven streets. Wow. And I remember thinking at that, I mean, I remember, because I don't think about Crazy Mike much. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, when uh, when I first met him, he did that whole thing, like asking me questions and yeah, he made yeah. some, some offhanded comment about about something that I took some offense to. And uh, I said something back to him. This is like 2008 at the Venetian when he was playing with Dustin. And then ever, ever since that, that time, 
he never got out of line with me once. He was always very cordial and, and friendly and just not like personal. You know, I think the most personal I've ever been with him was, you know, that time we spent with him at the bot talking about it. But, you know, he left me alone and just would say hi and, and you know, never really in small talk. And that's about it. But anyhow, I remember thinking when I saw that photo from Barry Greenstein, uh, what was he thinking? I mean, it's one thing. Yeah, I've seen him running around the Bellagio, shipping it all in for a hundred dollars blind, you know, two, three, four, five times, and eventually getting lucky and hitting. But we were talking like ten, twelve thousand dollars, you know, in this pot. I mean, I think they're playing one, two. It might have been more because there was raising involved, and you know, there was extra streets. Um, and I remember thinking something isn't right here. Like who? I mean, it's. I remember even thinking like he has to have that much money that he just doesn't care. Because even though he was maybe about a year, two years into playing mixed games, he knew that he couldn't win that hand. Like, so I don't know what he was doing. It was just very, very bizarre. Um, and uh, so anyhow, uh, like I said, the last time I actually spent time with him, he lost money. He was he showed up at Caesars with somebody else. I happened to be there with Todd. And uh, he had some prop bet. About about the bot, about beating the bot, uh, about running. I think a thousand to ten thousand. That's what it was. He bought in a thousand dollars, and he couldn't bust. He could play the limits that the bot had at Caesars at that time. Um, it was four eight, ten twenty, and twenty forty. If I'm, I know yeah. there are only three levels. Yeah, Is that did, correct? Didn't, didn't he have to run it up to like twenty k or something? Yeah, well, yeah, it was, it would, I, th- I thought it was 10K, but maybe, maybe, 10K, it, maybe, yeah. it was, maybe it was 20. But he put $1,000 in the machine, but he can start out as small as he wanted to start out. I think it was 4.8 at Caesars was the smallest limit. Yeah. Um, and I think he played 4.8 for about 10 minutes, and we were all watching, talking, catching up a little bit. Then he got bored, and then immediately jumped up to like 20.40. I think maybe, Druff, we were there in an hour at the most, before you just busted, and, and and the strange thing about that profit, as you as you recall, the person he made it with wasn't there. Yeah, that was I so remember, weird. Yeah, that was so he, odd. Yeah, he said that it was like on honesty, and he'd have to tell the guy that he owed him like twenty thousand or whatever it ended up being. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, it was so weird. Yeah, he came to us, and it was a bet that definitely didn't favor Mike. Mike admitted he didn't know much about playing the bot. We we tried to give him some advice about you don't try to bluff the thing, you know that that it, that it, it will call down you know more often than a human will. And that uh, you know you don't try to out aggressive the bot with nothing or you're going to get clobbered. So we, we try to explain that type of thing to him, but uh, he's like, "Oh, so bluffing's not going to work much." You're like, well, no, he says, "Oh, I'm not going to be very good at this then." So, but he's he he made this bet where he's like starting out with a thousand, he has to run up to like 10k and can't rebuy, which is honestly, uh, especially with the variance of that bot, pretty tough to do. Not impossible, but pretty tough. And I think he made the bet at even money. And but yeah, the weirdest part, as Brandon said was that the guy was not there to verify it. So Mike could just feed in money to the machine and claim he won it, and the guy would have no proof. It was really weird. So, uh, you know, now that his credibility has, has been uh, questioned, you know, basically uh, Death Donkey just straight up said he lied to my face. Now looking back at a lot of things, it makes you wonder now, you know, what's true and what isn't true. Um, you know, for all we know, there never was a bet. I mean, you know, you meet somebody and, and, you know, human nature is you have no reason to doubt them. You know, you're not going to question. I mean, unless yeah. it's something outrageous. You know, someone says something, you're going to, you know, take it for, you know, face value and believe it. So now, though, you look back at certain things and, you know, maybe it was for attention. You know what I mean? Maybe it, it that wasn't even real because it was the whole thing was weird to me to make a bet that size. No one's there to prove it. 
Like how you know what I mean? How can it was an even money bet? He said, which, "Yeah, we even asked we even asked him uh, like how how's this guy going to know whether you really won legitimately or not?" He's like, "Well, because you know, people trust me; they they know I'm ethical." Yeah. So yeah, um, but other than what I've I've commented, I don't know, uh, you know, anything else. I mean, I've played with him. Uh, I mean, what he used to like to do. In in and I this is when I used to play live at the Bellagio. This was I think like thirty sixty and forty eighty. He would just get into the game and try to tilt everyone. I mean, he would buy in like when he was done playing, you know, for the day, or sometimes he would just show up just to do this. And he would you know do what you described before. He would raise hands blind. He tried to put bad beats on people, and he just he would lose a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so so I don't I you know I never got it. Like, I mean you know I. I I can understand. I've been drunk before, and I've done stupid things in like you know small little terms. Like I remember once I played a Sahara with you know with Dutch Boyd and Gank and a bunch of other guys, and I think I was in like five or six times. You might have even been there that time, and everyone was just shoving and being goofy. I think it cost me like three hundred bucks, you know. But but I mean that's you know three hundred dollars. You're with your friends, like you you know you still can win the tournament and and, and win money. But I never understood the aspect of like literally just literally like lighting money on fire like that. Yeah, getting, that's, that just seems like he was doing. I never got just, it either. You know, like it's one thing. You know what? What does it cost? Thirty, forty bucks at most. You know, plus a tip to get Pepsi shipped over to the Venetian. Okay, you know that's that's not a big deal. But I mean, when you're talking hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, sometimes just to light it on fire to get a laugh, like that's fucking nuts. I mean, that's just that's fucking batshit crazy to me. And he did that continuously, and nobody really questioned it because he kept doing it. And everyone thought, well, he has money. It probably means nothing to him. And he never went on tilt. He never got angry. Um, you know, when he would lose, like, he wasn't a bad loser. Like, you know, like but he, Except I, on, online he would be, but in, in person yeah. he wasn't. Live he was not. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know what? You know, I, I there's not much more to add. I mean, I'll let you, I guess, recap it or, or put a conclusion. Of it. But you know what? Although when I read this uh, today, you know, the extent of what it was, I, I was shocked that it was that high. I, I had heard some rumblings. And I, I, there's some things I know. Uh, but at this point, nothing surprises me anymore in poker. I mean, if, if tomorrow somebody I thought was the cleanest person in the world, I mean, maybe with the exception of you. I was going to say, what if, what if someone said that I stiffed them? I mean, yeah. I mean, there are a few people that I just know that well. But, I mean, in terms of just – you know what I mean? Like, uh, do these scandals surprise you anymore? I no. Mean, fucking, I mean, you know, yeah, there's another one. You know, I remember when Brad Booth straight up fucking stole. Yeah. You know when he when he uh, asked a guy for the 15k and LOL lock poker money and never showed up to pay him. I remember thinking, <laughs> wow, Brad Booth saw him on high stakes poker. I, I, we had him on the radio show. I I've hung out with the guy. Like he he just rolled somebody, and then. You know, I remember just thinking, like, wow, like that's what it's come to. And then since then, it, it, it so you know, the point I'm making again is none of it surprises me. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it was kind of bound to happen because when you really think about it, a lot, of, a lot of poker players that play high stakes, that play every single day, it's almost really is like a Ponzi scheme where you're just borrowing and then you know paying back, and then hopefully, you, you know, you run hot, or if you're a tournament poker, you hit, a, you hit a score, and I mean. There's only a small pool of money, and there's so much, you know, there's so much going into it, and only a, you know, a small amount coming out of it. So, it it really is like a Ponzi scheme that eventually it's it's going to collapse. Yeah, especially so, someone who was seen to be losing a lot 
Yeah. And uh, and and people just couldn't understand where all the money was coming from, why he didn't seem to care about money. We we still don't have an answer about that. But uh, well, someone like that, it's it's not that surprising that uh, you hear one day that they're broke and owe a lot of money. I'm getting a text from someone who has his phone number. If you want to give him a call. Yeah, yeah, I was considering that. Um, I, I don't, don't even know. If if, wanna... I don't know if he knows that I've I've written this. Now, I, I doubt he's going to tell us much. But I, yeah, I I got the same. Is this person texting the number? Is that uh, in the two hundred eight? By the way. Yeah, that's uh, my my Idaho station. Okay, you know about the Idaho station. This this yeah. person knows. Uh, you can tell me who this is later. Right? This person. I'll tell you who it is later. Okay, Someone yeah, this... both know very yeah, well. No, they seem to know a lot. They. Uh, they yeah, they were... text you uh, the number two, didn't they? Yeah, they texted me the number two. They they texted me about a certain uh, incident. Uh, don't say the girl's name about the Brad yeah, L. asking about, the, about the, the hand job and uh, all that. Yeah, so, yeah, the hot tub. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we lost Trader Ski. We lose Trader Ski. We don't even know he's gone because he's usually sleeping. Trader Ski, welcome back. I'm back. Okay. So. Trader Ruski, what what is what is your? Cause you, I'm, I need to groom you to replace me. Cause I realize, you know, retirement isn't easy, and I know I'm, I'm you know, the, the forums are a very fickle, a fickle girl, and I notice the forums are turning on the tide on me a little bit rough lately, and I think. Maybe it's time to bow down and, and, and just it's a young man's game. Well, I, I don't know. The forum's turning on me, too. Like I, I, I get people criticizing last week's show and, and like, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm gone one week. You know, I'm dealing – I have some personal issues going on. People think that, that I mean, I, I – you know, you know why I'm here? I'm here because of the one individual, and I'll even say I probably shouldn't. Belly Buster, that, that kind old bloat across the pond, he sent me $150 and said, go buy yourself a meal and get yourself a headset. And here's some salary for you. Wow, that's nice. And, yes. And, and I know you commented on him earlier, the nice kid across the pond, but he, he good kid, very good kid. Yeah, I don't he think is. he's going to be rolling anybody and running no drone store anytime <laughs> soon. Um, but anyhow, the point is I got a groom for the future, and, and you know what? Whether we like it or not, you know, we're old. And Trader Ruski, what are you, 18, 19, 20? <laughs> yeah, about that, 25 years ago. Okay, so, you know, he's young. He's He's got – you know, you have to inspire him. He's the future, Druff. You're not the future. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I, I the know. future. I, look, I uh, is. We got to get him saying more than six words, you know, per segment. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on Crazy Mike Trederuski? Talk to us. Well, my my thoughts are, and I don't know much about him. I mean, you know, I played quite a bit with uh, Squeaky. Oh, you did. And I think, yeah, I mean, it has to be played in commerce, but um. You know, as far you know, as far as he goes, I thought that was all an act. I don't know if it was like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Asperger's or anything like that. And I mean, could Crazy Mike even gotten into the Navy with with Asperger's? Aren't you born with it? it sounds like it's probably like depression. Yeah, well, you're born. So you don't like you don't like catch it like yeah. Sexually well, no, like, the question yeah, the question is with that. I don't know if they would let you in the army. I mean, maybe they would. Like I don't know, like in right? The Navy. Or is it something that like comes later in life? I mean, it sounds like no, no. It's it's, it's there from the start, but but the, he doesn't have Asperger's. The whole thing has always been an act. Well, that's what I, that's what I was saying. I don't know if he you walked into his fucking drone store and he'll act just like a normal sales rep should act. Yeah, and, and you know what I was telling? I was saying earlier. I don't know if you heard this, Brandon, but when he ended up at the table with Squeaky. And then when Squeaky kind of outcrazied him with the same act, Mike just went silent and, well, and had a depressed look on his think face. Think about this. What is he known for? Is he known for his poker play or is he known for his antics? If he didn't have those antics, would we even know who he is? No, no. Would there be threads? Of course not. I mean, that's, that's what he wanted his, you know, like his aura to be. Like Mike Matisau, you know, he 
you know, Phil Hellmuth, you know, just he want on a much lower level, of course, that's what he wanted to be. He wanted, you know, to create some false persona of himself. And I mean, I never bought into it. I, I always thought it was a, it was. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure until when I saw the thing, though, with Squeaky, where he just went silent because Squeaky was basically doing the same act and getting more attention than he was. And, and he just went quiet and, and looked depressed. I'm like, you know, if this was real, th- this wouldn't make him go quiet. If it was his, it would just be his personality. Like, how, how does he change his personality when someone else is doing the same thing and, and getting more attention? It, it just kind of seemed like he's like, ah, oh, well, this is pointless. The other guy's getting the attention now. Screw it. I'm not going to do it. Like, that, it's kind of look. And you're right. Like at the store, at the Drones Plus store. Like I saw that video where he's talking about exactly. the drones, and he seems totally normal. So, and he's had relationships with people that I I know that are friends. And he's been normal. It, it's all an act. It's not. He doesn't have Aspergers. It's just all just him being pretentious. So don't buy into it. Yeah, that's just okay. So yeah, well, uh, we will see where this goes, or if uh, Mike keeps showing up to the forty eighty game and playing, or if he makes any attempt to pay people. If he really does owe seven figures, uh, that's that's pretty brutal. I don't know how much he owns. He ain't game. getting that back in no forty eighty game. With no, half the games being split pots. <laughs> But uh, he, if this Drones Plus store, I don't know what percentage he owns and what type of profit it turns. And I, I guess that's the only possible out if it's doing well. But it's, it's been broken into a bunch of times. And You're not going to make seven figures on no, a drone I store think, I on the so. I didn't think so. So, oh. like, it gets to the point where it's... The, I mean, okay, the, on that little article that he wrote, uh, or, or the news story, or whatever the hell it was, it was, yeah, it was an article... It said it was like $3,900 is what the retail value is of like the high drone that they stole. There's only like one in the store. So what do you think they make? What can they make? They sell like a $3,900 drone. Maybe they make four, three, four hundred, five hundred off it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. After the markup and what they pay, like, what can they really be making? Well, but they also have like an online store. See, I don't know how many they're really selling. Like, I don't know how many drone stores there are out there like are there people online ordering a lot of drones from drones plus like i don't think it's that big i mean it's big but it's a small segment of the hobby population i mean it's like like owning a a camping store or something you know what i mean and like trying to get rich owning like one camping store you're not you mean you can grind it you know you probably could buy a half a million dollar house and have a you know decent life maybe but you're not going to get rich with no drone store I mean, you know, one drone store that's getting robbed. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a few of them. There's one in L.A., there's one in Vegas, I think there's one in Seattle or something. So, uh, and, But we don't know what his interest is. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know is the problem, yeah. right? We don't know what his interest is. It could be a small amount where he's just kind of the... Well, the I'll tell you, if it was me and I owned, you know, a store or several stores, I wouldn't be there, you know, no, I'm just being honest. I tell you, I, I'd hire people I trust. And I'd be on a beach, or I'd be at home, or I, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not working at no drone store. That, that's what I thought too. That, that was and that was huh? the weirdest thing. Like when he first told me about this, about the drone store. I'm just being I, honest. And, yeah, and he's saying, "Oh, I'm going to go into work." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Like, why are you going into work at the store?" He's, "Oh, I like it." Like it just seemed kind of weird to me that he was working there, like very actively when he owns it. It just seemed like uh, that's what people do. They get paid hourly. Yeah, or or like it's a very small business. Like sometimes the uh, yeah. you, you own a, a Burger King franchise, and and you're just you know you're having such a hard time turning a profit, you don't want to pay a manager, so you become the manager. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So or you own like or like a little mom and pop post-it shop or something like that. Yeah. So right, well, they probably like he probably like talking to all the conspiracy nuts that would probably come <laughs> in there and you know buy drones. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible that he just enjoyed the job there, but I I don't know. There, it is true that if, if he acted the way that he does at the poker table at the drone store, nobody would buy drones from him. They'd, they'd run out screaming. So, like nobody's going to want to tolerate that when they're going to buy a twelve hundred dollar drone. So the fact that he could turn it off and be normal shows that, uh, yeah, it pretty much had to be an act. So, all right, uh, let's let's see the next topic. I think we've talked we've crazy mic'd it to death here. There is a big drone show coming to Vegas in mid-September. I have passes too, if you guys are interested. Oh, really? Hmm. I, I have a feeling I might know who's the, who might be there. <laughs> a, a very uh, drone yeah. drone Anybody loving. Anybody that uh, owes money should show up. For Bitcoin sure. Bitcoin enthusiasts and uh, and maybe Mike too. Get the whole gang together. So Annette Oberstad, I, I'm already taking heat on the forum for this. Uh, it, it's funny on the forum. I, I know people on the forum like to troll me and like to, you know, anything they can say that's critical of me that they like to. They're turning on me too. Yeah. That's well, what I'm saying. Trader Ruski's the future. I mean, they've, they've turned on me for years, but uh, whenever I criticize a female, like every, like there's certain people who just feel like they have to immediately jump on me and, and then, and then they try to claim they have, that they've figured out my motivation to either. I hate women or, uh, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. I can't have this woman, or, uh, you know, or or something along those lines. But I can tell you that none of that is true, and about Annette Oberstadt is especially not true. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you straight up here: I do have a problem with Annette Oberstadt, but it has nothing to do with her gender or the way she looks. Uh, it's because Annette represented lock poker and represented Locke for a long time after being made aware that it was... Like that Wisner. Right, just like the Wisner. She was made aware that it was a scam, and she just kept promoting it. She knew exactly what she was doing. She knew that she was promoting something that anyone who listened to her and deposited there, the money would just be gone with no way of getting it back. It was just like throwing your money down a rat hole, and she still promoted it, which is highly unethical to do. So that's... And she also did the same with Full Tilt, by the way. After they had their money issue, she wore their gear at tournaments till the very end. So uh, she did it twice, Lock the worst of the two. So uh, Lock worse meaning that it was clearer with what was going on with Lock than it was with Full Tilt at the beginning. But anyway, that's why I have no guilt saying anything negative about Annette Oberstad, where... The next segment I'm about to do, I, I might feel a bit of guilt if this was someone who did not have that type of baggage, where I'd feel like I, I was being kind of a jerk just talking about the, the way a girl looks and, and how it's affecting her poker skill and stuff like that. But with Annette, zero guilt because uh, she she did something pretty bad, in my opinion, to the poker community to promote something like that when she knew what she was promoting, just you know, just to enrich herself. So anyway, with that said, uh, Annette appeared on the poker scene with a pretty uplifting and inspiring story where she was a teenage girl. I'm not even sure she was 18 yet. Her name was Annette 15 online. She was from Norway. And she ran... From Oslo. (laughs) She she ran up from a free roll. She didn't deposit any money. She played a free roll on PokerStars, won it, got a little bit of money, and then ran that all the way up into millions, which is amazing. That's even better than what Tommy Boy did with the 50 bucks on Doyle's Room. Uh, she, she was really the biggest you know, rags-to-riches story in poker that I'd ever seen. I mean, she started really with zero as a teenager. Uh, now, the one thing that... Annette... Well, Scotty Wynn was living in a jungle when he was younger. <laughs> That's kind of a rags-to-riches. I mean, yeah, I, literally, I guess, he yeah, I, I guess. in a village in a jungle. 
That's yeah. kind of rags of riches. But I, I don't know. How, once he like start, got started in poker, I think he started with at least with a little. Like she started with zero, literally zero, and started. He with started the as a dealer at the the Mirage in, in Samstown. Okay, so then so he did you know get a little money that way. She she started with actually no money and won a free roll. Like, how many people ever parlay a free roll into millions of dollars? Like never. So so I was impressed with that. Uh, obviously impressed with the fact that it was not just someone who did that, but a teenage girl who did that. You don't picture teenage girls as uh, forces at the poker table. One thing Annette at the time did not have going for her was good looks. Uh, Annette was and still is very short and very heavy. She's not grown anymore. No, but she was, she's not heavy anymore. She was. Well, you she said was, was and, and is short. Yes. I mean, well, that's true. She was and is short. It's a true statement. She, but, okay, I'm just saying she wasn't going <laughs> to... No, I know. Wait, yeah. So so she was very heavy, and uh, sometimes very short girls, when they're fat, they don't carry the weight well at all. And that was the case with her. She just kind of... I, I described her as kind of looking like a bowling ball. It's kind of like a... She's kind of uh, shapeless, and, and, and she was, that is. She doesn't look like that anymore. Shapeless and uh, round and uh, not even like a girl who's bigger, who has uh, curves and, and can look good that way. This is someone who just was kind of shapeless and big. And had a, a, a very a fat face as well. She wasn't obese, but uh, she, no one, very few people regarded her as attractive. Uh, the only people who were attracted to her were ones who were just attracted to her, her poker skill. And she did have fanboys on poker stars, just like, oh, you know, a, a teenage girl who's so good at poker, people thought that was intriguing. So I met Annette in 2007 in Aruba. And I thought pretty highly of her when I met her. I wasn't sure if she'd be arrogant or whatever, but she wasn't. She was very soft-spoken, very nice, very polite. She seemed like she was someone who was uh, not really ready for the spotlight and you know, kind of awkward, And but but she seemed like a sweet girl who uh, you know, obviously was a little uncomfortable with her weight, or probably more than a little, but, but seemed like someone who really didn't want or need the poker fame she was getting. And just wanted to play poker and, and do well and then and, and just focus on that. And I thought that this is nice. You know, she had a good story. She, she ran it up from zero. She seems uh, like a down-to-earth sweet person and, you know, when you meet her. That, that was old Annette that, that I respected. Then came new Annette. Uh, now, at some point, I'm not sure exactly when this happened. Maybe you know, Brandon. She dropped a bunch of weight. She went from fat to actually skinny. It was between the the 2010 and 2011, or 2011 and 2012 World Series. Yeah, I thought that was around then, too. So so she she got really skinny, and uh, she also changed her general look. Before, she didn't put much effort into how she looked. I guess she felt she was overweight and there was no point or whatever. But then she changed. She was wearing designer sunglasses, uh, expensive clothing, and and things like that. She was putting – did her hair a lot better. She went from – There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. There's not. I'm just saying that she she definitely had a change in in the way she presented herself looks wise. Went from like I'm a fat girl and don't really care how I look. I'll, all I care about is sitting at home all day on poker stars and grinding out tournaments and winning and and you know going to live tournaments and winning. To I, I mean, want to look. I want a lot look, of young girls go through that. Yeah, phase, I, I want to look. Re- I want to look really attractive now. I want to. I want to look my best. I'm going to lose a lot of weight. And you know, as you said, by itself that's fine. It, and uh, and I think. You know, for her psyche, for her even for her health, this was better that she did this uh, rather than just uh, not caring about the way she looks or, or her health and just sitting at home and playing poker all day. I'm not going to criticize that decision. Uh, however, 
I think that and now let me before I get to the next point, she also started to do some things that were unethical. Uh, in 2011, after Full Tilt had been down for months and it was pretty clear they had stolen our money, we didn't have total confirmation yet, but it, the writing was on the wall in the summer of 11. I saw her at the World Series wearing full, ter- full, til- full tilt gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't get that out. Full tilt gear, and not just because it was the only thing she had in her wardrobe that was clean. She was wear- wearing it because she wanted to promote it, because she was expected to promote it, and didn't mind promoting it, even though they had stolen everyone's money. This is before they were sold to poker stars. This is when they were still operating trying to rob Peter to pay Paul, basically operating for Europeans so they can get enough money to pay off the Americans they owe. So she did that, and then she went on... With Weisner. Yeah, right, with Weisner too. They, they have a lot in common. Then she went on to sign... She started at 15, don't have no pamphlet outside the pavilion about the <laughs> seminar. That's true. So... Annette then signed on with Lock Poker, and when it became very clear that Lock Poker was a scam, and so many people tried to tweet to her and let her know, and she was very, very well informed that Lock was not just shady but an outright scam, and they gave her all the evidence. They presented to her the thread she could read. She didn't stop promoting them. She promoted them till the very end. She was one of the faces of Lock Poker till the very end. She had no problem continuing to promote it. And that just was at odds with the Annette I once knew. Not that Annette was ever like a, a fighter for ethics in poker. What do you What do you guess that she was making pimping that site? I didn't. You know that was so weird. I think I also wonder if she was being paid in lock money, <laughs> but she probably got priority cash. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I mean, if you just had a guess, what would you uh, say? Probably? Maybe a hundred thousand a year or something. Not even that much. Yeah, maybe not that much. Yeah, maybe less. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I'm saying that's not even that much for yeah. her to still, you know, to just. Yeah, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't like you know, a million bucks or yeah, anything close yeah, to it. Right. Yeah, it wasn't even like she was making life changing money. She was just making money that was uh, she didn't want to give up. Like uh, that's what pisses me off is when people. Who I don't mean, even... someone told me I don't even know how reliable it is. Someone told me that Negranu, who's who's the highest endorsed, you know, online, you know, by, by an online site, gets gets basically equity wise about a million a year. That, that's, that's believable. That's, that's what that's what like moneymaker got at the height and I think even Raymond. And that, I mean one. and you know and that's that's huge, but you know, he's he's the only one. I mean he's he's in a class all by himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and then you think after that what really is there? I mean there's there's you know there's Helmuth and what does he get, you know, from the Aria? I mean, which I mean, Christ! I don't know if he's taken that Aria hat off in fucking four years. <laughs> he I mean, probably he I probably showers it, with it on. I mean, you know, he probably gets the sickest food, the sickest rooms. I mean, anything he wants when he's here for tournaments or during the World Series. But there's got to be more than that. <clears throat> Maybe he gets a, a couple hundred k a year. I yeah. mean, you know, if they're giving Balan some money <clears throat> to you know to pimp the Ari, I'm sure they're giving Helmuth. You know, what yeah. could they be giving him? Two, three hundred thousand a year, maybe. Yeah, and... probably a bunch of perks. Yeah, maybe some tournament buy-ins. But yeah, that's yeah. you know. Uh, I... Definitely Annette just didn't want to give up the money and didn't care. She just was cold and didn't give a crap if you put your money in there and lost it. And she knew if you put money there, you'd lose it. But she didn't care because they were sending her money. So that's that's why I have no problem talking about this. But anyway, something that surprised me, and I saw Annette at the, uh, at the World Series this year. I saw her last year. So she was definitely there. She, she, she bricked the entire series? Yeah, that she, I, that right. I, Wow, that's hard to do when you play that many events. Yeah, now I don't know how many many. she played, but I know I saw her around there. And uh, 
So we did better than her? Yes, we did better than her. So I forget just the World Series. Annette 15, who was once really a live and online poker superstar, and, and she was setting all kinds of records when she was 18. In 2014 and 2015, her total cashes in these two years combined, which is now uh, 19 months, $10,100. Now, do we know, though, that she's been all over the road, you know, on the countryside playing poker tournaments? Well, we Maybe don't know she's... for sure, but I see some caches here and there at various European stops. So, yes, I guess it's possible she barely played. Maybe she the... went the Vanessa Russo route and, and fell in love with a lesbian DJ and has been following <laughs> her around the electronic Norway music scene. Yeah, if there were no other caches besides the World Series, I'd say maybe, but I see kind of a few sp- sporadic min caches at European events, making me think that she is playing. I don't know if she's playing super regularly, but she's playing. And also, what else is she doing? Now, I guess she's playing on Stars, but they're showing that she's cashed like 100000 this year on Stars, but that doesn't mean much. She could easily have bought in more than that. You know, cashing 100000 I mean... I don't know. I mean, obviously, because, you know, our country doesn't let us do that on the computer. But, I mean, do they still have a lot of big buy-in tournaments? Like, yeah, they often? do. Oh, yeah, you can, you can run a lot of tournaments on there. Yeah. There's, no, but, I mean, do they still have, like, thousands? I mean, besides, like, the Sunday Million and the regular shit they used to have, I mean, do they still have a lot of, like, you know, 2,500, 5K tournaments that, like, they used to have a couple times a year on there? I don't know if they do, but it can add up quickly if you just keep doing hundred, this 100, that 100, you know, the, the whole year and play it uh, every day. No, I mean, I'm not saying this is a mock. I don't know if he's listening or on a bender, but Marty's probably in 100K over the last year <laughs> in just buy-ins. No, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, if you, add, if you play a lot of smaller yeah. or medium tournaments, like one after another after another, you can really rack up a lot of buy-ins. So 100K cashed in seven months. Yeah. in half a million, 300,000. Yeah, yeah, or or, or even or, so. So whatever it is, I think this this is my theory. I've already got two red rips there on uh, on the forum. I have others bashing me for it, but I my theory is that she's kind of lost her edge. She's lost her focus. That before she lived and breathed poker, she just sat in her house all day and all night and grinded on poker stars. And this was all she cared about, and this is all she concentrated on. Now she is concentrating on having a life outside of poker, which sounds great on the surface and is probably healthy for her. But at the same time, she's probably not caring about poker as much anymore, and it probably affected her game. She probably doesn't play as well anymore, and she probably. I don't agree. You don't agree? No, not at all. Then, then why do you think she's just running? I mean, back? without knowing anything else, I mean, I don't know anything other than the facts that you presented to me. But I could I could name fifteen I could name twenty players that you've described that like for the last two years where have they been what have they done what have they done I mean it, it well it can happen but I'm just saying this seems to kind of coincide I mean, with when she uh, I don't think she's a worse poker player you think she's not playing the same style now because she lost weight it I, make, I think it sometimes your argument to me doesn't hold weight sometimes I mean, people's games change sometimes they just are not. They don't have the same focus as they did before, and they make mistakes they didn't used to. They don't adjust to other players as well as they used to. They don't. They're just not not in the zone in these tournaments like they used to be. Their their heart isn't in it anymore, and I think that's happened with her. I think that poker is. Well, not... Okay, listen. I'll, I'll give you an example. All right. I mean, I know this is a, this might not be the best example, but this is the first one that came to mind. Let's take our boy, you know, legend, form legend, Mark Newhouse. Back in 2006, at the ripe age of 21, he wins a WPT. Doesn't even try to win it. 
He's more concentrated and concerned on, you know, the, the, the side game, staying up to four, five, six, seven, some days not even sleeping through the, the whole. And this is him telling me the story, uh, you know, among others. This isn't my interpretation of it. And he doesn't even care until he, it's like day four and he actually has some chips and he's gone deep. And that's when he finally starts taking it serious. Wins a tournament. Okay. Now, everyone knows he, he, he is different than that 15 in the sense that, you know, he, he's he's always been more of a cash game player. But he was playing 25K <coughs> WPTs uh, here in Bellagio. He was getting staked by sheets and backs. I mean, he talked about this publicly uh, for a couple years and, and nothing. He had one small cash at the tournament where he, he drank all the half-drinking drinks off the, off the, uh, the trays at the Bellagio. Um, but he was playing a lot. He went through... Probably half a million, maybe probably even more in terms of buy-ons. Nothing. World Series, a little small min cash, you know, a semi-deep run, but went through about seven, eight years, nothing, nothing. Then what happens? He makes main event back-to-back final tables. Was he concentrating better? I mean, was was well? Was, I, well, I, mean, I, I think I think when he made these uh, final tables, I think he uh, he changed his style. At least the way he was telling us, he was changed his style to where he was playing a lot more hands and uh, and just trying to. Uh, Intimidate the opponents at the table that he just was, you know, playing any two and is willing to put his money in. But that doesn't work, you know. Okay, you remember that was Gus Hansen. Oh, what was he so crazy for? Because he play any two cards, and then Brandon Cantu had success in the beginning, you know, because he was known to, that. Those days are over. Everybody is, for the most part, is playing any two cards. Well, I mean, there's still going to be that tight section of poker. No, obviously, he got there. very lucky. We, we saw some hands where he got very lucky. I'm not, I'm not denying that those two years he got very lucky to get where he did. You can't make two ninths in a row without getting very lucky. But I, I'm saying that Mark Newhouse was never a dedicated tournament player. He had that one hit in 2006, which as you and said, that, he it is of, kind of ironic. The last decent tournament by any means of the whole entire summer, the 5K at the Venetian, right after the main event, <laughs> he finishes eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, at least it wasn't ninth. I mean, that's a, yeah. If it was I'm ninth, just saying to you that that I, without knowing more information, I don't think that you can say. I mean, you can say it, but I don't think it stands water. Your your theory that I'm not saying I'm sure about it. I'm just saying that I I this is well, my assertion that I think but, this is my guess there, as to what happened. But there are a thousand things. I mean, we could say she, maybe she doesn't play poker that much now. Maybe she's gone into other you know things in in her life career wise. I mean, who knows? But it doesn't appear that way. Like she comes all the way to the World Series. She seems to play a fair number of events. She she seems to play around Europe somewhat. Is she, I I've just yes, it could just be she's not running as well anymore, or it could be a few things together. I just it just seems to they kind of match up. And I've I've seen this type of thing happen before, where someone just. Uh, they they lose focus. They're just not quite the same player they once were. They it seems weird that someone can actually get worse. I've even seen it with myself where I've gotten worse. Where where I'm doing something right and then for whatever reason I get away from it and change something, and then and then later on after uh, the change doesn't work and and I do worse and I go back and go, what what if I why am I not doing as well now? And I think you know what I, I did this better before. Why don't I go back to it and uh, and, and then I try to recapture what I did before. So. Uh, I, I can believe that if you were doing really well because you really were in the zone and knew, you know, and were just so focused and so zoned in on the poker, and uh, and then you kind of went from that to kind of more casually playing and uh, and not paying as much attention to what's happening around you, and uh, or how the game's changing, and you just kind of uh, 
you're not the same anymore. You don't have the same edge you once did. And I, and I think this can happen in poker. This can happen in sports. This can happen in, in many areas of life. And I, I thought that uh, this is just my assertion that this is what's happened, though I, I cannot say I'm sure about it. I cannot say that uh, there's a high chance I'm right. But I, I this is just my one of my – this is my theory. So hypothetically, she goes to uh, WSOP Europe. I think it – what is it, in Germany uh, in a couple months, and she wins a main event there. Then is your, is your theory in the water? It's weaker at that point. Anyone, as you said, Newhouse won in 2006 with barely even trying to win. So you, it, it, that can happen. I mean, Tiffany Michelle got 17th in the main event. So these weird things can happen. But uh, it, yeah, if she runs off a uh... well, I mean, it, I mean, look at like someone like Darwin Moon, who you never ever heard from again. You're never going to hear from him again. Yeah. So I'm saying he that's my ran... point. So he, but she won so many things online and live. It was clear she was really a, a really special tournament player for a while, and. And now this is really a big decline. From... But you see it all the time with these, with you know, people that go on these hot streaks. I mean, look at, you know, like, like someone like Michael Mizraki, who <clears throat> has that one year. You know, he wins the the fifty k Pro Players Championship. You know, wins another bracelet and something else. Makes the final table, the main event, and then the next year, you know, nothing. And the next well, year, I, I can tell you about Mizraki. I I played with him and watched various Mizrakis showing up. Not me, meaning his brothers. I mean the same Michael Mizraki. I've watched his style be radically different from one day to the next, and and not because he's trying to change gears, but just for whatever reason he shows up in different moods and plays different ways. And I think a lot of this is from uh, what I call off the felt issues he has with things. So I, I, I could see someone like him. I mean, he's kind of an example that's kind of supporting my assertion here that if you have other things going on outside of poker that can distract you, that it can hurt you. And I think, I think that's somewhat what, what got him as well. And then, and then he can clear his head or, or do everything better again, maybe get lucky and, you know, ha- have a good streak again. And then, and then well, again, also let's, let's, let's put aside the poker star and the online results and other than, and I don't know this, I'm asking you, or at least I don't think I know this, other than the WSOP uh, main event, the European title she got years and years ago, has she ever had tremendous success live? Well, let me look. I, I, seem to I don't think she ever, like, well, really, I think that's the only live score she ever had of any, I mean, considering, like, what she was playing for a while. Well, um, I'll tell you. Has she ever made a World Series final table? I don't think so. No, but listen, th- these were her. Uh, let me just tell you the, the results. This is what she's cashed. Now, who knows what, how much she bought in, but uh, first she had that 2.5 million, almost 2.5 million, 07. But going past that, 08, 117,000 cashed. 09, 248,000 cashed. 10, 638,000 cashed. Uh, 11, 216,000 cashed. 12, 77,000 cashed. 13, 130,000. And then 14, 8,600. 15, 1,500. So, hmm. I mean, this is – what I'm saying is a huge decline. Trader Ruski, you in there, kiddo? I know it's getting late on the East Coast. What What are your thoughts? <laughs> do you do you, uh, do you side with – is that the fan? Yeah, it's the fan. What yeah, yeah. is that noise? Yeah, he has, he has a fan. We feel like we're in the wind tunnel when we talk to him. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just out. But no, now, look, are, you, I, are you in Drexel's side that is just LOL variants or tournaments? Or are you of Druff's side that – now she's wearing Prada and she dropped 150 pounds. She forgot how to play poker. <laughs> That's we... I, well, I think that certainly, you know, from being a teenager and then what she won the hand with the post-it, that the tournament with the post-it, yeah. right? That was a big See, I don't know if the, how true that is. That's what that's what the legend was. But, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, you know, and then she gets into her 20s and, you know, certainly has different priorities in life. So I can see that affecting her. Ah, Look, look who agrees with me. All right. I have to say, I have to say, I have a drop on this. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? And I don't... It's just, it's just swings in poker too. I mean, yeah, that's really a problem. It's so hard to tell, but I, that's just my theory here. It may, it may be wrong, but that's my theory. Okay, so let's let's go to a different topic. I actually had people uh, complaining before the show even started that we were going to spend too long talking about a net fifteen, and then we spent too long talking about a net fifteen. So let's let's talk about uh, Mike Tyson. So yeah, I, I've lost interest. You've lost interest in Mike Tyson and Bitcoin? Uh, yeah, you guys can do this. I, 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 th- th- I thought you would I, like this topic. I mean, what did he do? He bought an ATM or something? I mean, okay, Mike Tyson bought a Bitcoin ATM. No, but it's, it's, it's more than that. start talking about Buster Douglas and, you know, some but of the crazy right, does, shit. Does, does, he have a, does that be a Bitcoin ATM? You know what I think we should do is just... Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah, um, this is a small segment, right? Yeah. Well, I think we should give the kiddo. Let's give the kiddo this segment. <laughs> just for some practice. Let him take it. I, I don't know if he's really even followed the story. No, of course, of course. You don't think he's produced and he's read everything today and studied up? Trader no. Ruski. I have, I know nothing ah, about see, see. Tyson. <laughs> so he's going to fit right in. You don't even know what the hell we're talking see, about. See, he produces, he produces the show during the show. So this is, looks, even CNBC covered this. It's that Mike Tyson is entering the Bitcoin market. It is a, you can go to a Mike Tyson Bitcoin ATM. <laughs> and, and it says here, uh, coming August 2015, Mike Tyson's fastest knockout of the ring was 30 seconds. Mike Tyson Bitcoin ATM could turn your cash into Bitcoin in under 20 seconds. So it says Mike Tyson is getting into the Bitcoin market, apparently sponsoring an ATM that allows users to real-world cash into the digital currency. When I say sponsoring, I, mean, I think they mean that uh, they're sponsoring him, or he's the, uh, he's the face of it. A Tyson, who was the former heavy, heavyweight champ of the world, tweeted on Saturday a link to the website advertising Mike Tyson Bitcoin ATM coming to August of this year. If you go to MikeTysonBitcoin.com, you can see it. Uh, and he says, I'm very proud to be part of the Bitcoin revolution, Tyson said in a statement provided by his spokeswoman. <laughs> uh, Brandon, can you picture Mike Tyson saying, I'm very proud to be part of the Bitcoin revolution? Does that sound like a sentence that could ever come out of his mouth? No, I don't, I don't even think he knows what no Bitcoin blockchain is, nothing, no. I'm very proud to be part of the Bitcoin revolution. Uh, Digital currency is the future. Here, I'm going to read in his voice. Digital currency is the future, and the more I learn about it, the more intrigued I become. Digital currency. (laughs) Digital currency is going to level the playing ground for those that want alternatives for financial. I can't even do this. Digital currency is going to level the playing ground for those that want alternatives from from financial freedom. (laughs) I mean, come on. Alternatives for financial freedom. That sounds just like Mike Tyson. That's totally something he would say. Don King's going to steal it from him. And then he says, no one knows better than I how uncertain the economy can be. And at this juncture in my life, it's imperative that I am proactive about my financial planning. And for me, it includes Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like it's like they're actually trying to make it look like he didn't say this. Can you imagine at this juncture in my life, it's imperative that I'm proactive about my financial planning. What? I mean, come on, you got at least tell him to say this and then like quote it in his own words. Like, what's the point of having Mike Tyson sponsor it if we don't get the real Mike Tyson, a real sounding Mike Tyson? So, um, so then uh, Silicon Angle, a tech news site reported that Tyson may have been suckered into a deal by a fast talker who's promised him millions if he gets involved and lends his name to the enterprise. Uh, Mike Tyson, Bitcoin.com, the registration was tied to Peter Klamka, who is connected to Bitcoin Brands, a, a firm with a $6,700 market cap, according to Google Finance. So it sounds like it might just be a... Bitcoin scammer who somehow convinced Mike Tyson that he's going to make millions. We should have done this to uh, Coolio when we talked to him. <laughs> we could have had like Coolio branded stuff. He probably would have fell for the same thing. Uh, I mean, he thought we were making Dangerous Minds too, so we probably could have convinced him about this too. Uh, yeah. The new firm, which Clamco says is a subsidiary of a cattle company called Conexus Cattle, uh, seeks to create a whole suite of celebrity Bitcoin-related products. He told CNBC that... Do you remember? Who do we tell him? I, I know. I just want to see how sharp the memory is because you're saying when you get older, the poker memory dies. Who do we tell him that we heard he was uh, purportedly going to star in Dangerous Minds 2 with? Who was going to be the lead actress? Oh, I don't remember that. Who was it? You told him it was Whitney Houston. Oh, it was Whitney Houston. That's <laughs> God, that's how long we've been doing this shit. Whitney Houston was still alive. Yeah. Now she's dead and her fucking daughter. Yeah. Well. What do you think is going to happen with that? You think that's going to be like a murder? Yeah, that's weird. That one whole thing was weird. Yeah. It was weird. What's, I, I, you know, I, I haven't really followed it that much, but, you know, sometimes you click on something and it's just there. And But have you have you seen pictures of, of, uh, of this girl, the, the Whitney Houston daughter girl? Yeah. I mean, did she have, like, the biggest gap between her teeth that you ever seen? I mean, well, I, I think time... the first problem is she looked like her father. <laughs> I mean, she was not a, she was not really a handsome girl, huh? No, she, well, did, she, didn't, get her, peace, she didn't get but... her mother's looks. So that was the problem. Jesus. You see, yeah. Whitney Houston looked good when she was young and before she did all the drugs. But, uh, uh, yeah, her, her daughter didn't get the same looks. But Oh, you're right. She got the, bo- the brown side yeah, of her. Yeah, uh, that can happen. So... Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you heard the radio show where I talked about this. Do you know that my first kiss was in front of the hotel room where Whitney Houston died? Was it, Don't tell me. Was that like the Beverly Hilton? It was Beverly Hilton, yeah. See, it was, it, it was in front of the exact hotel room where she died. I couldn't I believe it when I read the story. Player, I don't know. Wow. I didn't know that. I couldn't believe it. Because like, like I, I read the story that she died. It says she died in the Beverly Hills Hotel. I go, oh, wow. If it was just the Beverly Hilton, you know, she could have died in the same place I had my first kiss. Then it says, oh, correction to the story. She died in the Beverly Hilton. Like, huh. I wonder what floor it is. She, it, she died on the fourth floor. And then it showed like a map of where she died. I'm like, oh, my God. That's the exact room. That's so weird. So You know, these famous, like, uh, I th- you know, more so for actors and uh, <clears throat> musicians more than anything else. Do you know that it's commonplace that, uh, you know, for people that have died in hotel rooms that, that are famous, for people to request it, and not only that, that there's actually a markup to stay in that room? You but know, I get... I, it, it wouldn't surprise me. In fact, I actually uh, would want to stay in a room like that. Like, I, I wouldn't be scared or think it's haunted or think it's bad luck. I would but totally want to stay You would in want, it. like, say, 
Okay, not like right, not like right afterwards, but like like years later. You're never yes. dropping no fourteen hundred a night to stay in no Beverly Hilton, but say you had to, whatever reason that there's a family reunion, every all all the hotelses are at the Beverly Hilton. Yeah, and you have to pay. Oh, you know what? Maybe you're not even paying for it. Whatever. But if you had to stay at that Beverly Hilton, would you request to be in the Whitney Houston dead uh, bathroom room? Sure. If if it did not cost me extra money i'm too jewish to pay extra for it but uh, would i no, stay okay, but what if it if the room's 1400 anyhow would you pay another extra 100 if you had no, to pay no i wouldn't pay anything extra unless it was like almost nothing it was like 10 bucks extra i'd pay it but like i really? yeah so you gotta pay 1400 anyhow you wouldn't go 15 to, to, no because i don't have that attitude i still see it as a real hundred dollars I, I never have that attitude of uh oh i'm already paying this much uh, what what's this you're much getting the value but it's okay that's weird but but uh, but I would like to stay in the room. If it was just, can I choose any room that and they're all equivalent? Otherwise, yes, I'd pick the one where she died. How many times in your life, when you were younger and had like a girlfriend, did you did you lay on the couch and put on the bodyguard for like the, the romantic dinner and a movie night at home? Never. Be honest, no never. one's gonna judge you. Never. You've never, never watched the bodyguard with a significant other. No. no what I about watched... the Titanic? Uh, I, I think I did with like a long term girlfriend then. Did you see it in the theaters or at home? We, we saw it in the theater. Yeah, it was with a long-term girlfriend. When, when so they were dying, did you get tears in your eyes at the end? Uh, no. In fact, I, I already knew the whole st- – I didn't see it like right at the beginning. So, Well, you knew the whole story. What do you mean? You knew they were going to die. The Titanic. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm saying, like, I no, I even knew Jersey, the. I, I knew the. De- I, I know he's laughing, but I'm saying, I, like, I knew that. I, I knew the details of the story. Well, like, Mark just said he knew how it was going to end. The well, no, but, they, but they didn't both die. Only one of them died. <laughs> yeah, Hold but you, I mean, you said you knew how it was going to end. You're I I I had heard about the ending there, so it wasn't a surprise to me. Okay. Like the movie got a lot of publicity, so. Oh, I, right. heard, I mean, everyone. I don't think you, you, unless you saw it on opening night. There's no way you went in there not knowing those. You know, half the people and the river rats at the bottom are all going to get to die. And but I'm just saying, you, if okay, if you hadn't known what was coming, you think you would have got a little misty? No, I don't think so. You don't. You're not. You don't get that way with like sad I, movies. I, I I can if it's a really sad movie, but I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that would have done it. What's the last movie you've ever seen that you can remember that you cried to? I, I don't actually cry at movies. They're just saying that, that sometimes I can like, get like, a sad feeling. Have your eyes ever got watery? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay, well, tell us a movie. No, I, I don't remember what it would be, though. I just I, I remember it's happened before where, where I, like, I've, I've gotten that effect, but I've never, like, bawling or, or actually actually crying. Like, I've never, even, like, alone. So during no the bodyguard when that Kevin Costner jumped in, in front of her and he got the bullet, nothing? You didn't get a little? No, I know. I felt some emotion, but I, didn't get, I wasn't crying or getting teary-eyed or anything. What, what about you? Did you? No, not not for the bodyguard. The Titanic, I, I although like you, I knew the ending too. Uh, yeah, it was a little emotional, sad. I mean, it was it was touching. Now now it's played out. It's on the TV now. Uh, you know, I could jerk off during the Titanic during the death scene. <laughs> now, now, why is why is there not uh, a Titanic? They recreated for people two. No, 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 no. An actual ship they recreate where people can take pleasure cruises on. Why why don't they do that? I think that would be a big probably market. because. The name, no, but people like people know it well enough. You know, they think it's going to probably, you know, sink. I would totally go on that ship. I, I would totally go on. I mean, I wouldn't want to go on maybe the same itinerary with all icebergs, but like See, a, seriously, seriousness in the chat. Shout out, Leon the professional almost did that to me. Yeah, that's a tearjerker. 
Yeah, that, for have you ever seen that? A young little Natalie Portman's in that. No, uh, but I, I can I can believe seriously. Serious is uh, sensitive enough to where he he could cry from a movie. I can believe that. So, but look, I, you know, the type... I'm just getting a personal message from a member. I won't say his name unless he wants me to. The message says, "I cried during Brian's song and <laughs> something for Joey." Uh, Brian's song. That's with uh, uh, pick up Brian Piccolo. Um, I'm not sure what something for Joey is. I don't know what that either. Uh, but yeah, Brian's song. I, I was a little young when that came out. I mean, I think I was like 10 or 11. Uh, that was with what's his name, the James Gardner, uh, and no, with the oh, the guy from Godfather. What's his name, James James Con? And uh, what what happened? No, we just, we, we just had a, my computer froze up for a second. I, I, sh- I should mention a, a tangent to the tangent here. You think your laptop's in bad condition, Brandon? I almost had to cancel the show because I attempted to turn on my laptop, which was out of power, and it would not go on. So I said, what's going on here? Then it would turn on for a second and go off, and I looked, and I noticed it was not getting power. Even the, the, the adapter was plugged in. I then looked at the adapter and noticed that the wire to where the adapter hooked into the computer has gone bare. The rubber has actually fallen off, and I see little, like, metal strips of wire hanging off and somehow it's just barely making connection now and keeping it powered but i'm afraid if i breathe on it the wrong way that the computer is not going to charge anymore (laughs) it could be me that all these threads and i'm a warp with the time but does didn't you just post the thread about getting a new laptop within the last two years or so or has it been longer uh yeah but then i decided not to i've actually had this for over six years now jesus and uh, this is the, actually the longest lasting laptop You know what? I've had. Now that I don't play online poker anymore, you know, other than Bovada, and, and now I'm kind of fucked with them too, other than playing YouTube videos or browsing the internet, I don't even, you know, why am I going to go spend, you know, $1,500 on a laptop? Well, see, I'm, I'm kind of old school with this, just like I am with uh, home phones versus cell phones. I, I can still appreciate very much things that the computer can do. Uh, just with everyday, I'm not even talking about things that only the computer could do. I mean, even just everyday web browsing and stuff like that, stuff that advantages to being on a computer versus a phone. I really don't like doing that much on the Internet with a phone. I think the phone, obviously, it's very nice for when you're out or when you're just lying in bed and don't want to have a whole you know, big computer on you. Uh, so for portability, mobility, you know, a phone that can access the Internet is great. But I, I would not want to access the Internet you, without a computer for you know, very long periods of time, it just gets annoying to me. So uh, I, I always want to have a laptop, but this boy, this is really uh, the, the power cord. And I'm not the thing is, if this power cord goes, which really can be any minute, it could be tonight. Uh, I'm not going to replace it because this computer is about dead. So then I have to go buy a new computer and you know, rush to get one. It's, it's not a good situation. But yeah, Brian's song, by the way, uh, is it was. James Kahn was in it. It's from 1971, and uh, it, it was well regarded. It was about the uh, the Chicago uh, the Chicago Bears, actually. But uh, Brian's song was actually an ABC movie of the week. It wasn't even a real movie. Hmm. The power cord die. Hello. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. No, I just wanted to make you think it did. No, so I think okay. something for Joey was about his son, wasn't it? Uh, th- I'm not familiar with something for Joey, but maybe you're right. I'm not familiar with it, so uh, I don't know. Okay, so 
Let's see here. So with Mike Tyson, uh, apparently he's in. You kind of got on a tangent there, huh? A tangent of a tangent. So Mike Mike Tyson, it's, he's in for like fifty fifty. They claim so it really does look like he was kind of scammed by some Bitcoin huckster. <laughs> you know, I had a dream the other night about you, Druff. Uh oh. What was it? I was. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the movie The Matrix? Did you ever see those movies? Oh yeah, yeah. You were a Smith. Really? Remember what a Smith was? Yeah, yeah. You were a Smith, and there's about a hundred Druffs chasing after me. Really? I mean, you were wearing that, the suit, tr- the black suit. Was that true? I swear to God, wow. I had a dream that you were a Smith, and there were a hundred of you chasing after me. Now, were you like Keanu Reeves? I wasn't. And I was. Did you destroy Keanu Reeves type? And I wasn't actually Keanu Reeves. I was no, no, Brandon. But, but were you like Drexel. him that could destroy like a hundred of me, or uh, or did, did I get the upper hand? I, I, I don't remember. It was like one of those dreams that you remember it, but as soon as you – I mean, it was vivid, but as soon as I woke up, it, I didn't remember what had happened. But you were a smith, and there were 100 Druff Smiths, and they were chasing me in like this maze. <laughs> and and Did I have, on the, I have on the sunglasses? Yes, you did. Yeah. I mean, not, I, honestly, think about it. And I'm you know, this isn't an insult. I mean, unless you think Smiths are atrocious. I mean, it's just an actor. But Trader Ruski – I mean, I know you're young. You weren't born yet when The Matrix came out. Um, but have you ever seen it on, on, a, on a cassette tape or anything? No, I'm older than both of you, but I have not, uh, have Wait, not seen it. you're older than us? So that, yeah, yeah. You're older than 43? Yeah. I'm, yep, 48. Are you kidding me? How old are you? You got like a baby voice. No, yeah, 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 he's, he's older than us. He is. Okay, I believe you. And yeah. you've never seen You're older than us and you never saw The Matrix. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I never did see that. That surprises me. That part surprises me. Wow. Well, so so you're saying that? Anyhow, Druff, can you kind of see yourself with like a you know the black suit and the black glasses as being a Smith? Yeah, I I could see myself being that. Yeah, I I could see myself in that role. Yeah. So wow, that's interesting. I I'm trying to think if I've had a dream about you. Uh, I, I I have having to do with radio before, and you know whenever I do radio in a dream. It's always a much more impressive setup than what I actually have. I always have uh, this this big microphone like they have in, in big radio studios, and um, it's, it, there's always some kind of like giant computer attached to it that doesn't really make sense why it's there, but it just you know it looks impressive. Uh, it's it's always and it's always broadcasting on some kind of actual over the air station, you know, a la Mark Hoke. Like I, I, that's what I dream about, and then I wake up to the reality. That that it's broadcasting on a six year old laptop, in in a little home studio, with uh, equipment that I, I thought I was breaking out the big bucks to spend like two hundred fifty bucks on. Hmm. So that, that's about what I spent on the on the setup right now that you're hearing. It's it's about two hundred fifty dollars, not counting on the computer, which I I thought was uh, a big expenditure. So anyway, uh, I know that's like what Mark Hoke spends in five minutes of his show, but uh, we're not at the same level. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, by the way, I, I know we tried to get some calls before. Now we tried, someone was trying to call in before, and I didn't take the call. Seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. I don't want to take no calls, or it looks like that we don't get calls on the show, and then it makes us look bad. So I, you just call back. I think it was the four one zero who was calling. I think I know who it was, but call back if you want. Uh, Phil Ivy is countersuing the, uh, the not the Belasha, the Borgata. They they are suing him for what's known as edge sorting 
which is a form of advantage play where he had this accomplice that could see the edges of the cards and figure out which cards were which. It's kind of like uh, what everyone was able to do with the World Series of Poker with the cards they were using this year. (laughs) But uh, Phil Ivey did this with an accomplice there, an Asian woman who was known for doing this, and uh, he won a bunch of money from the Borgata. Can you imagine that's what you're known for doing? That's pretty sick. <laughs> it is pretty sick. Like, and the thing is, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious without even saying. He doesn't know how. You know, so it's funny when people are like, oh, Phil Ivey's his master gambler. You know, he, he he's an edge sorter. He's this, he's that. He's not no edge sorter. No. Okay, he just knows abroad who's an edge sorter. Yes, exactly. And he had the bankroll to roll the yes, whole thing. Yes, exactly. So, now, it, do, you, do you think that there was any? Do you ever? Did you pick up on any kind of sexual innuendo between these two? Like they're traveling in London, uh, you know, the East Coast. Maybe, Vegas, but because there was so the much, Caribbean. I don't know. But because there was so much money involved, I could totally see where it's only business. Like, uh, I think Ivy would have been happy without the sexual aspect to it. It's possible that they were having sex, but uh, if they made a Phil Ivy movie right now, who do you think the best known actor would be to play Phil Ivy? Oh. Uh, that's a good question. And don't say Don Cheadle, because that's just being a stereotypical <laughs> choice that, no. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Do you know any black actors? Do you watch any movies with black people or no? Yeah, sometimes, okay. but I, I can't really think of one. <laughs> okay, I just was throwing it out, because you know eventually there will be a Phil Ivey movie. Yeah, there probably something like that. Who of course knows? there will be. Every poker movie is a fail, though, so it probably will be a fail. You so, know, I was... Uh, I, I, I maybe I talked about this uh, I don't know before, but recently it happened. It was four or five in the morning, and I couldn't sleep. You know, I'm having some sleeping problems. And as you get older, are you starting to have sleeping problems? I mean, can you no. can you still sleep eight nine hours like a, or even six seven, but without waking up? Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't have any kind of sleep problems. I'm fortunate that yeah, way. That's very good. Very very fortunate. I, I can't sleep like I used to. Not, not only don't I have sleep problems, but I can break up my sleep in a bunch of parts, like three hours here, three hours there. I can make make it at any hour of the day. It's a, wow. uh, there's there's uh, I have no problems with that at all. And in fact, I sleep best after I lose in poker. That's when I really sleep. Yeah, well. right. And David Baker doesn't like you talked about this. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But so it's five in the morning, and I'm flicking. You know, I have the Direct TV. I don't like Cox Cable because they rape you. And I don't really like Direct TV because they rape me. But what am I going to do? So I'm watching Direct TV. I'm just flicking. I have like 85 movie channels. And uh, I also got that little Android box. There's some thread. Of, we'll talk about that later, maybe. But so anyhow, I, I look on there and I see Lucky You. Huh. Remember that movie, Druff? Yeah, we had that. Gra- we had that. We had that great review of it posted on here by the Shrink on PokerFrontalert.com. Okay. And I actually, I, I watched it like in. I hit the record and I watched it like in three little spurts. So I, mainly because I wanted to see the the Vegas scenes. It's the only thing that really interests me in those kind of movies. I like to see just. You know the the you know the Vegas look, the casinos, you know the local restaurants they film in, and so I, I end up watching that movie, and it it just is god awful. It, it is, is so yeah. bad, <laughs> and even now I don't even understand what the point of the movie was. I mean, if you, if you kind of recall, if you or maybe you don't recall, it was a young kid. His name was Huck Huck Seaver Huck something. I don't know. Yeah, and then uh, his father played by. Uh, Great actor, uh, uh, what's his name? The the guy, the Godfather, the 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 Concieli, uh, um, Rob, Robert uh, Robert Duvall. 
Yeah. So Robert Duvall's father, who always beats him in every card game and leaves him high and dry, wasn't there for him. So you think maybe the movie's about, like, redemption, a father showing his son his love. But no, it's not even that. Like, the father just torments him throughout the whole movie. The kid takes it. The end, he purposely loses to his dad at the uh, World Series. And you know what? Actually, what was funny, it was actually funny looking at uh, the, the big game that he played. And he was playing um, 1530 Limit Hold'em in the Bellagio. And six hours later, he had run up 1530 to play inside Bobby's room in the big game. Okay, Druff, Trader So he's in the big game, and Sammy Farha is playing with Barry Greenstein and Jennifer Harmon. And Sammy Farha has a bunch of speaking lines in it, which are actually pretty funny. Like, I didn't remember. Like, he actually had maybe 30, 40 lines in the movie. Um, and then Barry Greenstein did his best impersonation the whole entire movie of Druff at Live at the Bike. Because what was he doing? Eating. He was eating the entire time. Barry Greenstein <laughs> didn't say a word, but he had a plate of food in front of him the whole time. Yes. So anyhow, um, I, I, yeah, I watched the movie again, and <clears throat> I don't know. I, I kind of had a crush, you know, like a movie crush on Drew Barrymore when I was younger. Like I thought she was cute, and then you know she was troubled when she was fourteen. She was you know doing the coke and the reefer, and, and she made that comeback. And I you know I thought she was kind of cute, but I've been well over her. I mean, I don't think she's made a decent movie. I don't know since maybe The Wedding Singer, like fifteen years ago. Yeah. So I don't I don't like it. All, all her movies are the same. Like you can name them all, even the ones I've had to unfortunately watch. And there, I there was that one. There was that one really inappropriate movie she made where she was pretending to be a high school student to be a, yeah, a reporter. Yeah, I saw that. And then, and know, then the, 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 the inappropriate thing was yeah. her teacher had the hots for her thinking she was seventeen, and then at the end it was it was considered was fine. Was the teacher like Owen Wilson? Or Luke Wilson, or yeah, I think it was Wilson, Luke Wilson. Maybe? Maybe something like, yeah, but the 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 inappropriate yeah. thing was like it was supposed to be fine that her teacher had the hots for her uh, when she was seventeen because she really wasn't seventeen, but she was just pretending to be seventeen. So in that case, it's okay, and then they can go out. Yeah, I'm trying to think <laughs> of that. I saw that. I'm not going to even lie. I was in college, and I actually saw that in a movie theater. I actually paid money. A girl wanted to see that. Really? Okay. I saw, it on, the, I, I saw it on an airplane. Like five years. Wanted to see that specific movie because she loved you, Barrymore. And I was there like on a Friday fucking night, okay, with every other fucking mutt college kid that had a girlfriend too. And I watched that in a theater in Tallahassee, Florida. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, there it is. $5. Never heard of this fucking clown, but he knows the name. Never been kissed. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Shut up. $5. Holler back. Um, yeah, that was a movie. But yeah. to the point I'm making, even the one that they claimed was the best, you know, the Stu Unger movie with the kid from The Sopranos, I didn't think that movie was great either. Uh, the the I don't remember the name. It was like the Stu Unger story. Or, yeah, I think or, I saw that, know, yeah. With the, what the, the Michael Imperioli was in it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyhow, getting back to the original question, which is who would play uh, Phil Ivey in a movie, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think who would eventually play him maybe the guy from uh what was that movie about the uh metro station in san francisco where the guy got killed michael's something no i never saw that one trader ruski but yeah, thanks for jumping know. in there what uh what else was has this guy been in uh, he's he's been in a few things i can't remember. i can't even remember his name 
So anyway, going I know back he to, has a middle initial he uses. Going back to get on track here, the Phil Ivey thing. Uh, Phil Ivey beat the workout, and unlike the other places where he's in, embroiled in the same legal type conflicts here, uh, he got paid by the Borgata. He actually got paid $9.6 million, and they, they left with the money. Like, they were done. They left. And so the Borgata's suing him to get back the money that he won off them through the edge sorting with, with, you know, with the uh, accomplice. His name is Cheng Yin Sun. So Phil Ivey has now filed a countersuit. That's the new part of the story. The other stuff is old news. But he's filed a countersuit claiming that the Borgata intentionally destroyed the decks so that Ivy and uh, his accomplice Changing Sun uh, would be unable to prove that the decks in question met the pre-established printing standards. They were agreed. So he was. Their, their claim was that uh, uh, this was that the decks were fine. That they well, actually what's met. What's the girl's name? Sun Yun Kree. No, 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 Cheng Yin Sun. Okay, now, who am I thinking? Who's Sun Ying Kree? That's Woody Allen's wife, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't know who Sun Ying Kree is. How is Woody Allen still directing movies, Jeff? I don't know. I've, have you ever been a Woody, either one of you ever been a Woody Allen fan? I, I wasn't a, a big fan. I enjoyed some of the movies he made. You know, I, I kind of understood his style of movie, and it could be uh, some of the. But I mean, he's funny. basically a pedophile. I he mean, is, yeah. He is. I mean, it's not convicted in court, but the evidence is so overwhelming. He's. Now, how is it in this country you take someone like Roman Polanski who fucked a 14-year-old and Woody Allen, but as long as you can make a good movie, you're okay? How yeah. does that work in that yeah, industry? So some, some, that you know industry? what? Just some, somehow people just get a pass for a while until there's like the public outrage and then everyone uh, jumps but on them. A pass? I mean, he's, he's 78 years old. That's a long – I mean well, – it, it just takes the right combination of factors. I mean, Bill Cosby got away with the rumors about him all these years and then it, then it all came down on him when he's 77. So, yeah. so uh, anyway, the no, that's pretty fucking amazing. I mean, it's it's nothing less than just insane lawyering and PR that that I mean, he was given a a, a fucking um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, not a subpoena, a, a, a dep- deposition, like fifteen years ago, admitting that he bought drugs. I know he bought quaaludes. Yeah, fuck up girls. Like a judge saw this shit. Like, there was a court reporter. Like, he gave a deposition, and that shit never got out. It never got out, and that's, that's so strange. Amazing. That was Is so that strange. amazing? It was amazing. I couldn't believe that. I mean, how does that not get out? How does, like, the judge not tell her so, friend? Some, some people had, had, had very tight lips. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, you know, look, in terms of, like, at least the last decade or maybe even longer, taking a fall from grace, I mean, you know, Aaron Hernandez, nah, whatever. He was just a football player. The, the guy from Penn State, the awful pedophile. Yeah, but no one knew who he was. Well, but Joe, know, so Joe Paterno took a big fall for that, even though he didn't do it. You know, yeah. He was, and, because and, he was involved in covering – he covered it up. So, no, in, no, hold on now. I don't think he covered well, it he, up. Well, he semi-covered it up. He was, he was aware he, – he just handed it off to I somebody else. He just handled who, who it, the, but I don't think there was malice. I no, think no, 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 but, but he was fine old, with – but he knew about just, it, and he, let, he, he didn't uh, demand that uh, – that Sandusky wasn't allowed around anymore. It's not like he was outraged that I don't want to see this guy here again. It was like a, he just kind of uh, did the very, very minimum reporting it to his superiors that he knew would brush it off, and then uh, and then he didn't care anymore past that. Like he definitely was uh, had a lot of guilt in the situation. Not as bad as Sandusky, of course, and of course not as bad as the guys who actually did cover it up, 
but uh, but he still deserved the scorn he got, in my opinion. Uh, but but so he, I, I don't think so. I mean, but you know, we can. That's a whole other thing yeah, we can talk thing. about for hours and hours. And I think he was a confused old man who, whose worst crime is he probably didn't handle it right. I don't, but I don't think he had malice in terms of just turning his back. But but okay. I mean, either way. Oh, hold it, on, it, let's let's take this call here. I said we'll take a yeah, call. So let's okay. take a call. My caller, you're on the air. Todd. Yes. I know you're dodging walls today. It's so sunny out there. Why don't you get out? Spend five dollars and get a new cord for that laptop, man. I, I can't. It's an old laptop. Is this Marty? No, it's not. It's not Marty. Go but on it, eBay, man. No, well, it's not. But you insult no, no, me. No, no. Let me t- let me t- let me tell you the Do problem. I sound like I'm drunk. Okay, let me tell you the problem. Who is, here. Who is this? <laughs> Who is that? It's, it's, it's Scott from the East Coast, from Baltimore. But look, uh, how would I know that who that is? Well, okay, but it's not Marty. But I'll say this: How would I know it? Someone calls and they're bitching at you. That's what normally. It's, <laughs> if someone calls and they immediately start bitching, who's the first person? Brandon. That, it, Brandon, it, I'll go drink about twenty beers and call back, and then you can call me Marty all you want. Who okay. is this again? It's Scott from the East Scott Coast. Scott from the East Coast. Have I? Have, has he called him before? Yes. Oh my gosh, he's, he's been around. Traderuski, okay. do you know this guy? <laughs> I, I remember he, he him calling all the time. No, I, I know, I know who it is very well. I even met him during the World Series several times. Look, uh, the, look. The problem with this cord is I don't want to buy anything. This computer is just about dead, even without the cord problem. So I don't want to spend. It's not five bu- bucks. It's like I'd probably be spending like eighty bucks, and then the computer is going to be dead probably you know, within two months anyway. So I don't want to do it. The computer's really well, at the end. It's message, really, really at the end. Me what mo- message me the model of the computer. I guarantee you I can get it for less than two, and I'll give it to you. Okay, I, I'm really about to get a new one. Like the battery's uh, almost dead. Uh, Jim from the South Side. Who, if they made a <laughs> Phil Ivey movie, who do you think should play Phil Ivey? You talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Scott from the East Coast. Scott from the East Coast. Jim from the West Side. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying the best I can. Okay, I'm having a couple of drinks here now. Listen, who would Phil Ivey? Who would play Phil Ivey in, in a motion picture? In your opinion? That's tough because there's not a lot of brother actors out there that could play that. Um, <laughs> I got to think about this one. Hey, you know who could play him? You'd have to get a little skinnier, though. Is that guy from, um, I think he's Michael, I can't remember the middle initial. His last name is actually Jordan. He was in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's the guy I was thinking of. Oh, Wait, is this wow. the guy that's going to be in the new Rocky movie, the new it's Apollo Mike, movie? I think so. I think it's Michael B. Jordan, actually. I that's might it. be wrong with that. The guy that's playing and that's Apollo Creed's son in this new uh, Rocky startup, That's his name's Michael something Jordan. It's got to be this. I mean, how many more Michael Jordans can he really be? That, uh, he, played the, uh, he played the star running back on Friday Night Lights when it was on the, on, uh, the television the television series. I mean, not the movie. You know, I think maybe if, you know, the, the pace of her looks keep deteriorating in, in her hard life, even like though she'll only be like twenty eight, she probably could play like a forty five year old Jennifer Harmon. What do you guys think about Tara Reid? <laughs> or she could do like if if they do have a token clony going, she could just do that too. You, you she probably just do both. You, with you, the think, that, you think that Jennifer Harmon's breasts look like Tara Reid's breasts? Yeah, uh, you know I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's that's a good question. And then you get like who's. What would you do? Maybe like a younger, like Fabio's son could play like Marco Treniello? Yeah. <laughs> Who would you have played Mike Matisso if he was in that? Oh, Mike Matisso. you got to find someone who's like balding, who's pudgy looking. 
You know what? I mean, how about a, uh, I, I, actually, about... I actually used to look like him. That's the sad part, but I couldn't put all that. How about like if you put nose, 20 if pounds? Fake. If you put 20 pounds on Paul Giamatti, think he could do like a Manasau? He's a good character actor. Yeah, maybe. You know, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, if he was still alive, maybe could have done it. Yeah, yeah, that's another good but one. But he's not alive anymore is the problem. Mm-hmm. Hey, he did put the stuff up his nose, so. Yeah. Possibility. Okay. Well, All right, that's what you're talking about. But hey, message me what kind of laptop that is. I guarantee you'll get it. All right, but I'm Remember, telling you, I'll... you don't realize this. This is kind of like uh, giving a heart transplant to a terminal cancer patient. It just seems like a waste. You know but, what? At least I know the show will go on. Well, it's going to go on. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna break down and get a new laptop. So this is forcing me now. This for, my hand's been forced. I have to do it. The, the Jewish I, race is ending. I, and, and seriously, I don't want you to be that cheap right too. It is Michael, whatever Jordan, that he, he's the son of Apollo Creed in the movie. So oh. you were correct, uh, West uh, East East uh, caller. I don't East Side, right? South Side. Scott from the East Coast. East Coast. And what's what is your name on the forum? See, if I know a forum name, it's easier for me. That's I think forum. Every name. time, every time I send you a message, you go, "Oh, that's you." I'll do it again in five minutes. I got to take a shower. You don't want people to know who you are. Is that is that what you're saying? Nah, I really don't care. But it's not, that's it. I just okay. I'll message you. Much love. I, I, you're starting message to you're starting to come back to me now. We've done so we've done this before, right? Like I've even like yeah. right what we're doing now. We've done before or many times probably, right? Everything old is new yeah. again. Okay, I remember now. Trader Ruski, it's coming back this to you. Is a reason. <laughs> okay. This is a reason why you do not drink. Do you understand why we try to stay? Why I'm we having one little drink. Don't like what Ty does to himself. Uh, you know, I've been in a depression. I'm having some trouble at home. I'm having one drink. You know, get myself hyped up for the radio broadcast. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not driving. I'm not hurting anybody. Right, Druff? It's not like I'm doing that crack cocaine or no, crystal fine. meth, angel dust, PCP. None of that. You know, stuff. So. But does, does it feel weird, Brandon, on, on Skype seeing the picture of me? Does it feel, feel weird to see an eight-year-old picture of me talking to you? I'm not looking at it. Okay. Uh, I had to take it off because I had that Norm looking at me. Now then, I thought he was like 20 years old, oh. and I, I, but now I'm looking at it. It says TW. When did yeah? You look young. That's what I'm saying. Like, does it does it throw you off to see young me talking to you when you know you're no, not talking? No, it doesn't. Because anytime they ever post a picture of you, it always seems like it's an old picture with you with an NWP hat on. <laughs> <laughs> They always post like a, you know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. WSOP puts a picture up of you. It's, it's what you know. I, I, mean, I guess it's okay because I sound the same as back then. I just don't look the same, so I guess it can work. You're well, hearing me. To be honest, you, 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 when I first met you and I met you in 2006, you had more of a baby. You had that baby face still. I know. I looked young then. I know. That's what I'm saying. I've yeah, told people that you before. still had a baby face. You had yeah. that like kind of innocent little baby, baby face, and you don't have that anymore. And I, I thought it's not, you know, an insult if you become, you know, your manly older features of development. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, no, I've said this before. I, it it kind of changed around, like, you know, around 2008, 2009 is kind of when it, it changed. Uh, and, yeah, before that, I, I had so many people thinking I was so much younger than I actually was. And then, uh, and, and then it started to change. And I was like, oh, crap. And people started guessing my age is so much, high, so much higher all of a sudden. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's why with that picture up there, you know what the sad thing is here? There's, there's only one reason that picture's up. Uh, I, I put this picture up there 
in uh, in 2009. And it was before I was. It was just before I, I made contact with Benjamin's mom, and and uh, you know we started seeing each other just before this. I was talking to a girl uh, that was actually from Hawaii that I hadn't met yet, but uh, you know I, I saw her on cam and stuff, and she 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 was like really into me. She was uh, she was promising like when we meet, if we meet. She she said she claimed in October she was going to come to California. We'd meet. It never ended up happening because I was I was with Benjamin's bomb by then. But um, she was promising when she comes, you're going to have sex with me 100. percent Like you know. Anyway, she really liked this one particular picture you're looking at right now. So I put that picture up as my main Skype picture, so she would see this as she was talking to me on Skype. And then I just never removed it. That's why that old picture is up there, which at the time wasn't that old. It was only two years old at the time. Now now it's eight years old. Benford wrote, "Never when a downtown made rough go, grow old?" Question. Mark. It, it probably did. Like I, I think the poker. Stress, you know what the stress you've been through. I, I think these forums have aged. I, I, th- I think that, and I think I think poker too. I think that uh, you know the stress of playing poker. I I, I think about these things sometimes. Well, I you almost crap. had a stroke that one World Series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah. That's why I, I I wouldn't be surprised because keep in mind I I. Uh, I didn't play poker until 2001, so you know we had some years where I was able to withstand it, and then I think that uh, maybe the the poker aged me, maybe the NWP aged. I joined an NWP right, in '04. I'm getting something off the wire here, Druff. Now yeah. I know you like to still talk about the poker stuff, not as much as I do. And Trader uh I'm not sure where he stands on on this, but uh, I am getting some breaking poker news. Oh, I think I may oh. know what it is, but uh, go. Is it about yeah. the Aria? Yeah, and it's unconfirmed. Well, hold on, hold on. You, you can't do this yet. Okay, you well, let me... You can't do it yet. You, you know what we had to wait for. It's like I missed one week of the show and I lose all my privileges, but go ahead. Now you can go ahead. I mean, do you want the honors? It doesn't matter. It's not like... No, no, you this... can do it. No, I just want to stop you so we can play this. Then you, you can go ahead with it. Now, poker fraud alert... Uh, CC, uh, Todd would tell us, Brennan Gerson, we don't take any authority on, on the accuracy of the statement only because it just, it's coming to me from a very reliable source, but I just reading what someone's telling me, I know nothing of this. It has not been investigated. I know no facts or any of the alleged allegations. Text reads, according to friends, which are ARIA dealers, I'm going to leave uh, this name out actually right now. A tournament dealer at the Aria and a couple other tournament dealers are suspended pending investigation and accused of stealing tokes at the Aria. Apparently it was the big tournament they did in July. I would assume that uh, this is me talking, not the text. I'm assuming that that this person is referring to the 25K uh, when they they had uh, actually they had two, not 25K, 250K tournaments. They had two 250K tournaments. During the summer, super, they call it super high roller tournaments. Um, anyhow, so the text goes on. Apparently, it was a big tournament they did in July, and dealers haven't received any tokes yet. I don't have any more info, and I don't want bad info given, but the sources are legit. Thought you guys could use the info and check it out. Uh, take care. Yeah, I, I heard this from two different sources, actually, in Las Vegas. And uh, that's uh, when I heard it from the second one today, I was like, wow, this is probably something to this story because I think the two people who told me don't really talk to each other. So I, I don't think like one told the other. So Okay, I'm sorry. I have a small retraction. I, I read it wrong. It wasn't according to ARIA dealers. It was according to, I guess, another tournament director that brought this 
But either way, uh, I this is just breaking news. Obviously, I'm, I'm, it's still coming in. This party is listening right now, so maybe you'll give me a clarification. I don't know what names I should say and what I I don't want to slander yeah, well, let, anybody. Let me let me get some clarification. I was I was told that uh, when they paid people when the, you know people cashed that they did it in some room that had no witnesses. And then when the person would leave a tip, they wouldn't record it anywhere. They would just take the tip and claim they're going to distribute it and didn't. That's I mean, what the fuck is going on? That these people are like, it happened at Planet Hollywood. It happens with chopsticks. That these people think they can steal like from, from tournament pools, from tip jars, and no one's going to catch them. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Well, how are they still doing this? I, I don't know. Are they and, that so, stupid or that desperate? I mean, are they shutting off the electricity? And I mean, here, you have to. I mean, well, here's, a, here's, here's the rumors. Also, furthermore, that the tournament director of the Aria has been fired. That's what the rumor is. About a week or so ago, and that. Uh, what's, the name, what's the name of the tournament director? Um, I'm not sure, but that, that's what I was told that he was fired, and okay. uh, and that there's there's been rumblings about this that. Uh, they're turning this into a rat fest, according to the, one of the two sources, saying that some people who are trying to save their own skin are now ratting out other people. And also that I think, as you said, too, that many of the dealers from that tournament have not received their envelopes with tips for almost a month that they're you know holding this back while they're figuring out what's going on. And... Uh, so I've heard this from two different sources, and uh, somehow the guy that hired the tournament director, that is, some people are suspecting may have been in on it too, but, uh, that nothing's happened to him so far. So, uh, and that some people are questioning that, of why the guy above the tournament director uh, has emerged unscathed so far, even though they fired the tournament director. So... That's, okay. that's out of the REO. There's no verification of this yet, but I've heard from two different sources. And you probably the one you're hearing from is probably one of the two I've heard from, which we can talk about later. But uh, that's I've got two different people telling me this. Hmm. I don't think talk to each other, so it's probably uh-huh. true. Either probably true, or it's a very strong rumor that isn't getting stopped. So yeah, it's it's pretty disturbing that this keeps happening and. Uh, you know who Jedi? He's making his way back. Uh, he's, he's, oh, I know. It's disgusting. So, so he's uh, yeah. This should embolden. So I guess what is it? A year of silence on social media is that's a penalty for stealing now? Yeah, I guess. I guess who Jedi figures that uh, if this is becoming the norm, then uh, then maybe he can just kind of slide back in and go. See, everybody does it. Yeah, I'd use chopsticks, but uh, see, it's not just me. It's everywhere. So you got to accept it. Got to accept me back in. I'm, I'm actually blocked from who Jedi. Uh, because I had the nerve to post about what he did on Poker Fraud Alert. That was my crime. Uh, by the way, did you get unblocked by uh, Jack Effel? No. Yeah. I saw the tweet, though, but are I, you I sure? Are you sure you haven't? Check right now. I, I'm still blocked. I mean, I checked I was right un- after a couple of days. I'll, I'll check. Are you I, I was, unblocked? I, I was unblocked, yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if he was, if you were, because I mentioned you, of course. Yeah, I saw the tweet. Uh, let me I'm tell you right now. Here we go. WSOPTD and I I am unblocked. Wow. 
I am now following it because if you try to follow on your block, it gives you that message. Oh uh, no! Yep, yeah, I'm. Um, no, if, if you're logged in, you can't even read their tweets if you're blocked. You have to you have to log out to read tweets of someone who blocked. No, actually, you. on Twitter later you can. On Twitter, I don't know about Twitter later, but I'm saying like. Yeah. I mean, start, I have. Uh, I was if I before. Uh, when I was blocked by him, I could still click on his name and it would show me his tweets. It just wouldn't let me follow him and. I'd have to manually read them, but yeah, I know I, I'm unblocked now. Thank I think you. it's dumb on Twitter that you can't see someone's tweets if you're blocked because you can just log out and read them. So it's, not, it's so dumb to block you from reading. But okay, uh, but yeah, I guess the uh, well, I, I, and the, the person that sent me this information uh, suggested we call them. But I, you know, we've done this years and years now, and they're never gonna. I mean, no, they don't know, tell you. They don't tell you. They anything. won't tell us nothing. I mean, they won't even, you know, at best we'll get a no comment. They'll hang up the phone or they'll transfer us or, to somebody. Or maybe not. maybe at most they'll tell us that the tournament, you know, there's a new tournament director, but that's it. Amazing. But yeah, I mean, this it happened to, remember the the Planet Hollywood scandal, uh, you know, a couple of years back and, and just other rooms. It's amazing that they think they can get away with this. Well, I'll tell you a World it's Series It's amazing scandal. that it's always such small amounts of money. I'll tell like, you what's I'll, going on. I'll tell you a World Series scandal that was going on that never really got much publicity. Oh, is that the 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 PSU Mike thing? That no, the the, the, the rebuy thing. Where remember the uh, the one K with rebuys that they used to have, where Negreanu once bought in forty eight times and still didn't cash. Literally, he bought in forty eight times. Do you yeah, know I remember. Yeah. So, uh, the one K with rebuys, which was a pretty popular event, and I, I that was one where I missed a final table by one card. Uh, and with one built one one bullet, by the way, back in '07. But they stopped doing that, and they replaced it with these things where you get like a triple chance thing, where they give you three tokens to enter, where like you you just rebuy a fixed amount of times, or ones with several starting yeah, flights. Yeah, the lammers, and you they did that like for PLO tournaments where you yeah. had like three lammers, and you could either use them all at once yeah. or go one by one, or yeah. or ones where you can buy into day one B if you busted day one A. But what they did away with was the just giving the floor man cash and being given chips again to rebuy, which was the old format, like back in 07 when I played the 1K with rebuys. They did away with that because it was believed, and I don't know if they were they ever proved it, but it was kept quiet if they did, that the floor men were stealing some of the rebuys and just never putting the money in the prize pool. Mm-hmm. And there was no, you know, and there was, you weren't given a ticket indicating that you had. In fact, for tax purposes, I noticed it was tough because I, I would remember how many rebuys I made, but I didn't have any proof I made that many rebuys. So, like, I could have claimed I rebought in 10 times. I don't think they could have disputed it. Nor do I think I could have proven it to the IRS if they didn't believe me. Now, I didn't rebuy that one. I only bought in once in '07, but I could have rebought 48 times like Negreanu, and I couldn't have proven it. So they would just take your money and hand you the chips again. So uh, there was a rumor that this was stopped because of the skimming, because they were just... Not, not taking the money and put it in the prize pool. They were just pocketing it. So uh, that that's why I heard they ended that format. They, the public reason given for why they ended that format was that they didn't want people like Negreanu, quote, buying a bracelet, you know, people who were deep-pocketed to just keep rebuying over and over and over again to give themselves an edge. But you know, really, you can buy a bracelet if you want to enter the super high buy-in events and enter a whole lot of them. You'll, if you're a good enough player, you'll eventually luck out and win one. So yes, having a lot of money to buy into events is a huge edge at the World Series. So I don't see why they're, they're picking this particular thing to stop. I, I think it is more uh, an accounting thing where now there's no way to enter 
to rebuy into a World Series event without there being a paper trail. Yeah. Shout out to TMLK, by the way, Druff. He's in the chat. I didn't even know he was still around anymore. Yeah, he's around, but he won't call in. Hmm. Bowling! <laughs> he's made a hell of a career for himself on these forums, just... He actually yeah, did. He called. He called in last week. I should give him credit. He, after okay. a lot of a lot of talk and not calling, I finally guilted him into calling in. And then, of course, he just called in and bashed me. <laughs> like I had Marty bash me, and then like right after he was gone, Team MLK called in and bashed me. And like people are listening, going like I had texts afterwards, going, "Oh, why do you let these people call in and bash you?" Like they people don't understand. Like they don't understand why I put up with this. They, but, you know, it's all part of the whole scene here. Hmm. So anyway, yeah, getting back to Phil Ivy, he's ba- it's a weird counter suit. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like, wow. yeah, it doesn't, how many tangents have we gone off? Probably about that? fifteen. But uh, it, you know, Phil Ivy, he's not he's not uh, counter suing for money. It appears it seems like he's counter suing uh, based upon like a destruction of evidence premise to where it would invalidate any kind of suits they make related to this whole situation. It's kind of like, I think it's almost like a countersuit to stop the original suit. I've never seen anything like this before, but... you think we're eventually going to see the inevitable Phil Ivey is bro confirmed thread? And it really be confirmed or just the... Yeah, like you think he's ever going to be broke? Um, would that surprise you? Like if It would because... Like he, bankruptcy filing? Because that would be the only way... Like, True way we'd ever know. Yeah, I, like a Barry Greenstein, where they foreclosed on his house. And... I, I could, yes, I could see it because he he's such a, a crazy gambler. Like you know the 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 six point something million he lost to blackjack, the uh, the two million dollar Lakers bet he made, uh, things like that can really eat you very quickly if you go on a bad run. I don't know if he still does that, but well, I was just gonna say, do you think that he's smart enough to to realize you know. With the you know with the a mill plus you know a month he was getting and, and now is gone to change his lifestyle. I mean, can you see him as that kind of person? Uh, maybe, but at, le- at least with this thing with the edge sorting, he was making an effort to play an advantage game. He wasn't just firing off. That was a sign that he's being a little more responsible. Maybe. Who Remember knows? how obnoxious it was back in the day that like Barry Greenstein. I'm just being honest. Just made sure to let everyone know that Phil Ivey was his friend. <laughs> Do you remember? Like he did that one thing of them playing Miss Pac-Man together, and like he used to always run around and film him for poker room. I mean, do, do you remember? You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It was good. Now looking back on it, it was really kind of pathetic. Like that, he just wanted everyone to know he was friends with the most popular kid Uh-oh. in school. I, I hate to tell you something. Something's about to happen here. The power cord. Um, hold on, see if I can get this working. The power cord, it, it, it appeared the computer was, was charging, but it's really not. It's about to die. Let's see if, it, may, it may really be over shortly if I can't get this, this going. This is really what we've come to? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Let me, let me try to get this working here. I, I told you it could be... Trader-ruski. This could be the end, kiddo. I told you this could be tonight. I told you it could be over tonight. Trader-ruski, do you have any final like... words if this is our last radio appearance? This can really cut at any point. Phone, get another laptop. Till a Black Friday in, in November after Thanksgiving. Maybe it won't be till Poker Black Friday. Oh, oh hold on, hold on. I got the adapter. I got it's, it's working again. This is, boy, this is, this is tough. It, 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 I didn't know it was not charging until it gave me a warning. It's down to six percent, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I've got a few seconds here to get this thing working again. It's it's really uh, if you saw, I'm going to take a picture of this and post it on the forum. It's or maybe I'll even tweet it. The the picture of the power cord. It's it's looking real bad. I'm surprised it even still works. Wow. Trader so, Ruski, you with us? I'm here. 
By the way, draft. Did you receive the things I sent you? Oh yeah, yes, yes. Thank you for that. You know what? You're sounding really bad all of a sudden, though. Yeah, I, that didn't sound. And, well. and this is not my power cord's fault. This is on your end. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to switch back because I was out for a bit. I'm going to switch back to my Wi-Fi. If I okay. Get caught okay. Right back. All right. So we lo- we lost Trader Ski. At least he didn't fall asleep. Uh, so uh, Caesars, uh, Brandon. You'll be glad to know your Augustus Tower is safe, but uh, I know I saw the, the yeah the rest of the company's looking pretty bad after a twenty percent jump in stock value after the, it was reported, and we talked about this last week on the show that uh, that they were starting to come to some terms with those second lien holders involving the bankruptcy, so the stock jumped twenty percent. Uh, then a major court decision went against Caesars, and the stock fell forty one percent. So this is a big mess, and uh, it has not recovered since. It's been flat since it fell 41%. So, yes, it was a 41% fall after a 20% leap, but still a, a big net loss for Caesars Entertainment. Uh, this happened six days ago on Wednesday, July 22nd, a day after radio, probably from something I said. But it was actually because of a ruling in Chicago Bankruptcy Court. U.S. Bankruptcy Judge Benjamin Goldger denied a motion from Caesars to stay four separate lawsuits brought against them. Uh, Basically, there's lawsuits against Caesars for splitting off their unprofitable assets into what's called the Caesars Entertainment Operating Company. By the way, I'm sorry. My my other source... I just saw he's suggesting, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, kind of young him down a little bit. Cuba Gooding Jr. is Phil Ivey in the movie. But, okay, go ahead. Okay. So, you know, you know how Caesars, they took their unprofitable assets and put them all in this one entity called Caesars Entertainment Operating Company, CEOC. And that's the only part of Caesars declaring bankruptcy, while the good parts of Caesars, including the World Series, are in separate subsidiaries that are protected from the bankruptcy because they've split off the bad assets into the parts that they want to be part of the bankruptcy. So what's known as the good Caesars and the bad Caesars. So there are four separate lawsuits brought against Caesars for this, saying you can't do this crap. The whole company should be exposed to the bankruptcy, not just the parts of it you want to see exposed to the bankruptcy. So uh, on Wednesday, July 22nd, a judge in Chicago denied Caesars' attempt to stop those four lawsuits. So this could open up the entire Caesars Entertainment to the bankruptcy, which is not what they were planning to have occur. So this sent investors into a panic, and the stock fell 41%, and as I said, has not recovered. Are you saying that? Are you saying my Augustus Tower could, could be in peril? That's what I'm saying. You better stay in it as much as you can now because it could be in, in big trouble. Uh, right now, Caesars... Entertainment is trading on the NASDAQ, the symbol is CZR, uh, at 5.05. Keep in mind that just just before this happened on the 22nd, it was 7.69. At the very low point, it was 4.80, but obviously 5.05 is not that much of a recovery. All right. Well, listen, let me ask you this. I know it's a little early. But we're going to be doing a Ask Druff segment later? Yeah. 
And the Ask Traderuski segment, I think, is appropriate, too, because he's a human being and he's a part of the show. So I'm going to throw out the first part of the Ask Druff Anything segment. And, again, you don't uh, – do your own rules, of course. You don't have to answer if you don't want. Yeah. But my question is this. If Druff, if you, Todd, would tell us, and your associates, family, whatever you want to call it, all pooled all your Jew gold together – could you attempt to make a hostile buyout of Caesars <laughs> by buying up all their stock? Maybe if it falls a little bit further, but not yet. What would they have? What would it have to fall to <laughs> for you? For the Wattelis? Well, right, right now the right now the market cap is uh, seven hundred eleven. Seven hundred eleven million. You just said if it went a little lower, we could. That's so sick. <laughs> uh, so if it's five bucks, what would it take for for the Wattelis if they wanted to? Which I know you're not because it's a bad business decision. To hostily buy over the, the it, it the looks like it would be uh, seven hundred twelve million. Is that's it looks like right now? But uh, Jesus, I don't know. It's uh, that's I mean that's what his. Let me ask you something. If hypothetically, I mean, I know you're not. You know, this is a dumb question. You could ask her honestly. I know that the answer is going to be no, no matter what you say. But if you one day hypothetically ever bought the whole entire, you know, because people don't realize besides like the 12 properties in Vegas, you're getting all, you know, properties in Biloxi and Tunica in the Midwest, all, you know, in, in Atlantic city, would you just give me the Augustus tower and take everything for yourself and let me just run that? I might. I mean, you, you, you would, I think you'd know how to run it. I think you've been there so much. I think you would know exactly. <laughs> and it's not even the nicest one. Octavius is newer. I don't even want the newest, nicer one. I want the, okay, uh, the Augustus. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess this is the nicest one. That's the thing; is it's not the newest, but so you, you could potentially, if you wanted to, do a hostile buyout if 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 it went a little bit lower. That's the answer. <laughs> maybe maybe a lot lower. So anyway, yeah, Caesars. Uh, are, are you worried, Brandon? That uh, I mean, if, do you have any RCs at the moment worth? I got, much? I think, like. Eight hundred dollars in RC. Yeah, I got like tw- I yeah, I've got like twenty five hundred. You have a lot. So I'm, I'm more can. exposed than you. I've got like twenty five hundred. So, I, I'm yeah. You know, first of all, it's only twenty five hundred, so it's not like the end of the world. Of course, I'd be annoyed if it if this happened. But do you think there's any chance that uh, if these lawsuits are successful and the whole company is exposed to bankruptcy, that we'll see some kind of collapse that would affect the customer to where like RCs would disappear or something major would no. happen that would. No. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. No, not worried about that at all. It's the last thing they're going to touch is free play. No, yeah, I, I, like, I don't think. Yeah, I think it'll, it would it would be harming whatever value it has left to do that. Yeah, Tr- Trader Ruski. Could no, no, the he left. Trader Ruski family potentially? No, he, yeah, he can't answer. He's gone. Remember, we had uh, sound problems. No. no, 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 I'm back. Oh, he's back. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, could the Trader Ruski clan, if they wanted to, potentially hostily buy out Caesars or no? Pulling in a lot of third parties. <laughs> this kid's perfect for radio. It's just a, how can there's no? Are you really forty eight? A young forty eight. Jesus, you sound like you're like a kid. Doesn't he sound like a kid? I don't know because I, you know, I think I met him before I ever talked to him on the phone. So I, I just when I hear him, I think of the guy I met. So yeah, it's, it's different. I did, and I did meet you briefly, Brandon, at the Insert Coins event. Oh, that's right, he when was I there. Br- I brought, I brought the hats. Yeah, uh, he brought the hats to the Insert Coins that oh, down of it. No shit, I, yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I know from the picture what you look like, but and I remember a fellow with the hats coming in at the meeting. But wow, yeah, I met you. Yeah, amazing. 
But yeah, uh, I have no concern. I don't think it's going to affect us. I mean, in, in in terms of like the daily service, I have to assume they've already cut back on everything they can. I mean, in terms of like housekeeping, you know. Yeah, they have. You yourself saw the fail. I mean, we've already talked about this. The same guy that chips the ice off the broken <laughs> in refrigerator, <laughs> you know, fixes the air conditioning and fixes the door. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's... Uh, but what's funny is I actually had conversations with like the maintenance supervisor and like they're always bitching to me there about about how like awful the staffing levels are and how he doesn't understand why they don't replace things like they they tell the customer about how much they hate their job and how much how fucked up everything is there like they they're not even quiet about it like you you just engage them in conversation and they they trash Caesars these are the these are the employees there wow so anyway the let's let's uh let's see what else we got here do we talk about uh, we finished the whole Mike Tyson bought an ATM yeah. segment? Yeah, was... Phil Ivey and Caesar. Let's talk about uh, Full Tilt. Brandon, did you ever engage in uh, the heads up bum hunting over there or any other site? Did you ever like sit at a heads up table and just you wait? No, I, I played a lot of heads up, but believe it or not, not a lot of limit hold'em because I really thought, especially at the higher stakes. Um, be, be, there was one individual I can't even think of the guy's name that I used to play a lot. That was just awful. But other than that, it was always the same people sitting heads up on full tilt, uh, you know, talking limit hold'em, and they were always either way better than me or, you know, just as good or slightly worse. But, but you uh, could just wait for fish, though. You wouldn't have to play those guys. That, that's what these guys would all do. They would yeah, just... right. No, no. But anyhow, I'm answering your question. I, I didn't play a lot of heads up limit hold'em. I did play a lot of heads up other games, like a lot of heads up stud, heads up horse, um, some heads up PLO, but not a lot of limit hold'em. But I did... I, but you know, I'm going to be honest, you. I, I, you know, it probably, not probably, it, it almost certainly cost me money. But I never ran huds. I never. You know, the only thing that I did, this is probably why, you know, if I even if, if stars came back now, I, I wouldn't be able to win successfully. You know, without changing some things, is besides keeping notes in my head and on the screen, um, that's really all I ever did. I mean, I never yeah, downloaded. That, I, I, that's what I did. Same with me. I, I didn't. I didn't do any of this. I didn't use a poker tracker really either. So. And I never used any of that. Yeah. You know, I, I. I mean, there are certain people I knew and I wouldn't play. You know, but in terms of all the other things that were available, you know, then and now, I never used any of that stuff. Yeah, um, I, I didn't. Though it, it limit hold them. It didn't matter as much because there was no, a it, smaller it, group, group of people and you, you knew them. Right. When like when we played, when we you know we played the same games. I mean, you played a little bit higher than me. Uh, in the beginning, because you know you were more experienced, and then as as I got better and more experienced, you know I I you know played as high. I never played five hundred, a thousand, but I played as high as two hundred, four hundred on stars. And like you just said, I knew every. I mean, you just knew everyone. You know, like it was very very odd for someone just to show up that you've never heard of at those stakes. And when they did, it was just somebody that started a new account that didn't want you yeah. know to be known. It wasn't just somebody coming out of nowhere. Um, you know, like I, I, well, or it was an occasional fish, but, uh, but well, yeah, right, right, right. But it'd be, well, that'd be, probably... obvi- that'd be obvious pretty quickly after you see that. Yeah. So there was a one guy again from New York. Uh, was it, uh, was it Hassan? The one tilt guy, tilt monkey. Yeah. He was a tilt monkey. Hassan. Yeah. He was a tilt monkey. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. but uh, anyway, uh, full tilt, yeah, full, tilt. Had, full tilt had a lot of people and not just, not just them, but like all the sites, some more than others, like uh, there was that 
what was that? The on game network. They they used to have a ton of these people where people would just sit heads up. In, especially limit hold them, and you just see you look, you go to the lobby, and it would just be one, 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 one. This is like the number of people at the table, like one, 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 all the way down. So this would look really, really bad for the site when rec players would show up because they'd say, "Why are these people not playing each other? Why is everyone sitting at a table by themselves and not playing each other?" Like it would look very bad. Now, and then when you'd sit down, they would just sit out. Yeah, they would sit out. If they recognized you or they'd run you through uh, poker table ratings to see your winning player, they'd sit out. They would not w- want anything to do with you. Uh, most of those players. A few of them will take on anyone, but most of them wouldn't. Most of them only. Sally Wu was. Tell, tell me again. Just remind me because my my memory is not as good as yours. What, what, what were all the, the everyday mainstays? Rob, some, Rob, something. Rob L. Rob. Yeah, Rob, Rob LP and Sally yep. Wu. They, they were they were good friends. I, I've met them both. Yep. And uh, yeah, so they're those two guys. And uh, and then uh, of course Q's Daddy. Yeah, Q's Daddy, and you know, and, and of course uh, Rob LP. Not. I forgot his, maybe he was also Rob LP on Stars, but I know on Stars Chung Ho was some was Sally Wu. They were the same person. And uh, but yeah, you, you had a bunch of these heads up bum hunters where really all they wanted to do is play fish, and they actually did very well. Like you'd look at their stats and they'd win an insane number of big blinds per hundred because they were only playing fish. And and if you play heads up against mega fish, uh, barring running really bad, your chance of winning is very high, provided the fish stays around. So uh, full tilt, not open to Americans, but they actually had, you know, they still had heads up tables where the only way you could play was, uh, it, it was only heads up games. It wasn't just two people at one table. It was two people maximum at the table. Well, they have done away with those tables. They have, uh, removed them because they don't like, they decided after all these years, they don't like really what this represents. They, they. Okay, I think we're back. Apologies to the listeners of the live broadcast. If you're listening in the archives, this will seem instantaneous to you. But uh, I just had the power cord betray me. It turned out it was not charging all this time. It was actually down to almost nothing again, and the computer just clicked off in the middle of one of my words. So we're going to put back on Brandon and... Uh, Trader Ski, and we'll get the show going again, hopefully. Took a while to get everything restarted. Let's put on Brandon first. Hopefully everything is back. Yeah, we're back. Put on Twitter here that we have come back. And apologies again. I'm going to have to break down and get a new uh, power cord anyway because I probably won't be able to get a new laptop fast enough. I think this thing's not going to last past tonight. It's barely lasting through tonight, as you guys can see. I wasn't kidding about this problem. Brandon answering. That's the next problem. No Brandon. All right. I'll let Brandon come back himself. Let's get Trader Ski here. See if he'll answer the phone. Otherwise, I'll go with this myself. Trader Ski, you're back. All right. We're getting back going again. I told you that power cord serious business. So, yeah, Brandon will return at some point. 
And and I think you should take Scott from the East Coast up on the offer if you can get one cheap. Yeah, I, no, I think I should too because uh, this is not going to make it past the night. I mean, I'm, I'm even surprised I got it going again because I, I was unable to even get it to charge at all when it first cut out. And I was like, oh, crap, this is it. It's done. Like what a way to end like in the middle of a word. <laughs> and, and then like, I was trying to squeeze it and like do every little thing. And then just somehow I have it in this like perfect position where if, if I probably breathe on it, it's not going to charge anymore. But uh, right now it's charging. So hopefully even if it dies again, it'll charge enough to where we can finish the show. But this is – I noticed this today when I was trying to get the whole show going. I'm like, oh, crap. This is, like the, the wire, it not only is performing badly, it looks bad. It looks like it's uh, threadbare. So, okay. Uh, waiting for Brandon to come back, obviously. But uh, I'll talk a bit more about Full Tilt. And if Brandon comes back, he can join in. Yeah, there were a bunch of guys who were just – doing what's called bum hunting, basically waiting for weak opponents to sit down against them, recreational players, and playing them and not wanting to play other pros. Uh, this practice has existed for many years. There's players who have made millions of dollars just bum hunting at Limit Hold'em. I was not really one of them. Uh, I'll admit that I was somewhat of a bum hunter in like the six max games where I would seek out games with weak players, though at... Uh, Bovada, that's pretty hard to do these days because they're, they're anonymous players there. But uh, yeah, I would sit down when the fish was there and sit out when it's all pros remaining. But uh, the heads-up bum hunting is a whole different level of that because you're not playing against any good players. At least when I'm playing like a six-max game with a fish, there's often four other good players there who I have to contend with. So what Full Tilt did is they decided that these heads-up tables are bad for the poker economy and bad for their economy. I think they're right. Uh, They said, we've decided to remove heads-up tables from our ring game offering. We're doing this for two important reasons. First, heads-up games were being adversely impacted by the minority of experienced players who targeted weaker opponents rather than take on all challengers. And second, new players who tried out the heads-up games found it intimidating and confusing, asking themselves, why are all these guys not playing each other? Which is what I just mentioned before. Uh, unfortunately, these table selection changes didn't select, fix the problem, so in Heads Up, we had no choice but to remove them altogether. It's kind of a weird sentence, but they're just saying they got rid of them. As we know, the more new players that play it, the less likely they are to return and keep playing. In short, Heads Up Bring Games just didn't form part of a healthy poker ecosystem, which made our decision to remove them even easier. We're also removing nosebleed stakes, stud, draw, and mixed ring game tables. The new structures will present a clean offering for all players, and we consider these ring game changes to be key to Full Tilt's ongoing commitment to provide a level playing field and attracting and retaining more casual players. So they also got rid of the really high-limit stud, draw, and mix games. I think they felt that uh, there were too many people losing too quickly against the really, really good pros on there, people who didn't really understand these non-hold'em games as well. But the removal of the heads-up tables, basically what they're saying here is that this doesn't help Full Tilt or the poker community when fish sit down and dump it all heads up against pros. They think the fish don't want to redeposit. They think the fish are suspicious why it's just like one 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 all the way down in the lobby and why they have to choose one of those people to play and why they won't play each other. That people walk away feeling that the whole thing was shady and don't want to redeposit. And of course, for an online poker site, deposits are essential. Because rake doesn't matter unless the rake is actually raking off deposits. So let's say on full tilt, nobody ever deposited again and just played with the existing money on there. Uh, Full tilt would have a problem 
because they would not have any new money coming in. The only way new money comes in to poker sites is when deposits come in. Even if they really are being honest with the money and not spending the player money that's supposed to be held on deposit, they need new deposits coming in. That's the only way they get income. This is different than a live poker room where people don't hold money in their account. So people do it live poker rooms. They buy in, they play, and then they cash back out. So it's, it's a pretty much an instant tra- – it's, it's a transaction that's satisfied on both ends uh, within one session, whereas on an online poker site, uh, people can buy in and, and they'll just sit with money in their account for a very long time as their bankroll if they're a winning player. So, and then they'll cash out when they have excess. So uh, the only way a online poker room makes money is when deposits come in, whereas a live poker room – uh, they don't need deposits. Just whenever a player buys in with cash, uh, a portion of that cash goes down as a rake, and then that's how, that's how they make money. So it's just a, it sounds like the same thing, but it isn't. So they're basically saying these people are not depositing again. They deposit. They rake very little from the players, which is the key. That's why Full Tilt really doesn't like it because they rake very little. If, the, if someone deposits, say, $2,000 and sit down at a heads-up game against a pro, they can lose the 2000 super fast and pay very, very little rake on that 2000 and then it's in the coffers of a winning player who's unlikely to give it back because these guys won't even play any tougher opponents, and then they cash it out. And then Full Tilt also has to deal with the expense of cashing them out, which is sometimes substantial. So they realize that these heads-up players, even with a rake that they are generating, are probably costing them money. And they're stopping fish from redepositing, and they're stopping fish from getting the money that they deposit raked. So they realized that uh, these heads-up players were probably costing them money, so they didn't want it, and they feel that they can use the excuse that it's stopping a healthy poker ecosystem by saying that the money's not getting spread around well, so it's just not good anyway. So uh, they also expect that most people are not going to cry for these heads-up bum hunters because most, uh, especially in the no-limit community, bum hunters are very frowned upon. In the limit community, it's a different story that's always been more accepted. But uh, still, it's only a minority of people who's going to be upset about this, and these are mainly the people who are doing the bum hunting themselves. So Full Tilt's like, hey, who are we even pissing off here? Like a few customers we don't really want or need anyway. So F them. So this is yet another change that Amaya is doing. Remember Amaya, who owns uh, PokerStars and Full Tilt? They, They are tweaking things to make the most money. They are dropping pros that they don't need. Uh, they're cutting costs in whatever way they can, but what they deem unnecessary costs. And this is one of the ways they're, they're saying these people, we don't need these people. We don't need these people who are only going to play heads up, play nothing else, beat the fish before we can rake the fish. The fish don't redeposit and then they cash out and we got to pay for their cash out. So screw this. You know, they're, 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 uh, they don't like that. I think Brand is trying to come back on. Let me, let me add him here. Uh, here we go. Let's see if we can get him on here. Program back. The radio program is back, and right now, uh oh, it's not charging again. It's, at least it has a little power now, but yeah, the charging just died. You, you blow on this the wrong way, and it, it, it stops charging. This is the only laptop you have in in the the house, the mansion. It's it's the only it's the only laptop that that's it's configured. It, it'd be a lot of work to get the other ones running what I need to run oh. on them. Well, you know what? Maybe it's good that uh, we're on the hiatus. 
Yeah, it is. No, I, 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 it was just about to charge again. I'm like squeeze. You, you wouldn't believe what I'm doing. Like I'm squeezing it. So it's like just the right way. Mm-hmm. I, I got it before. Like I, it, I thought it. I thought radio was dead. Like for the night. And Wait, explain I, to me again. It, it's the thing that plugs into the thing and then goes into the wall. It, it's the part that plugs into the computer. Is is uh, and, it, and how much does it cost to buy another one of these? It, it's a matter of finding it is the problem. You have to find it. it but you it, go to eBay, you can find anything. No, but then I it takes like it take, like, I did. It would take weeks to ship to me. Like, do, it, it, do you it, remember it, what? A, no, you expedite that the shipping. I mean, no, but this, up, la- this laptop is really just about at the end. Also, that's why I really didn't want to have to buy this. But I think remember I'm one have of my to... favorite shows from the eighties, the early eighties. We've talked about it many times. Uh, early eighties. I'm not sure. Greatest American Hero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I bought myself uh, uh, on the eBay uh, like a couple weeks ago? What? A cape. <laughs> the greatest American hero cape that Ralph Finkley used to wear, Todd. Okay. Well, that's... So if I can find a cape, you can find a, a thing for the laptop in the No, I'm going to have to because I'm not going to – probably won't have a new laptop by the time I, I can uh, – like I, I... – Trey Daruski, did you ever watch that greatest American hero? Lose him? <laughs> yeah. He it shows he's still here, I think. You know, as much as no, I, I, I was on, I was on a kid and I have heard it. I, and I, I there's a lot of potential <laughs> even though he's not a kid, this lackadaisical, all the traces <laughs> and obtrusive behavior, it's not gonna cut it. He's here one minute and <laughs> poof, then he's gone. No, he he's, he talked again, he's just soft somehow. Oh, he's here? Yeah, we have all kinds of No, stuff I, I, I had hit me, but I have seen it. I, I, don't have, I don't have a cape, but I have seen it. Oh, did you like the show for what I it was remember. back in the 80s? I mean, it's a little outdated now. I definitely remember watching it. Okay. All right. So I, anyhow, we were talking about uh, I, 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 I think Yeah, I, I think we're going to be – no, we're done with an F-15. I think – unfortunately, I think this thing is done. I think we've uh, – I think when, when this is – cuts i think i won't be able to charge this computer again until i get a new uh cord. can't you rig it more like you were doing turn it twist i'm it. trying i wouldn't believe how hard i'm squeezing like Whoa. i'm squeezing i'm turning it i'm twisting it. it it's just not happening it's a it charged a little bit while we were you know when i started the show again but we're, it, it's not gonna I'll last make a deal. if you could do it i'll post a picture of me and my cape <laughs> i'm trying believe me i'm trying <laughs> What a <coughs> this is really depressing. I think I think it's actually dead. I, I think it's I think it's it's charged. What do we have right now percentage wise? Oh, it, it, that doesn't even mean anything because the, the battery also has problems. Well, this computer's really a mess. This is what I get for like. Stretching. GMLK is messaging me saying that this is sad. It is. Right. I, I agree with him. That radio is pathetic. It, it, it's gotten pathetic right now. He's, I can't. Uh, if all nights it has to be the radio night, this happens. But yeah, it's, you think it, when Mark Hoke is in that fourteen ten a.m. studio, he's having to hold on to a power cable for the whole operation? No, and not not only that. I wish I could hold on to the power cable for the whole operation. I can't even do that. It's not even working. It's like it, it just will not come back. I, well, I think, can your girlfriend maybe hold it? And you? I no, mean, it's not a matter of holding it. I'm, I'm telling you, when I hold it, it doesn't do anything. I, th- I think it really has broken. I think it's done. I think I got the last bit of charge out of it. I think we we've got minutes left. Before before the clock expires, uh, I I there's some universal charger that's around here somewhere that was used for another, another older computer that may or may not be able to work for this, but I don't think I don't think it has the right connector. I just I, I think we're just done. I think I think it's gonna when this is over, it's over. 
You know, I think I'll I'll run it to the end, but I think it's over, and I think tomorrow I'm just going to have to scramble and go to a Dell st- store or something and get something immediately. Otherwise, I can't use the computer at all. And I have stuff on it I need. That's the annoying thing here. Like, mm. this is very bad timing for me. This is very, very bad timing for me. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, if, if this was having these power problems before, I would have I would have done something about it. It just it just started today. The cord like broke today. It's a, a major disappointment. The end of the road, Ruff. It is. It's like someone's trying to call in. I'm not, I don't want to take a call now. But he's like, it, it, I'm telling is you, it's going to drain the electricity. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to do it. I, I can't. I feel so helpless. I I feel like my. I won't even be able to put this in the. Well, actually, I can probably put it in the archives. Maybe if once I get on a different computer. But as far as broadcasting, this is going to be. Uh, I think it's done. It's really sad. I, I feel I feel powerless here, literally and figuratively powerless. Well, people, I, I apologize for this. This is embarrassing. Really this is a, a, ba- a bad way to end the show for uh, three weeks. But at least I'll have uh, a new the one port. guy. Uh, what's the one guy? The, the uh, uh, Lloyd. Yeah, I am D Lloyd or something. Yeah, he's going to be very sad because oh, he's he's just, be he wants a marathon. He don't want if he have it his way. Uh, I am Lloyd. He don't want this to ever end. If oh yeah, just, no. He, he, we would just sit here twenty four seven. Yeah, the Druff Drax Trader Ruski Network. I mean, he'd 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 buy the season pass. I, I bet I bet there would be people that if we were on twenty four seven, I bet there'd be people like the majority of the day, except when they were sleeping, would have us on. Kim case saying, "You ever heard of fucking duct tape?" No, it's beyond that. It's beyond duct tape. It's it's beyond everything. But how? What happened during the show that it it it? We're That's the, the weird thing. Like I, I wasn't touching it. It just, it just would. It was so precarious that just sitting by itself, it would, it would lose connection. And now it's. How do you ever get to this point, Druff? How do you looked... get to a point where we're hanging literally by, by, <laughs> by a thread? I, uh, it wasn't like this until today. I don't know what happened. I, mean, I, I think it must have been just like just ready to break, and then today it broke. Like I don't know. It's six years old. What can I say? I've used this computer like every day. So. It's it's happened. Like I'm going to be like if people want to screw with the forum, this is a, actually no, that's not true because I can I can go on other computers and, and, and don't say that, Drop. No, it's it, your mouth. Now actually, they can try because I have other computers I can use that for. It's just setting up radio on all these other computers. Remember, uh, remember the the the, the gaff. I'm going to be away from the internet for a couple of days, yeah. deep into the mountainside. <laughs> then, yeah, then they black hawked you, Drop. That was MWH did that. I know, I loved it. They blackhawked you. And then I was like, I had like the, the weakest possible signal to get on there, and I was just barely able to get on there and remove it. It was tough. I was in Utah, in the rural Utah. Are we even going to have a warning? Like, is it going to say about no, the No, it's just going to cut. It's just going to end. We don't know when. So we're not charging now? No, no. I, the charging's done forever. <laughs> it, it's really done forever. But what happens if I want to keep going now? Um, I, I can. Let make... me ask you: If I still had the passwords, uh, which I don't think I do anymore, not on this laptop. I, the other one's in the in the garage in a box. 
and I did my own radio, you would it be like the old Moa LA Kings and, and the Bitcoin guy? You couldn't even t- turn me off, could you? No, no, I could turn you off, but you could uh, then you could actually like, connect me on or something. But as far as me running the show, I just don't have. I, no, I but I'm saying if I took the network, the radio station network hostage. Could no, you no, you can't. No, you can't do it. No, I, I have control of everything. I can. I, I can. But how it. if the laptop is gone? Oh, you just type in a password and hit yeah, a button. Yeah, you had another laptop. It's just, it's just the radio setup. It's it, there's some things I have to set up that. Uh... Snow tracks has a good point. Is a donate button coming soon to PFA? <laughs> 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 oh Christ! No, I can't believe Fred this. Ruski, listen, let's get to know you a little <laughs> bit before we go here. Talk, kiddo. Let's give the stage to the the, the up and comer. I mean, you're 48. You can't waste any more time getting on this radio career. That's true. <laughs> what do you want to know? Uh, I mean, tell. I know nothing about you. You're married. You have kids. What part of do you do you live near East Side, uh, Scott? I mean, what part of the country are you in? Married, no kids. West LA. Oh, so do you know Druff from the LA the LA scene? No. Just from really when I picked up the show and met met a few times in Vegas, but I've seen him around some of the uh, mm-hmm. the card rooms down here. Do you, so you play poker? Yep. Professionally, or do you have a day job? I have a day job. What I mean, don't don't ever say obviously you know where you work exactly, <laughs> but what field is it and what you do? So mostly mostly in the software uh, industry. Okay. All right. West LA. What 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 area exactly is that? Is that I'm near like uh, Barrington and Olympic. Is that safe or is that where they riot? Yeah, no, no, it's safe. It's safe. West LA is a good part. East LA is where that's, you want to be. Okay, but the thread you wrote about the gangs—that's not where my. That, 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 it, it, turned, it turned out I was that was a, it was a hoax that I fell for. I can't believe that. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's uh, but that was actually uh, the. Right, it's about Trader Ruski now, Jeff. Hold on, you'll get your moment. Trader Ruski. I don't think I will. It's going to cut before married for. Three years. Oh, wow. Se- se- second, uh, oh, okay. second, second okay. marriage. So. Okay. Second marriage, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, but, uh, I don't, you know, I, I didn't know where you were. I just can't believe uh, you. You know what? You, how long you know, have you, you been two, a part of this? How about you two talk? I'm going to try to search as the 11th hour here for that universal charger that might rescue We're me. not going to get it now, though, in time tonight. I might. No, he has, he has one in a box somewhere. He can't find Yeah, keep, keep, oh. uh, keep talking. I, I may be able to find it. It may work. Hold on. No, I started listening. Uh, we have a shot. Maybe five or you know, probably the donk down early donk down days. So not 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 NWP radio. Never part of that. No. Okay. So you used to listen when we did this with the Bitcoin minister and all the shenanigans back in the day. Yep. Wow. Did you ever think back then one day you'd be on this great platform speaking once an hour with us? I did. I could only dream of it. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what kind of poker do you play when you're out there in the casinos in L.A.? Do you limit hold a man like Todd? Yeah. Yeah. Like limit hold him. Okay. Yeah, limit. You know, I play tournaments. Usually, no limit tournaments. What's uh? What's your what's your card room? What's your favorite card room in L.A.? What do you frequent? Hustler. Mm, okay. Is your wife listening or near? Is she listening now? She's she's watching a movie on her iPad. But can she hear you talking? She's no, she's got her headphones. Okay. In. I don't think she can All hear right. anything. So let's let's just try to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you know, fuck, marry, or kill. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna name three girls. Are you comfortable with this? Yeah, I don't know the boundaries. No more boundaries. Yeah, this might be a tough one. I'm oh, sure. That, I'm sure. Right. All of a sudden. Uh... 
Well, that's, okay, that's what I'm getting at. I don't know if it's if it's a secure line. You know, fuck Mary Kill. You know, I named three girls. You say uh, hang which, up, hang up, people. I've got I got uh, when something. Mary, which one you kill and why? And then it kind of gives people an insight into your sensitivity and the kind of you know, it's not really abrasive or rude. You know, just you know, like I'll do one or I'll give yeah, drop. We can, one. We can wait, wait, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear okay, you. Hold on. I have an update for you. I do an important update about the show. I, I was so bothered by the uh, what was potentially going to happen here. Wait, do we have power now? Uh, I'm, I'm getting to that. I was so bothered by what was going on that I, I had to do something. So what I did was uh, I dug deep into the closet here. I'm getting a buzz now. Is this? We're gonna. Have, you hearing a buzz? No, I didn't hear no buzz. I'm hearing a buzz. But okay. Um, I dug deep in the closet, and I found an old charger that is for a different computer that is wrong for this computer and, in fact, cannot charge the computer. However, it's close enough to where it can keep the computer running without charging it, supposedly. So it powers it, but it doesn't charge it. So that's we supposedly juice, but we won't lose any juice. That, that's supposedly what's, what's the story. So, I'm, I'm, uh, so I think we're rescued at the moment here. But I can't promise you. Know what you. This calls for my vintage. What? Show goes on, Druff. It does. Uh, it it goes on, and uh, uh, you know what's weird is this thing is creating a buzz on my end of like what I hear, but I'll I'll it's tolerate. Like blow up the whole the, the whole Druff mansion. No, it probably will. Like uh, it, it probably is going to burn out the computer or something. But it, since the computer's uh, about toast anyway, I'm I'm willing to chance it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and now it says, hold on, it says charging now. Now it's actually charging. Wow. Wow. You know it's when like this critique. Oh. This fail tomorrow. Radio thread. They're gonna trash us. I'm having some personal problems, you know, at home. Things aren't great, you know, and and some issues. And I, you know, decide. Well, you know what? I'm not in a great mood. I don't want to do bad radio. And they trashed me. Someone said that I, the what is it? Split disc? Is that a girl? Yeah. She said that I was. Uh, let me find it. There was some insult thrown at me. What did she <laughs> say I was? She said I was. Was it? No, not egotistical. She said. Where is da- Daredevil? Did you shit on him for branding that attention whore? Okay, then let's send some other... I mean, I listen, I'm gone for a year. I've done... And I counted. I did 18 radios in a row. Okay, dating back to April. We did one... Remember we did four radio shows in 10 days? Okay? So I missed one in a row. And uh, uh, Pooh, figured Drexel would drop off after this WSOP. Uh, then my boy Short Bus Poker, he gave me a shout out. Dwy, what the who the fuck is this guy? Seventy six DWAI. I love how Brandon had asked these ideas for the direction of the show, and the dude has already flaked out. <laughs> I used to like Brandon, but I honestly think he's a flaky bitch. I mean, I've been one show I miss, one fucking show. I mean, you know what? Shout out to Belly Buster for sending me some cash for a head, you know. And, but I mean, come on, I have a life. 
Things happen, you know. I miss one show. Who's Druff? Who's is that? Dway? How do you pronounce that? D W A I. No, I think it sounds for "Don't worry about it." D W A I. Who is he? I don't know. I mean, he, he's just some guy. We have, you know, we have all these people. I don't really know who they are. Sisops, Sisops. I, I don't, know, I, I don't know who Sisops is. My favorite. Brandon takes his ball and goes home again because Todd let Marty call in and voices were raised. Question mark. This guy flips more than a coin. I understand people like Brandon on the show, but he can't keep Todd on the hook like this. What a fucking weirdo. But who is this guy? Sisop. I don't know. I, I've seen him, but I don't know who he is either. Sisop is an Tell old Tell everyone, Todd. No, 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 I don't. Vikings, uh, you know where they're from. No, no. see, I, I don't. It's, it's a myth. It's a myth. I don't. It really is a myth? It really is a myth. I only look up who they are if there's, like, a reason for me to. Otherwise, okay. and I, there's only so much I can see. Like, I can't see who you I are. I just thought you'd like to know that, you know. Oh, okay. No, no. Like, if there's someone who's drawing attention, like, where I say, oh, I wonder who this is, and, like, I look up the city and do I recognize the IP from before and things like that. But, like, uh, for the most part, most people, I don't even look who they are or, or where they're from or whatever. Like, I, I don't even See, know. See, now I think I've, I've, I've created a, a monster because I've done rating now so much that if I do retreat or need a little time off – well, I, I've explained this before. I've explained this to people it's... before, and I've explained here that that you're not uh, full time with the show again, and you kind of just come when you want to. And, and even you, you thought I was mad about a contract, and it wasn't. I just, you know, well, think... okay, if you're going to bring that up, what happened was? Uh... Oh, well, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, but you know the text that you said, but no, I just, you know, things are happening, and, and you know, just personal shit. Nothing no, no, no. What, with... what, 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 what happened was I, I sent Brandon. Brandon sent me some texts over the weekend, and then I it was I, a tweet. It, you sent me some text and then and then a, a copy of a tweet or something and then I, I I said like lulls back to it and then I didn't answer further and then after that like I was texting Brandon he wasn't answering me for a few days so I thought he was mad that I laughed at what like I was kind of mocking what he sent to me previously and so then I asked him today are you mad about something like uh, you know I I, th- I thought you were joking of what you sent to me that's why I said lulls and and so, well, so I want my two my two gourmet burgers in a timely manner before next WSOP that's all I want. I don't want you know nothing. I can't believe Belly Buster and someone they send me money. I mean that that's awesome. Because they you know you say things on the show, you people take it seriously and they think that uh, they are they, afraid that you're upset. How? What have I not done? Well, what no, have no. I I, I'm saying that they, that they think I that can't be here every week. It's it, it is impossible for me to do what you do. Let me just say it right now. Things come up in my life that are unavoidable. This is why I don't have a job because I can't be in the same place. I know it's hard. That's why I'm going to miss the next two weeks. I'm like, you right. know, I, I've got to, I've got to take a break here. So I want to be honest. If people think I will be here every week religiously, I mean, I'm trying. Have I done a lot better? Have I been a lot better than than? Oh yeah, the last two years. Oh yeah, recently you've you've been you've been here almost every week. Yeah. Well, I've only missed one week in in twenty shows or whatever. So I'm trying, but it's unrealistic. You all can hate me. You can vilify me in the radio thread with the red things. I mean, uh, <laughs> but then someone will offset it. I like the offset green. <laughs> but okay. the point I'm making is it's just unrealistic to think I can be here every week. So if someone I did this, I would, someone, I would be selling drones with Crazy Mike. So I'd someone is saying that uh, in the chat, over under when we collectively wish <laughs> that uh, Druff did not find that universal adapter. And uh, there we go. There's a laugh track. So, yeah, so he's saying that the show is going downhill here to where soon everyone's going to hope that I hadn't found it and we quit while we were ahead. But I, I didn't want to. It was the last show. I didn't want to. I, I don't like when things are forced on me and 
this was forced on me by my computer, not by a human being, but my computer was forcing on me the end of the show when I wasn't ready to end it, and it was getting me very mad, and I, I had to beat it somehow. I, I, Did, just, I just had to stop it somehow. DRK Star said that uh, Druff is going to put a franchise tag on Drexel this fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't like... I don't, especially I don't like when machines try to control me, and that's what my my computer was trying to control me there. But I said, uh-uh, I'm not going to charge. So I said, Oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, someone's asking, Chad, do we finish discussing the Caesar's bankruptcy mess? I, I don't want to get into that too much, but yeah, we, we're kind of finished. All right, look, the Cosmo pool caught on fire. Yeah, the Cosmo pool did catch, catch on fire. Uh, Brandon, when you're in these hotels, do you ever really think about fire? You know what? If I'm going to be honest with you, I think more about terrorism than I do about fires. Really? I never think about terrorism at hotels. Because if you think about it, I mean, I'm not, you know, I know they take this shit serious now probably because we said the, the terrorist word that, that they'll, you know, because they're listening, you know. and But I'm just saying, like, I always get fearful because of the fact that there's so many people. I mean, you go to Caesars, for instance, and, I mean, on a weekend, with the amount of people in the hotel, the amount of people that work there, the casino, all the restaurants, the malls. I mean, what would you say... I mean, would you say it's fair to say that there's there's fifteen to seventeen, maybe even fifteen to twenty thousand people on that property at a peak, or is that too high? Uh, it might be too high, but there's a lot. It's many. Do you think even with the forum and all the restaurants and the mall and the uh, yeah, I don't rooms, know. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's probably not fifteen, but maybe ten. There's a lot of people in it, and the thing is, a lot of them are concentrated in one place, and that's what the, the terrorist attacks. Uh, uh, they they always try to aim for things that are concentrated in one place because aside from things like 9-11 where they have a plane that can hit a building and bring it down uh it's very hard for them to cause mass destruction so what they need to do is it have to be be, uh something like someone comes in with a machine gun and just starts firing or uh or sets off a bomb in a crowd but it's not going to be like a massive thing where the whole building blows up it's just there's there's no way to get something with that kind of explosive power that's why the the airplanes were so perfect for that but that will never work again because now if terrorists take over a plane and tell the pilot uh get out or you're dead uh first of all they they have the locked doors there but but even if yeah. they didn't that the pilot would refuse to uh cooperate and uh well anyhow i've never i mean i've been in Jesus, I think I've been in every casino in this city. I mean, you know, it's some incarceration of it. I mean, things have been remade that I haven't been to yet. Um, you know, I think that I've, I mean, I've been to cas- casinos that people listening haven't even heard of in Henderson, like the Joker's Wild and, uh, you know, the Wild West on Tropicana off the strip. Um, and I've never, ever, that's never even crossed my mind, you know, a, a fire. Um, so, I, I no, I mean, you know, shootings, you know, things like that. You know, sometimes I've seen some rowdy shit go down. And, you know, f- fortunately, other than that one incident during uh, Bike Week in Laughlin and then when the NBA All-Star Game was here and, you know, there was a bunch of shootings, that's not really commonplace in casinos. I mean, I, you know, I relatively always feel safe. But, uh, fuck, I mean, that that, you know what, they really got lucky, the Cosmo. I mean, in terms of liability... In terms of the amount of damage, most importantly, you know, just no one got injured. I think they said one person went to the hospital. And according to reports, uh, and I'll let you go into more about, you know, what exactly happened. But the, the fire spread so fast. It was shocking to me that only one person went to the hospital. And that was just for smoke inhalation, that there was nothing else. 
So go ahead and explain. I mean, everyone knows, but, you know, go ahead and, and, and you know. Well, you know, Trader Ruski, this could be your, your, your gateway finally. Do you know about this fire? Well, I know about the fire. Okay, I don't so know. I don't know why, but. But at the pool, I mean, they had the issue with the pool when they opened it, where like the reflection were burning people. Well, you know what? Let's let's like, just no. That the was pool. the aria. Yeah, that was the aria. Uh, I think. No, he's not ready. Yeah. Well, let's do this, Trader Ruski. What kind of segment, seg or subject matter? <laughs> what do you know about? Like, what do you specialize in? <laughs> you and know, I can. Just, yeah. I can talk hockey, sports, po- some poker, you know. Okay, what, okay, after we – do you know Tom Brady, the whole thing with the flake gate, and do you have thoughts on that? I have, some, some, I, have, I have some thoughts on okay, that. Okay, good. good, good. So, Druff, how about we do this? You'll, you'll talk about the Cosmo fire, and then uh, let's turn it over after that and give the kiddo his own platform. Okay, we can do that. For, by, by the way, none of you really hear this buzz that I'm hearing? I'm okay if I just I hear, hear it. nothing. Okay, good. If there's no, no buzz, buzz. I'm, ha- I'm ha- I just I would hate if the listener had to hear this, but if it's only me hearing it, it's cool. Like I believe me, I'm thrilled this is staying on, and it's actually charging. So I, I not only that, but uh, now I'm less under pressure to to run and get a new laptop. Though I will, uh, I, I will take care of this very soon anyway because the laptop's about done. And uh, it's yeah. one of these days I'm going to turn it on and it won't go on. It also had a blue screen of death last week. It's, the whole thing's not good. But Benjamin saw this and he said, "Oh, Daddy, why is your computer blue?" I said, what do you mean? I go, oh, crap. There's a blue screen of death. It's, it's Is that true when you get dealt a 6-2 offsuit? Benjamin goes, Daddy, that's not a very good hand. Yeah, he said that once. He was watching me play poker. That's so adorable. And, and he, said, he, said, he said, oh, a 6 and a 2, you should throw that away. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're right. I should. So, oh, well. so okay. Uh, the things. All right, the fire at the, the Cosmos. The fire at the Cosmos. So it started at the pool. It, it's thought that someone uh, maybe threw a cigarette out the window. And, and it landed in the pool area. Hold on. I got to not window. You need to know when you tell these stories, you have to use a little bit of detail. You have to explain how the Cosmo is the only strip resort that has balconies in all their rooms. Yes. That's how I would begin this Yes. Story. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, Brandon. That's why yes. we keep you around. Yes. The, the Cosmo, which I've stayed at a number of times, uh, you, it has balconies. Where you can actually walk out on, which is unusual because they don't like having these in Vegas because there's a fear of suicide that people will just, uh, you know, they'll have lost a lot of money and, and leap out the balcony. So they, they did away with balconies. In fact, even the Roman Tower at Caesars has balconies that you cannot access anymore. If you stay in the Roman Tower, you cannot go out to those balconies. So, uh, and I think Bally's has that too, where there's balconies you can't open the door and go out. But, but the Cosmo does let you go out to the balconies. Uh, the Cosmo orig- was originally built as condos and then later changed to. Uh, a hotel, and uh, so, but they left access to the balconies. So it's thought that someone threw a cigarette off a balcony and that it landed in the pool area and, and started a fire there. And this, the fire very quickly uh, went from the beginning of it to something that was pretty scary looking with large flames shooting up. And this is right next to the tower. This isn't like a, a pool area that's way off to the side of the hotel, like at some properties. This is right next to the tower. Of course, it has to be if someone threw a cigarette out the window and it hit that. So there was real concern. Amazingly, someone actually took a picture of it right outside their room. I guess someone who's like on the level where the pool was, but in their room. Instead of like just running out of there, they actually took like a 10-second video of it. Uh, another person took a video of the fire from across the street, which, of course, is a lot safer. 
Uh, and I saw what was funny on their Twitter. Someone responded. Someone tweeted back to them saying, "Hey, my name is such and such from NBC Universal. Uh, would you mind if we took this footage and used it on our reports?" What, what do you think the picture the person said back? I, I read the tweet. I, I don't remember. What, did he? I don't know. Yeah, he wrote How back. Much are you going to give me? That's what he should have said. He wrote back, "Sure, use it wherever you want." Okay. Yeah, I mean, how how stupid is that? Yeah, but they, do they really pay for that shit? Yes, they, of course they'll pay. Oh, they're I not going to pay you five hundred thousand dollars, but you can say, you know, hey, give me a thousand dollars. They'll snap give this to you because they want to cover so every, it. All. I, I read the tweet and I saw everyone hitting them up. All the uh, L, uh, Los Angeles media affiliates and New York. Yeah, and, so he's just giving them so all every permission. one of those. He could have got money from. Yes, yes. Oh not, wow! Again, not huge money, but it could have added up. Like this, in fact, cool. uh, um, there's been lawsuits about things in the past where amateur video ends up being grabbed. Like the Rodney King, uh, not the Rodney, the the beating of uh, uh, of Reginald Denny during the L.A. riots when that was captured on video, uh, that was used by TV stations that were just grabbing it instead of uh, getting permission for it. And there were a lot of lawsuits related to that. And then the, the the husband and wife team who recorded this got a lot of money from these lawsuits that it was just used without their permission. So, but yeah, this guy just gave permission, which is so stupid. Like, I understand if you want to let some outlet use it that is is small and that you that you like or something, you want to do them a favor. But but NBC Universal, you don't need to be doing them any favors. Like, they, if they're going to use your footage to make money, which is what they're doing, you know, they're gonna they're gonna say cosmopolitan on fire see the exclusive video at 11 and then at 11 you tune in and watch it and then their ratings go up and they they their sponsors pay more money so they make money off your video so why shouldn't you get a piece of it so anyway this guy didn't but uh yeah it, it was a scary thing and and they did a good job the the fire department they're getting the fire out it was a, a pretty big fire with flames shooting up and uh, it really looked like it could have become something major and it's right next to the tower and, you know, right after the MGM fire where uh, I think 85 people died, 700 got injured, a very terrible fire in uh, Las Vegas that I remember as an eight-year-old. In fact, we had been going to Las Vegas as a family, and we'd been staying at the MGM. So, you know, it could have been us in there. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't. But the, the, the fire safety was very poor back then, and there were a lot of things that weren't done that should have been done safety-wise that became a standard in, in uh, future years. But uh, – what? I'll tell you, if, if that earthquake, or I should say when that earthquake hits Vegas, it's, it's, the city's not going to be standing uh, upright. Well, I, I don't know. See, I, I don't know how strong an earthquake's going to be in Vegas, though. I don't know. If, I, I don't think that it's going to hit it that strong over there. It's, it had mean, to be- they had a, a, the one that killed like 30,000 people in like in ninth, in, remember the early part of the 20th century? Uh, but but that's a different story because the things were not built well then. It's it's. Uh, I I don't think there's a was there ever a high magnitude quake in Vegas yeah, like a, a really high that. one like a seven zero or something. Let me see what what it was. That's the biggest earthquake, Las Vegas. I'm looking it up now. Uh, I know there was a huge. I mean, there we're right in that area where there could be. A huge, or, I mean, it's a big misconception that people think Las Vegas isn't prone to earthquakes. There's a lot of earthquakes in Nevada, actually. I'm trying to look it up myself, too. I remember reading about one. I thought it was a 4.8 this year in uh, St. George, but that doesn't mean much. 
Oh, here, let me see. The, the eight biggest earthquakes in Nevada history, according to the Review Journal. Uh, let's see. Um, 7.1 hit uh, Pleasant Valley, which is not by Las Vegas. 7.2 in uh, near Cedar Mountain, not near Vegas. 6.5 Excelsior Mountain. Yeah, this, these are Felton, Stillwater, Wells. And none of these are that, they're nothing in the Vegas area that's really big. They're all in other parts of Nevada. So, I am not too worried about an earthquake in Vegas, but uh, the fire—I I still think the, you know, people stopped worrying about fires because it's been so many years since a, a really re- catastrophic fire happened in Vegas. There was one at the Monte Carlo that I think you know again looked bad and burnt the top of the building, but nobody got injured or, or killed. So, the truth is, though. Uh, Ladders only go up 10 floors. After that, you have to get yourself up to the roof if you want to be rescued. And even then, a lot of times the helicopters can't come there in a really, really severe fire because the smoke is too thick. And there's also too many people. Like, what if you have thousands of people on top of the Cosmo? Like, how's, how's the helicopter going to get to all of them before the building uh, uh, burns down? So the truth is, in a really, really, really major fire, if there's unless you can get down the stairway without fire blocking it, uh, you could be screwed if you're on a higher floor than ten. And that that might happen one day. That might happen one day that a a major fire breaks out in a Vegas hotel. That the existing sprinkler systems and alarms and stuff don't don't do the job that they need to do. And they can't get to the people above the t- above the tenth floor, and there'll be fat- fatalities. It could be a lot of them. So. I don't think about it much, but it's true. It can happen. When I go to the Rio, I stay on the low floor. So there, they'd be able to get to me. I'd go down the ladder there. But uh, anyway, at the Cosmo, thankfully, this did not become anything other than property damage to the Cosmo. So uh, one, you know, one person went to the hospital. I don't think the injuries are major. So they lucked out here. It looked like a, a potential to be something bad. So that's it for our scheduled topics. Uh, I'll do the Ask Dan Druff seg- segment here. Brandon, are you still with us here? I know we lost Brandon. No wonder he's so quiet. Traderski, are you still here? I'm here. You're here. Okay, let's, let's add Brandon back. Let's see if we can get him back. I was wondering why he went so quiet. No tangents, no uh, questions. No interruptions, nothing. Just I'm like, oh, Brandon's such a good listener right now. He's just gone. Like, we just lost him. Not, not my computer's fault this time either. My computer's actually charging. It's up to 45%. Wow. I'm so happy I found this charger. Well, okay, let's do Ask Dan Druff in the meantime. 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. If you want to ask me a question, you can also text me, 775-372-8355. Let's see some texts we've got before we do that. I have no idea where Brandon went. This is this show's got all kinds of problems tonight. A lot of fail tonight, I'll admit it. Uh, 646 saying, I heard the buzz at first, but now I don't. Oh, Brandon lost. <laughs> You're going to love this. After all the problems I've had and all the problems you've had tonight, Traderski, Brandon's internet has gone out. <laughs> we're, we're like all cursed here. I, we, we, we don't have uh, 
Yeah, he's out of the chat room. Wow. Yeah, but he should uh, should be able to put do it through his iPhone app, Skype. That's what I'm on. Yeah, let me let me text him that. That maybe he can Skype through his iPhone. Uh, can you Skype through your iPhone? Yeah, this is boy, this is a mess. This should be so easy. Like this is this shouldn't be so hard. But like, I have no power to my computer. You have uh, Skype issues with your phone. Brandon has no internet. I mean, this is a joke. And yeah, there was a Hilton fire, too, that was shortly after the MGM fire, which was actually arson. And the guy who was convicted of it, because people died in that fire, is doing life in prison. Wow. That's a story that's not known as well. I read about it recently, actually. Yeah, there was something that came up on that recently. I saw that test. There was something on TV about Bogart. Yeah, I think the guy wanted to be released or some BS like that. If he was remorseful or then they said forget it. Brandon's coming back. I think you, he took your advice. Brandon, are you back? Yeah, now my internet went down. It's just... You know what? That Brady Hoke, I'm telling you, I envy him more and more every show, Druff. I do too. This doesn't happen to him. Jesus. So anyhow... Uh, what, where, where, where are we, buddy? We're on uh, Ask Dan Druff, people in the chat room. No, no, no. You screwed over the kiddo. Oh, the kiddo. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I was fire. just I was too uh, preoccupied. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, so I'll give my quick uh, opinion. No, don't be quick. Nothing's quick about give, give, this. Give your long don't... opinion. So, so I think that, um, you know, I think, first of all, it's such bullshit that they suspended Brady. There's like, what is it? I think it's a two or th- three pound... Um, they have to get it within two to three pounds, right? I think it's like twelve point five to fourteen point five that they have to foot the footballs. It's clear that Brady likes it on the lower end. And then when the first game went into OT, and the the ball boy had given the balls to the ref, then took them back for some reason, went into the bathroom. I'm sure he probably put pins because he had extra time in him to make maybe take a little ear out to make him a little softer for him. But how they think Brady would be involved in that conspiracy, I think, is bullshit. And I think giving him four games when they just gave, uh, who was the wife beater from uh, Carolina? Uh, Hardy. just went to the Cowboys, right? Hardy, right? Yeah. They, didn't they, re- they just reduced him from eight Ten to, to four. two. Ten to four, is that what it was? Yep. You, I mean, it is, it is outrageous. So, anyway, I, I mean, I just don't see. It's, you know, again, they couldn't have predicted the game before it was going to go into OT. How do they give somebody the same sentence that beat his fucking girl down twice? Yeah, I, it's ridiculous. Check this out, a Gatorade promo. Yeah, not to mention they beat him by 40. Yeah. You know, right. so th- then it's not like, oh, last-minute touchdown, it changed the whole game. It didn't change anything. Now, let me ask you some questions here. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Maybe. Maybe I won't. Um, <laughs> do you consider what Brady did to be cheating? I don't know. Again, I think he told his people he likes it when there's when there's a spread of, of two and a half and three Uh-oh. Pounds. Uh-oh. What's going on here? You so got I, drunk. I, I hear that. Some of the critics start. <laughs> that happened. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd say, you know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers <laughs> likes his balls towards the high end. Brady mm-hmm. likes his balls towards the lower end. Where do you like, where, how do you like your balls? Yeah, I was, was going to ask you, Brandon, how do you like yours? That was my next question. Nice and soft. 
Now, what do you think a fair penalty would have been, Trederski? A big fine, and maybe one game. Now, do you do you think everything I'm reading, Trederski's leading me to believe it's all going to wind its way down a very long road through the federal court system? Is that your belief too? I don't know. I've been reading some articles tonight that's saying he's better off just dropping it. You know, I don't know. I have a feeling he'll just. I have a feeling he may just drop it. I don't think so. Druff, do you think he's going to drop it? Or do you think it's going to go in February? Yeah, I, I, th- I don't think he's going to drop it. I think he's going to push this one. I was going to wager a hamburger, but you're on the same side as me. Trader Ruski, <laughs> do you like fine hamburgers? <laughs> Brandon's going to get you know, I, so many hamburgers, you're going to uh, own stock in the beef industry. I, I do, and they just opened a uh, bocce burger near me. I don't know if you go to the that place in Vegas. Yeah, I've been to it. I've, I've, I've been to it. Yeah, it's pretty um, good. To make things interesting, I really think that he, that he's not going to accept anything other than a fine unless he's exhausted all means of appeal, and this will wind its way through the federal court system that he'll file suit probably either later this week or early next week. Would you like to wager a fine hamburger? Done. All right. Oh, boy. So what's wager. the exact terms, though? Well, when does he have well, to if wait? If he lets it go, like Trader Ruski's saying. By when? Well, so I, th- I, think, I think if he files a lawsuit before the season, Brandon wins. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And that. if he doesn't, I win. Okay. All right. Jeff, you already owe me two gourmet burgers, know, uh, a small don't. side of fries, and a tasty, sugary beverage. I know. Don't remind me. You know, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, I went to a burger place that will remain unnamed, and uh, but it's not like McDonald's. It was above that. Like it's a it's a decent burger place, and uh, I I had requested that uh, you'll probably laugh at this, but I had requested that I wanted the hamburger with the cheese on the side, <laughs> and uh, so I I requested that, and uh, they didn't do it right. You know, they 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 clearly understood it. They said, "Okay, cheese on the side," and repeated back to me. The receipt said cheese on the side, and then I get the burger. It's got cheese on it. So uh, I bring it back to them, and they say, "Okay, sorry about that." And I didn't even ask for anything. I wasn't saying hey, give me something for this. I just uh, sat back down and waited for them to bring it to me. Well, so they bring it to me, and I was happy that they bring me a certificate for a free burger the next time. So I bring the certificate back in, like uh, yesterday, and I give it to them, and I, I explain, okay, you know, this was the last time they accidentally put cheese on the burger, so that's, that's why I have this. So the guy's like, okay, so I, okay. So, like, I ordered the exact same thing, and my food, you know, my food comes ready, and there's cheese on the burger. <laughs> So, like, the reason they gave me the thing in the first place was because they put cheese on it instead of putting it on the side. And then the replacement burger they make the next time I come in, they'd make the exact same mistake. So, you, you, you would think when they know I had it because they made this mistake, they wouldn't make the mistake again. But they made the mistake again. So You should have pulled the kosher card on them and told them you bit into it and they have a big lawsuit. <laughs> you should have said, I can't have milk and meat together. Yeah, now, Brandon, when you bet, now when you bet with Druffs, fries and things have to be specified. I figured whoever. I mean, it's just like a meal deal, like you know, a fine burger place, a small like side of you know some sort of fries, and then yeah, like you a, pay the bill, whatever it is. Yeah, right? but it's, it's not you know we're not yeah yeah okay just just a meal. No, uh, I didn't know. I, I yeah, everything. 
I just remembered from the last time you were on when you were telling the story about your bad beat and how you exited the main event. All I was just hearing when you were telling the story is, here's what I just heard Druff thinking. Oh my God, brand new Starbucks that must have been four ninety five. He just <laughs> left it there, walked away. <laughs> yeah, that would be a tough one for me. That actually would be a tough one for me if, like, I was so frustrated about a, a beat like that in the main event, but I had just bought something for five dollars. Like, I I don't know if I could actually bring myself to just leave it there. Like, I'm it would be it like a total inner battle in me. Like, like I don't feel like taking this, but oh, but I just paid five bucks for this. I'm not going to waste it. Like, I, it'd be really, yeah. really tough. That's 10,005 for the main event now. Todd, TMLK is asking me repeatedly. He wants to know your Skype name. It's Todd Wattellis, isn't it? No, no. It's it's uh, it's Kilowatt Zero. That's K-I-L-O-W-A-T-T and then the number zero. I mean, I've had you for so long, I don't even... It says T-W on my screen. Yeah, but that's just, that's just my, quote, real name attached to it. If, if you go to... This is Kilowatt Zero. All right, now, I guess moving along to the Dan Druff segment, I've got some texts from some questions from people that aren't able to access the chat. Yeah. Um, so I got two questions. First question, is it true, I guess there's been some rumors, in your home, do you all use gold-plated toothbrushes? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're asking me that. Uh, you That's, think I'm not asking I, so I, I can't believe they are asking me that because I... You're talking about a cheap Jew here. I wouldn't have a gold-plated toothbrush. I mean, you got, I'm talking about a laptop here that I, I've been stretching out for six years. This is the thing I use every day. And we have people who, who use their laptops once a month, and they've got to get a new one every year. I, I use this thing every day and actually play poker on it. And I'm still on a laptop with a dead charger with a battery that lasts about 20 minutes now. And, and uh and, and where it's degraded, where it's running really slow. But I'm still running this damn laptop. And they think I'm going to brush with a damn gold-plated toothbrush? you got to be kidding me. Okay, Dumb question. question. True or false? Do you have slaves slash descendants from the movie Gone with the Wind that clean your house? <laughs> I, I, I'm being distracted by Skype. I'm, tr- I'm trying to... TMML Gay is like trying to add me as a contact, and the new Skype is so awful I can't even see how to accept him. Okay, so that's no on the Gone with the Wind descendants as slaves in your home? No, I'm just distracted by by this. Like, oh, I, I don't even okay. know how to add. No, it's uh, – oh, here's calling. Let's take his damn – no, I can't even take his call. Like, This is such a fail. I shouldn't have upgraded. Like, Let me try to, try to – You never upgrade when Skype asks you to. I, I, I avoided this for so long. I just I finally just did it after like it's hassled me for months. Oh, here, here. I, I think I got it. Okay, so let me add him on here. Everything is tough tonight. This is just a train wreck. Bowling! Holy moly. Is that TMLK? Yeah. TMLK, I, I've, got a, I've got a question for you. His voice isn't so high-pitched. His male hormone shots? His voice be. sounds different. TMMLK, I've got a question. Are, are you in Montreal? Is that where you are? No. Are you in Quebec? No. Where are you? Like Secret location. No, I want to meet you. I'm going to be in Eastern Canada uh, later this year. I'm not meeting you. You fucking player-aided on me. I gave you the opportunity to meet me. No, you didn't give Mikeon the opportunity, that and he screwed it up. Matter. That's not my fault. Of course it matters. I'm not Mikeon. Come on. That's true. He's not Mikeon. If, if Mikeon screwed it up, you can't blame me. Hold on a second. Don't interrupt. 
Fucking good to interrupt Captain Zambian here. Listen, you can't even afford a fucking dollar replacement core. Like, you knew about this, or apparently you didn't know about this. You have, like, a 2003 computer that you won't replace because it's $500. Do you want me to fucking loan you the money, or do you need the money that bad? If that you I'll want to loan it to me, that's fine. I mean, go ahead and loan it to me if you want to do that. I'm not like, going to object. Not. It's like, why don't you sell your RG's fucking comps from Caesar's Palace to the person who wants Celine Dion to put towards your computer? Like, holy shit. Can you actually even sell RC comps to someone else? No, you can't. no, you can like you can transfer like fifty bucks at most to somebody yeah. else. But uh, look, Team MLK, I I just I've been trying to stretch the last days out of this computer. It's I've stretched it a bit too long. Uh, you know, kind of like uh, you stretched your relationship a bit too long with it with the uh, lovely Asian woman you used to have on here, <laughs> and, and she's gone now. Ouch! He did. I mean, I could tell that was on the outs, but he's still. Uh, Is it over going. now? He told me it has it was. Its he, he told me it's been gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's off and on. But is is there a replacement? Do you have another girlfriend or a boyfriend or something? Yeah, I'm with somebody else. <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> we went through this last week. Okay, so yeah, why do you always? This is what I mean. You always repeat yourself on air. Well, it's because absolutely I, ridiculous. No, it's just it's just you say the same. You said the same thing. That's why, like, I I can't get over this. Somebody, I do you have a girlfriend? You have a boyfriend? I have a somebody else. It's like it's like you want us to think you're gay. I think you want us to what? think that, whether it's true or not. For some reason, you enjoy even, us even thinking you're gay. Or it says that he explained last week. Like, this is nuts. You always repeat yourself. And then you go on about topics for hours and hours and hours. I had to, be, I had to tell Zod to snap you off clean. Because you just don't stop. I want to know if you can meet me this fall when I'm going to be in eastern Canada. And uh, I, I want to meet the legendary Team MLK, but I'm afraid you're going to hide from me. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be in several places in Eastern Canada, and that's so why I want to know if you know, Quebec is one of them. I'm going to be a lot, a lot around there, and and uh, some of the other Eastern provinces in that weird Atlantic time zone. What are you going to be doing up in the Eastern uh, Canadian provinces? Well, I, just, I haven't been there in almost thirty years. I, I figured I'd come back, you know, take a look at it again, visit Team MLK. Did you go to Toronto? No, I was there last year. Is that where you are? I'm around there. Yeah, I missed you then. I, I was in Toronto last year. I was gonna, I was actually gonna meet up with uh, Bobby Orr, and then that, that kind of fell through. So I, I didn't meet with anybody in Toronto. Yeah, I, I had to call in to take the show. Like, if it wasn't for Zod, like this show would be the worst show I've ever heard. And that's being honest. What about Trader Ruski though? He's up and coming. I'm, uh, have you met him before, TMLK? No, but I, I'm, I'm questioning him. It, whether or not who he is actually with, because uh, can he answer that? Is Wait, he married with a girl? With? Or yeah, he said he's married. Yes. Direct your questions at him. That's my question to him. I am <laughs> my lovely Korean wife. Oh, wow. I didn't you know that. You guys can kind of relate. You guys both have had Asian. That's true. I've yeah, never had an Asian They have temples, before. though. They don't, don't call them crazy Koreans for nothing. 100% fully say Druff has never been with an Asian girl in his life. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you're wrong. wrong. You're wrong. Air. You're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what are we up to, Brandon? Wait. With all the mentions of the girlfriends, I have it up to 82. 
Giraffe, you've had an Asian girlfriend? Not a girlfriend, but I I have dated an Asian oh, here girl. We go. I dated an Asian girl in '93 and in '94. Two two different Asian girls. There's only two did times you I did it. Date with both of them. '84. I, I no, but I, I I did other things. Did you fornicate with one of them? No. Okay, well, let me rephrase it. Have you ever penetrated an Asian girl? I have not, but I... Uh, so you've never been with an Asian girl? Well, not not that way, but I, I've yeah, come close. Yeah, but I mean, feeling I've come her close. up, getting maybe a little hand job on the side. No, 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 no I, I, got, I, got, I got past that. I just... Uh, and I could have. I could I could have gone all the way. I just didn't. Why? Uh, because Drop prefers white oh, girls. Oh. You already got to this. Like, come on, Captain Zambian. Like, I already know the story. Like, I don't want to listen to this over and over and over again. Like, this is nuts. What does that mean, Drew? No, no, they, they, they both wanted to, and I didn't. You wanted to get to know them better? You know, it, it wasn't that. Yeah. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you. you the, sure the, the, first one, you? the first one was crazy, and uh, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go all the way that far and then make her even more crazy. Like, I was afraid if I, like, didn't want to be with her after that that she'd go totally nuts, so I, I, that's why I didn't do with her. This, the second one, it's going to sound strange, but uh, she was, like, a, a really pretty Asian girl, and I'm just not that into Asian girls, as I've explained here before. So, like, I, I actually felt kind of kind of guilty that I wasn't going to be, like, as into it as uh, as I knew other guys would in my spot. And, who, and is for, she hot, was she, who is hotter, her or Christy Arnett? Um, and as an aside, I don't think that Christy Arnett's all that hot. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say that she's not. It, it, it's just different because she's a lot younger and and she had a different body type. And uh, Lizzie Harrison, she's hot. Yeah, Lizzie, yeah, yeah she is. I agree. But uh, you back? <laughs> but I was gonna say, like, like for some reason, it, it's just I, I kind of felt guilty that like. Like I wasn't as into her as, as like so many other guys would have been there who were more into Asian girls than me, and, and it kind of like I, I just kind of felt weird having sex with it under the circumstances. I, I know it's strange, but it was like uh, I, I just uh, when it came down to it, I just kind of didn't want to. And then then afterwards, I thought maybe I should have, but but yeah, I, I uh, you know they they both they both went down on me, but. Uh, we didn't. We didn't actually have sexual intercourse. That was. There's that over twenty years now since this has happened. New house. Hmm. New house. Yeah. New house. Now the reason. Then the reason this occurred is I was. Uh, I lived in an area where there were a lot of Asians, so there's a lot more opportunity for it. Oh, let me guess. Were you in? Uh, uh, what's the little city right by UCLA? No, it wasn't by UCLA. But what's the what's the Westwood. city? In UCLA? Westwood. Yeah, there's a lot of Asians in Westwood. It, it was similar to that, but it wasn't Westwood. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was a. Uh, uh, I'm hearing sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping? Not me, not me. Someone's sleeping here. I think it's Team MLK uh, feigning sleep. But yeah, that's. Uh, so yeah, you're wrong about that. But yeah, uh, you know, I just for whatever reason, it's really always just been like white girls I've been attracted to, and Asians kind of like secondary, but like much less so. Like I, I didn't even want to really date Asian girls, but I felt like I wasn't appreciating them as much as other guys right. would appreciate. If you them. had to be with long term, say like a year, and this is the only person you could have sex with, either an Asian, like a, a, the the prettiest Asian you could find, or the prettiest South American you could find. You have all of Asia. I'll even give you like. Oh, I, I I go with the South American for sure. Okay, so would I. But, but you know, you know what's funny though. You know what was funny was that uh, I. This shows you how like what my mind frame was at the time. I was there was some girl that like I, I called up and I got like a wrong number and and, and talked to her and uh, 
in, in the dorms or whatever. And uh, afterwards, I asked somebody who I thought knew her, like, what does she look like? And this person described to her, scri- described to me that she was like a really hot Asian girl. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I wasn't that excited to hear that. And then, like, the next day, the guy calls me. He's like, oh, 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 I found out I was wrong. I, th- I thought you were talking about someone else with the same first name, but no, no, no. The, the one you've been talking to is an average looking white girl. I'm like, oh, really? Like, tell me more about her. Like, like I, was, I was so happy to hear she was an average looking white girl rather than a hot Asian girl. Like, that's the, the average looking white girl, like, excited me much more. And he, the, guy, the guy thought it was funny. Jesus. Okay, drops. Enough with this topic. Holy, this is what he means, Ambien. He goes on and on for hours and hours. I'm gonna have to conduct the show here. We're okay, gonna go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. No, hold on. We're we're gonna go on. So this guy's snoring in the background. This is a total fail. Like obviously it's not me. It's not Drexel. It's not Drop. It's obviously this guy. He's fucking snoring or something's going I'm on. I'm not snoring. Well, yet. I'm talking on air. It's not me. Maybe you're playing a recording of snoring, Team MLK. I'm not. Maybe it's the Asian either. girl in the background snoring. Well, there's nobody here. Maybe she's there. No, I can hear your buzzing noise though. Shit, don't tell me that. I've been I've been paranoid about that. Why you? Anyways, I'm going to conduct the show here, Druff. Like, let, let's go on. Anyways, in regards to Tom Brady, the guy is a legend. Like, this is bullshit. Suspending him four days. Like, come on. You know when Indianapolis had balls deflated as well. I know, I understand that apparently his text messages were deleted and he had somebody delete his phone records, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't matter. Just because he put somebody up to it doesn't mean they had to do it. He didn't put him up to it. They knew he liked his balls closer to the bottom oh, end no. of the scale. Oh, no. Hold on a second there, Captain. He sent text messages wanting them, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously he had to communicate with them. But they didn't have to do it. So it's the NFL's fault as well. They should be approving the footballs before the game starts. Five minutes, ten minutes before, okay, these balls are good to go, boom, boom. Then they put it all on Tom Brady. It's a bunch of bullshit. No, and they take them. They don't leave them to the ball boys and take them somewhere else for 10 minutes and walk Yeah, they away. just take them. They just take the balls. Here's what you have. That's it. It's their fault. fault. They won't admit to it. They're TV hating. It's bullshit. They're TV hating. No, and not to let him come back when they won it last year. Have the ring ceremony the first game. I, it's total bullshit. It's not going to happen. It's going to go to court and because let's – and the NFL doesn't want to lose the rating. The first week is Pittsburgh Steelers. Then week four, they play Dallas. There's two huge games, primetime games. There's no way they're going to lose that rating. It's not going to happen. TMLK guarantees Tom Brady plays week one. Well, guarantee. Guarantee. I, I wouldn't guarantee it, but I, I, I think the likelihood is strong. Well, TMLK knows if he guarantees it, there's not much consequence to him, so. Yeah. yeah, what's going to happen to him if he's wrong? You tens of thousands of dollars coming to guarantee into the free roll. Are you a burger? Are you a burger industry? Not only that, but oh. uh, Benjamin will be with me. You can meet him too. How old is Benjamin? Benjamin's four and a half. Hey, radio's cutting out. I think we need to clear Skype or something. No, I think it's on my. I, I think. I'm getting some bad reports from I'm the. Bad, crowd. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Well, we have some issues. Okay, things here. So. Jesus. Like, what's with this guy? He's such a player hater. I don't even know who he is. Is this guy some fucking new guy? 
FTP Jesus? No, he's been around a while. He's been around a long time. How long? Like two months? He's fucking just trolling me right now. No. I had to close. I had to close everything so the radio stops cutting out. This is really a fail. I'm gonna just get a new lab. I'm gonna just bite the bullet. Like I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go on some site and order one. That's it. I I can't stand it. A car to go buy one. Like there's no Best Buy or anything nearby. I'm not going to Best Buy. I'm not Elite Plus or anything. What what are you gonna buy? Like a fucking hundred dollar laptop that's used? Maybe I'll go up to five hundred or something. That's what I thought. Anyways, I had a question for you, Jeff. Yeah. I was willing to bet your over under net worth, like cash, is under two hundred thousand. <laughs> how much you want to bet on that one? There's no way you have more money than no, I'm not talking about houses or whatnot. I'm just talking about playing cash. No. You're telling me it's over. Yes. There's no way. Okay, you and can you bet can't with even me, support. No, you, you won't even buy a fight. You make that much in interest a month because I'm, I'm a cheap Jew. A, he's cheap. He's not poor. I'm a cheap Jew. Okay. That's the thing. I'm a cheap Jew. You won't even put five dollars into the fucking free roll. I, I, I think I'm making you. Why don't you look at this? Why don't you look at this here? When I entered, when I entered the main event of the World Series, I, I bought in myself. People asked for pieces of me, and I said no. I said I'm not selling it. I didn't sell it to anybody, and I lost, and I lost ten thousand dollars. I wouldn't do that if I, you know, if I didn't have that much cash to my name. Well, use your RGs. You fucking beg the host to uh, no. some clump value <laughs> match. I, I wish I could get that out of the host, but no, I can't get that. Like, come on, like, even last week when you mentioned the whole Sleon Dion or whatever her name is, like, that's a joke. Like, you won't even sacrifice for a friend a hundred dollars. It wasn't really a friend. It was just an acquaintance who wanted to uh, get my rewards credits at, like, a a very low value when when I could trade it in for much more free play than what they wanted. Like, they they thought they were doing me a favor when they were actually costing me money. Yeah, but free play is not guaranteed win, though. This is guaranteed. I don't need a guaranteed win. I I gamble every day online. I I don't. I'm not afraid of gambling. I know, but I'm saying that you would have had the money to put towards the laptop. Where else do you play besides Bovada? By the way, just out of curiosity. Nowhere. Just Bovada. Just Bovada. And I saw a tweet earlier today. Did you finally download the ABC Poker? Are you playing it now? Yeah, I've been playing ABC Poker, and it's actually been working. The, the, the original version I had of it, the reason I quit is it used to just freeze up. Like the computer would just uh, stop acting. It just wouldn't act. Which What are you playing, Open Face or just or Open Face Deuce to 7? No, it's Open Face, no Deuce to 7. What What is uh, your name on there, or do you not want to give it out? I, I'll give it to you later. Okay, I'm going to – you, you added me. No, I'm going to invite you to play a game. Well, you, you know what's really weird is some – Suppose a twenty-year-old girl added me too, and I have no idea who it is. is Was someone... her name Louisa? No, let me see. I think it's just like spammers or something. I got a, I got a weird name too. I got a challenge from a Louisa. Yeah, I got, I got something from some girl. I, I thought maybe she knew you and found my me through you. I don't no. know how it works, but no, it's spam. Like, but what are they? How can they spam you on ABC Chinese Poker? No idea how they can get your info. I have one. No, too. but what are they even going to get? Like, what are they going to advertise to me? Nothing. There's nothing on there. I... I have a challenge from someone I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I don't have the answers. But yeah, I, was, I thought it was really weird. Are you ready? Have you gotten enough hands that we could play for a small amount of money? Um, it may be very small. <laughs> I, mean, I probably still suck. Oh, at it. see, that's what I mean, Jeff. You don't, you don't even have two thousand dollars in the bank. No, I, I was hardly oh, pl- I was hardly playing any open face until recently on this app. I was playing the the crappy computer. But, Give uh, me a break. I'll sponsor drops. Like, this is oh, You'll sponsor me? Okay, go ahead. I'm not going to well, stop this that. Is crazy. 
Zaha, like, this is nuts. Like, he goes on about how he has all this money in the bank, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you bring up, well, let's play for a small amount. Well, uh, you know, this, this is crazy. I mean, I'm still learning, too. I'm not, you know, we don't need to, we're friends. I don't like to gamble big with friends. There's no, you know, just to make it interesting. No, but the whole point is, Zod, is that Drop is, like, basically denying you because yeah. he doesn't have money to do it. You really think he's like crazy, Mike? And he's confirmed Busto, TMK. <laughs> I, I, I believe Drop is almost Busto. How? Where, where's all my money going? Where's You're it chunking been? it off at the casino, playing blackjack, no. hundred dollars or whatever you play a hand or video <laughs> poker. Like, I mean, let's be honest. You can't beat the casino long term, Drop. <laughs> I don't know if he's trolling you, if he really believes what he's saying. I don't know either. I, 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 don't know. I, I, I believe Drop is on his fucking last. No, I, I think place. he's hoping this. I think he's hoping this because his Chinese laundry's not doing well, and uh, you know he wants misery likes company. So I think he wants me to be busted like he is, and then we can commiserate together. I, I think he's that's calling. Not- I think he's calling here, hoping that's the case, and I'm going to admit that uh, I'm broke. Now, there was once an April Fool's joke that I did on one of the sites where I claimed that I was broke, and uh, in fact, I did it. I think just before I went to uh, to play like the 5K Reno event, and then when I got to when I got to Reno, people who had read it and didn't read the update later, it was a joke. Thought I really was broke, and they're like, "Oh man, I read your story. That's too bad. I'm you know, glad you can afford to play this." Like, you know, someone's staking you. Like, people didn't understand it was a joke because they didn't re- come back and read it the next day. This is when, like, like most poker players were reading everyone poker all the time, back in those days. Listen, so, I truly uh, believe that you're busting. Trader Ruski, do you play uh, any open face Chinese? He's sleeping. I I don't, but I'm downloading the app now. So oh, I'll ah, look at this guy. Sharp. All right. <laughs> create a name and tweet it at me or. Tell me after the show or something, and we'll we'll you know play for fun until you get good enough, and we'll play for a couple of pennies a hand or something. Zod, do you still live in Vegas? Who me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I still live here. I've I been might here. come actually meet Zod. It's Teal McKay. It's going to be uh, sixteen years next year that I've been here. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I may meet you. One uh, you're not going to come to Vegas again. I may come to Vegas again. It's like bad guy. You know, your nemesis here. You both always say you're coming to Vegas and then don't. I have been to Vegas. so but you, you came one time and then, and then you only told Mike on, not me. Listen, I went on radio. You knew I was in Vegas. But I had no way to contact you. You could have, you could have told me where Mike on lives or gave yeah, me your the... number on air, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> give me my I don't number know. on air. I mean, you're such a baller. Obviously, it's so easy to change your number, Drop. Let's be honest. Baller. You, don't, you don't want to pay the $20 fee to change your number. It's not like you have 500 hey, contacts. And why does it seem like twice a year the Dodgers and just pluck players from the Red Sox? Did they just get someone? Well, they got what's-his-name yesterday, didn't they? Uh, the guy from the Red Sox, uh, Shane Victorino? No, that was the Angels. Oh, was the, the Angels got him. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh-huh. Shane Victorino sucks. I'm glad we didn't get him. Zah, don't you interrupt me like that again, okay? When... Yeah. So wait, yeah. the Dodgers haven't made any moves with no, the Red Sox this year. No, the Dodgers have done nothing this year. Hmm. Dodgers suck. How many games? Know. How many? Uh, how many games of, in first place are they now? Uh, I haven't checked tonight. They were a half. They were a half game up going into tonight. Yikes! But but they're far ahead in the wild card, I assume. Oh yeah, yeah. But the uh, the Giants have been hot lately. The Giants are either like terrible. Or great the last two years. 
That's amazing. I mean, how they flip flopped. And I thought with, uh, you know, last year, you know, them losing some key players, mainly, uh, what do they call him? The Panda? Is that what they call that yeah, guy? Yeah, they lost him. And yeah, the, pro- the thing is, the Giants, uh, they started off this year very poorly. They lost eight in a row near the beginning of the season. Yeah. And they. Why? They- One question for you. Why did you interrupt me? You you knew not you kneel towards TMMLK, okay? Why are you hating on me? You know, I, I honestly think <laughs> right now, I mean, if you had to pick, and baseball's probably the toughest sport because it always <laughs> seems like whoever you know, it always seems like the teams that that you think should win, you know, the most wins or the division winners don't. I mean, I think I don't even know how many years it seems. I know at least the last two years it, it's been. Wild card teams that won. Well, yeah, um, this last year was a fail because it was uh, it was two yeah. wild cards against each other. But I kind of, I mean, I have to think right now. If I mean, I don't even know what it is at the book, but I'd have to say Kansas City. The Royals are probably the favorite right now. No way, no chance. What, what do you boys think, the Americans on the radio? <laughs> Who do I think the favorite is to win? Americans. I'm going to say like... the LA Dodgers. Oh, I thought, I, you said, like I thought you said they suck. They do suck, but I think they're the favorites. <laughs> well, you know, we have to we have to wait a few days. We have to wait Kansas a few days. Kansas City has the most wins in all of baseball. I'm sorry, second most wins in all of baseball, most American League. Well, it's probably St. Louis. They're it's nine, St. Louis or They're nine games ahead of Minnesota in their division. They just made some pretty big. Uh, yeah, they made two big moves, but the thing is, yeah. they they uh, their starting pitching has been terrible this year. Now Johnny Cueto will help, but uh, their starting pitching has been terrible. And what's even more amazing, because everyone thought you know the, the Royals would be good, uh, are the fact that the Yankees are are very close at this point to running away with the American League East, yeah. which nobody saw. Yep. I mean, they're they're seven games ahead. Of the Royals are eight. They've won eight uh, out of the last 10-game, four-game winning streak. A-Rod just turned 40, and he's having his best season in five years supposedly clean. Explain that to me. <laughs> It'd be funny if he's doing roids again after all this. I mean, <laughs> if he is, honestly, then, then I mean, he, he would literally have the record of being the stupidest athlete to ever exist. I mean, I can't even foresee. It's just so weird at age 40, how he could be coming back like this without the role. I don't get it either. I mean, all these other athletes that, you know, when they got to that age and they were still performing like Barry Bonds and when Sammy Sosa was in his late thirties, wow. But then we found out they're all fucking juiced up. Yep. But I mean, not only is he old, not only did he take a year off, the year before, when he was on roids, he, remember they benched him in the playoffs because he, he, he couldn't hit. Yep. He couldn't hit. Doesn't he have either two repl- – did he have hip replacement surgery or, or just hip surgery? I know he has two bad hips. No, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the surgeries he got. I mean, yeah. He's having a great fucking year. I know. It's crazy. Also, how about, how about, how about the Astros uh, being tied for first? Amazing. Right now, St. Louis is the favorite, and then it's L.A. Dodgers. KC is favorite fourth. Well, actually, the, uh, the Dodgers the Dodgers actually need uh, something to happen at the trade deadline. They, they, the, the, the starting pitching favorites are one of the favorites. Struck, you're not paying attention. The, the, I'm just telling you, the starting pitching 
uh, beyond Kershaw and Granke isn't good. Pitching. The guy went like 48 innings without a hit. They, they have two great starting pitching starting pitchers, nothing beyond that. And they've lost both. three in a row. Yikes. Yeah, they've, they, haven't play, they haven't played well recently. They, they've It's been kind of a fail. Yikes. God, are you mad at me? Or what's going on? Oh, okay. Okay. GMLK, it's probably been two years since we've talked. It, it's a, it, it's a, a I know, but when I mentioned that you interrupted me, you went right back to baseball. Yeah, but you have to understand we have a format going on. I think I think I think, oh. think Trainerski is sleeping again. Yeah. No, I'm here. I was trying to get a word in edgewise. Oh, you know, you know, Kansas, right? you know Kansas City Kansas City season total was 81. It opened at, and then it went to 86. It was. Start, I, I wish I knew it was 81. I would have been on that. Ah. <laughs> I bet him. I got him at. I got him at like 82. Wow, That's I would have. I would a four to- World Series. No, I would have totally gone more than eighty-one. The next year is opens at eighty-one. I mean, I know they lost some players, but still, I would have gone way above yeah. eighty-one. Yeah, I guess everybody thought there'd be a letdown, but they and they ran up to like eighty-six. I think it closed up. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish I saw that. Toronto Blue Jays. It was a stat yesterday: a team at or below five hundred with the most runs. Differential is right now a Toronto Blue Jays. That hasn't happened for like seventy years or something. They're they're outscored their opponents by over ninety runs and they're below or at five hundred. That's sick. Well, then they got more offense. That's sick. They're gonna win the World Series, Toronto Blue Jays. You heard <laughs> you heard it here first. They're the only team that hasn't made the playoffs since they won the World Series. It's Toronto Blue Jays. Because yep. Kansas City made it last year, that was a current record. Now Toronto Blue Jays hold the record. Interesting. Well, what, so what is the sound I keep hearing with like the sleeping sound? I keep hearing... Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays have the distinction now of being the team in the four major sports with the longest playoff drought. Yeah. And all all the four major sports. Yeah. I remember that vividly when Joe Carter hit that home run. I was very upset, actually. And I, mean, I, gonna I wasn't a Phillies fan, but it, it just didn't seem right that, you know, no offense, team, okay, you're not going to like what I'm saying, but it just didn't seem right that a Canadian team, you know, had the championship in what was, has always been called America's pastime. Toronto well, is in the hardest division. In- okay, people, uh, we're back. Uh I made a mistake by uh, unplugging the computer because I was tired of that buzz in the background, which I don't know if you guys can hear or not. But uh, what happened was I uh, unplugged it, saying, okay, it's charged enough. And that was not a good decision because it, there's no way to tell how much this thing charges because it's in such bad shape. So it, it just cut on me. And uh, now we're back. I had to reboot the computer all over again. The, the show, I think, is setting a record for the most fail, which is saying a lot for this site. But we're back yet again, and uh, I'm still hearing the buzz. Hopefully you guys don't. Someone in the chat saying, Druff broke Benjamin's piggy bank to get more quarters. <laughs> but uh, So let's, let's get uh, Traderski back, and uh, Brandon has said he's going to get a drink while I'm resetting all this stuff. So then he'll be back after that, and then we'll continue. And I apologize that this keeps happening, 
And I, I won't unplug the thing again, no matter how annoying the buzz is. Which I'll have to put up with as long as I have this non-compatible adapter, which apparently causes some interference to the sound. Right, what a fail this whole thing is. What a fail. But hey, you know, I... I TMMLK is calling. I, I don't even want to take his call. I have him. I've, I've had enough of TMMLK tonight. I really have. But uh, we'll, we'll put back on... Uh... Hello. Yeah, we'll put back on Trader Ski. I'm back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to mess around anymore. I'm not going to... Unplug this thing again. This one was totally my fault. I just said, I'm tired of this buzz. I'm sure it's charged enough. And We saw what happened. We saw. Had, I thought it said 45%. That's the thing. I, it, it lulled me into a false sense of security, but it's not. It's a fake 45%. Right. It actually got up to like 54%. And I'm like, oh, sweet, 54 Okay, I've got a while on this one. But no, right. it, it cut probably about 10 minutes later. <laughs> so... I mean, the, the chat room says there's no buzz. I, I, I mean, I know TMLK didn't get to shout out to Poker Pete or anything, but I, I was just kind of done with him. I, I was about to cut him anyway, and then the computer. I think the computer was giving me a sign, just just hang up on TMLK. The computer's telling me. See, he's trying to call back in, but I'm not going to take it. If, yeah, no, because when I tried to call back on Skype to the group, it was just him and I on the phone. So. <laughs> you call back and he's like, "Ballin." Exactly. He wanted he wanted to know about uh, what you thought about Donald Trump. Great, saying that uh, Hillary Clinton can't satisfy her husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's the latest one from today. I didn't hear that one yet. Well, if she can't, if Hillary Clinton can't satisfy her husband, what makes her think she can satisfy America? Huh. <laughs> well, that's. Uh... Yeah, people don't understand. Donald Trump is just a gimmick candidate. He's not. He's not serious about running for president. He's not. I mean, if, yeah, if he won, he'd be. Yeah, he'd be thrilled. But he he knows that he's not really seriously making an attempt to become president of the United States. He's doing this just for attention, and he's getting a lot of it. This is uh, more attention than he ever got on TV. So yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. But you got to think, you know, if the numbers uh, stay the way they are in six months, he's definitely going to. Uh, I think he'd definitely maybe shift that a little bit. Maybe, maybe but it, I mean, it's hard to come back from these things he's saying now, though. That's that's the problem. I know, I know. But every time he says something so stupid, his numbers go up even more. It's I know. But there's always weirdness at the beginning of the election, in the you know, way before the actual primaries take place, where there's some candidate who's in the news who just their numbers go up just because they have exposure. But then they, they never last. It never holds. It's kind of, it's kind of like a fish sitting at the table and running hot, and you go, I know, I know, in a few hours, this guy's going to be broke. Right. So. Yeah, I know, but just the rest of them. When you look at the rest of them, there, I mean, this Huckabee, uh, uh, this guy's such a disgrace. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's not a a, a strong field there, but they're they're going to pick someone who's, who approaches it more seriously. There's no there's no way that he's going to win the primary. It's just not going to happen. And I, I think he knows that. And that's why that's why he's saying these things, and he's he's getting a lot of attention. Yeah, it's it's working. He's he loves to get attention, and and he's getting yes, talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I think how Brandon just comes back. 
You like how I can do that? Well, yeah, yeah, because I leave you in the conversation. You yeah. know, what's, you know what's the funniest part is that uh, uh, Traderski tried to call back after the whole Who? thing cut. Traderski. Oh, the guy on the East Coast. Yeah, Trader Ruski. Oh, Trader Ruski. Yeah, yeah. He tried. <laughs> he, he he tried. He tried to call back into the conversation after it cut, thinking maybe he'll connect to me or you. Instead, he got Team MLK and nobody else. Oh, do they talk? So, so he calls up. Yeah, he gets bowling. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's cute. Hey, look, I, I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he's going to fuck up your Republican Party. That's for sure. Well, I, I don't know if he'll fuck it up, but he... Uh... This is a problem, Druff. Whether you agree or disagree, and I know maybe it's a little bit of both, the things that he's saying, there are a lot of people in our society that think those things. And the fact that he's saying them for, for right or wrong, I'm not I'm not endorsing anything he said, but they are a segment of the Republican Party that that he's really uh, rang a bell with. I mean, that he's really, really just resonated with. Well, if, if he Somebody yeah. in the chat earlier, I don't remember who it was. And it wasn't a troll post wrote that he's inspired people even more so than Obama did before he was elected. Now, well, I don't know if I go that far. Well, yeah, but this is it, it's just because it's a gimmick right now. It's, it's going to die I down. Mean, I know it's not a what you're saying is pre, are you saying hold on. When you the say gimmick, th- you mean in his eyes? Yes, or, even or, in his eyes. I don't think so. I thought in the beginning when when you know, look, this is what I thought. When the days were leading up to it and everyone who's snoring it must be Trader Ski. We don't have team. I'm not day. snoring. I don't know. What to uh, we keep hearing like, like that. It's a heavy, heavy breathing. They used to accuse me of. Okay. Yeah. When he first, when it, when it was like, well, Trump's gonna make his decision. I thought it was gonna be the usual ploy that you know, right when the deadline was gonna come, and and he'd have a press conference say, "I'm not running for president this year." Then he ran for president. He announced, "I am in the ring. I'm officially throwing my hat in." And I was skeptical, okay, you know, this is just going to be for publicity, he has no shot, so on and so forth. But then something amazing happened. He started these campaigns and these stops and these speaking engagements, and he started saying things that resonated with a lot of people and offended a lot of people. And the outcome of that was that it started actually affecting his bottom dollar. And that's what made me realize this isn't a gimmick. I mean, he lost, I've read some estimate, uh, just cash alone, because of the Miss America and, and Macy's, those were, those were uh, or, I'm sorry, NBC, which put on, or Miss Universe or whatever it was, uh, and then Macy's, which had some sort of contract with them, both canceled their contracts and their endorsements, and it cost him upwards of a speculative of a hundred million. Well, now, even for hold on, even for someone like him who has a lot of money, a hundred million is still a lot of money. It is, but but hold on, I I don't think yes. that this was necessarily to get publicity for money's sake. I think he's enjoying. Well, he's the losing money. No, what no, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think this isn't about money. I think this is about attention, and that's that's what a lot of what he's been doing recently has been. Now, sometimes money comes along with it, but I think he wants attention. And he's been getting so much of it. He's been getting more attention now than than perhaps he ever has, and, and he's really enjoying that. And uh, I think the only way he ends up hurting the Republican Party is uh, is if he 
runs as an independent and after losing the primary and then takes away some votes. But that can but happen. He'll do what Ralph Nader did to fucking Al Gore. Yeah, well, then, or, or yeah. what Perot did to, to George H.W. Bush. Then uh, Clinton wouldn't have won probably that year if it wasn't yeah. for Perot. So, I mean, this, this. But I'm just thinking the amount of money he's lost, the amount of money he'll potentially lose in the future. And you don't think he's looking at this seriously? I don't think he cares. I, I think I think he's really enjoying the attention, and I that's disagree. why every day that's why every day he's coming out with a new outrageous thing to say. And and I don't. I, I he's got to realize that these things, while they may appeal to a certain percentage, he's still leading in the polls. But I mean, that's I because that's early. because it's not because leading right now. There's no real front runner candidate, so you can lead by having twenty percent. But the thing is that 20% is not going to grow. It's going to be that same 20% while others – when others fall out of the race, he's going to fall but, way okay, behind. You know what? But either way, and that's fine, and, and you're probably correct. But there is no front runner. There is no rising star. The, I mean everyone that, that, that is, that, that's in the race, that's a big name that has a shot, for the most part, there's some sort of taint on them or, or, or something that – some sort of negativity – that that most Americans are going to find them unelectable. The biggest person who's raised the most money, okay, and many say is the only shot of beating Hillary, is Jeb Bush. And you know what? He's bright. He's way brighter than his brother. I, I mentioned this on a previous show. I lived in Florida while he governed it, and I, I thought he governed the state very well. And his only... Crime, if you even want to use that term, is the fact that he's a Bush. And this country, and I said this to you before, I'm saying it now, and I'll, I'll wager with anyone, you know. Another a, burger. A, no, I mean, I'll wager money and I'll escrow with Druff. This country is not ready to elect another Bush. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, it's not. Whether he, he doesn't get out of the primary or whether he loses to Clinton, this country is not going to elect another Bush. It's too soon. It's too soon. And it, it's you're right, you know, in, in a real world, in a fair world, it's not right that he's paying for the sins and the mistakes and the incompetence of his brother and, and the p- perception and, and all those things. It's not because he's much brighter, much, much brighter. Um, I, th- I think he's even more, in, and I'm not, I'm not a, a Jeb Bush fan, but I'm just saying in general, just trying to be as neutral as I can be, um, but no, not going to happen. Then, okay, we go back about a year ago, the biggest star in the Republican Party everyone thought would, would be the surehead winner, Chris Christie. I mean, he's going nowhere. I never, I never he, thought that. I, I always thought he was well, going nowhere. That's what the media portrayed. But then after, uh, what was the, the big scandal the with, the, with the highway? The bridge where he, yeah, they, were, they, uh, they closed the bridge to punish yeah. the city that, uh, that he didn't like. I mean, and then, and then obviously the, the – uh, the rebel, and then what went on in Atlantic City with the economy that killed him because he's the one that endorsed that project. He got that money, um, you know, and, and he's any that's the, the media, you know, portrayed him to be the, the up and comer, the, the big shot, you know, into the future of the Republican Party. And then who else do you have? I mean, you said well, no, there's, there's also Scott, there's also Scott Walker and Marco Rubio. Have not, a shot. not a big enough name. No, they're not, not. They're not that big. But, but the thing is, they're facing a flawed candidate too in, in Hillary Clinton. They are. They are facing a candidate I mean, who has a lot of baggage, a lot of issues, and a lot of yeah, uh, but you know a, what, a, a big trust factor that people don't people don't trust her. I mean, out of everybody, and I, I don't think you, you can question this. 
out of every candidate in both parties and independent and, and whatever, she's the most experienced to run this country. I'm not, and I'm not endorsing her. I'm not saying I'm just, again, I'm trying to speak in a manner that I'm just giving well, no, what so, I, I, is an I, honest I, assessment. I, I think that you don't, you don't always, I think you don't always want to, you know, that kind of experience. I think that, uh, uh, if there's somebody who has a history of doing a lot of shady things and, and someone who uh, you can't trust, you don't want them in the Oval Office. You just don't, even if they have the, the most technical experience with this. You, you actually That's not the type I of mean, experience you look, want. You don't it, want it's that. It's like always, and this is what I learned when I got older, it's all bullshit you know, in, in, in terms of politics. Everyone is going to promise you the world, and I remember all the hope. You know, for Obama, and you know, I think we can both agree the last three years he's basically just thrown the towel in his presidency, and and I mean, there's been no real change. You know, he's going to say the economy and the creation of new jobs, and and no, it's all bullshit. Um, so I mean, that's just how I see it. I don't, you know, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone that's out there is is capable of really bringing change and fixing a lot of the issues that that are in this country. Um. So I think the safe vote, you know, when 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 it's normally like this, that's how it works. I mean, just people go with the lesser of two evils. Well, well yeah, but people are going to have to – this is going to be an interesting one because there's not going to be a, a – like Obama was in 08 who was an aspiring candidate to so many. There, there isn't going to – you're not going to have that. You're not going to have uh, a candidate on either side that's going to get the party really excited. There's going to be uh, flaws on both sides here. That uh, sure. that the that the country is going to have to decide uh, who, who do we take, and, and that's why I'm trying to. But even well, even you yourself, when we talked about this on a prior show, said you, you had to admit, unfortunately, the likelihood of Hillary being our next president. Yes, yeah, she, she does. She is the front runner now. But I'm just saying that this is not like a slam dunk front runner where I I can't see anyone beating her. I think that she can actually beat herself here. That's what I think could happen, and. Uh, uh, she already beat herself once against Obama in 08, and she can beat herself again now. And and you don't even need a wonderful candidate on the Republican side to beat her for that. Yeah, reason. but you know that was different. I mean, any other race except for that specific candidate, she wins. Well, yes, it's, yes, but I'm saying that she but, that that one she let. And someone... you know what? It, it was close. I mean, don't underestimate or forget that that went. Basically, down as close to the wire as a primary could go. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as clear-cut as people want to think it was. I mean, she put up a pretty big fight. I mean, you know, it, 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 it I don't remember, you know, how, 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 after Super Tuesday, how many more weeks did it go on before she conceded? I don't remember either, but it, I remember there was some time, though, that it was pretty clear she was going to lose. So I, I, I don't think it's as close as you're portraying. But I don't know. But I don't the thing recall. is, she, she's 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 going to be under a, a bigger microscope now than than ever before, even way more than 08. And because this time in the primary, it, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, and there's no way Bernie Sanders or the others are going to catch her. X factors. This is his analysis. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just going to read it because even though I mean, on the surface, it seems like he's just kind of being brash, but I kind of agree with him. Jeb Bush has no chance. Scott Walker has no personality. Chris Christie is too fat. But you know what? It's true. I mean, the, the media itself has said that, you know, the American public, they're never going to elect a bald president or a fat one. I mean, in, in today's day and age when the media is so popular. 
Paul Rand, that's, he didn't say that, I'm saying that. Paul Rand is too crazy. Huckabee is a religious nut. The best Republican can is Donald Trump. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to splinter the Republican Party. And, you know, we can sit here and, and you're right. You know, as always, there's going to be a clear cut, you know, winner. Somebody's going to pick up momentum and, and get people motivated and rally, and rally behind them. But well, I think also people the- also, or it may not even be that, it may just be, uh, uh, certain ones uh, lose momentum and drop out, and then their supporters move over to, to a certain candidate. That's how it's probably going to happen. Well, Calot just made a comment. Please, please, dear God, no more Clintons and no more Bushes. We're not a monarchy. Well, I have news for you. Unfortunately, it's going to it's going to be a Clinton or a Bush. I mean, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't... that probably is the the most likely matchup there in the, after the primaries are over right now. It, that's what I do think is the highest chance is that uh, well, Hillary Clinton's going to win the primary for sure, and uh, Jeb Bush probably is the favorite right now by a little bit. So, I'm not saying by any chance he's a lock to win the primary, but so yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because there's going to be so many things to to hammer here I, now, now. But I, Jeb Bush, you know, as you said, it's it's going to be not as easy to hammer him on his record. They'll try to dig things up, but uh, but more about. Uh, People may just not want to vote for him because of uh, there's already two Bush presidents since 1988, and uh, and Hillary she's she's got a ton of baggage and uh, and, and this email thing just doesn't go away for her and that's 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 a particularly tough one for her to dodge. So I think Jeb should have wait, waited four more years, and you know what? Maybe he'll be president in four years. I mean, well, four I, more years I, should be tougher. If 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 Hillary were to win, it's it's much harder to unseat an incumbent. Well, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, you would assume she would run again. She would, unless but, her health went down. Or but something. I mean, well, again, that's really, what is she like? Sixty-eight, sixty-seven. She'll be sixty-nine if it, it, and the next election. So by, by November, yeah, of next I mean, year, a lot can happen. I mean, I'm it, not. I'm it not can, but saying, she's, yeah, you know, she's, a lot can happen at, at that age. It can, but she's she's female. Females live longer, and uh, you know, seventy-three is not that old. So, I mean, I, I can see. I, I don't. I, I don't think Hillary's going to be sick or dead in four years. Anything can I'm happen. I'm not saying that. that I, I but you never. So. She could have cancer. Well, that's what I mean by sick. I mean, like, I, it can happen, but it probably won't. Uh, but I, it's it's always harder to unseat, unseat an incumbent. How so. old? How old was Reagan when he finished out his last term? I know he was our oldest living president. How old was he? Um, was he in the his eighties no, or late seventies? He was like seventy-eight or something. Okay. So she would she would be, She'd be close younger. to his age. She'd be close, but not quite quite there. So you think that Bernie Sanders has no shot? He's got no shot. He, he's no got shot. He, he's got uh, a certain small segment, about twenty percent of the party excited. But yeah, he says he's a socialist. Uh, that's not going to go anywhere. The general public, he says, and is a socialist. So this is not Ronald even a- Reagan was elected at sixty nine years. Three hundred forty-nine days old. Yeah, so, so she's going to be a little bit. So he was younger. seventy when he took. So he's seventy when he took office. The oldest president to assume office was Ronald Reagan at the age of sixty-nine years, three hundred forty-nine days old. So yeah. she's going to be. The, she would be the second oldest person to assume office. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of amazed that this hasn't been brought up more. Oh, it will be. You think it will? But the thing is, they they don't need to hammer on that though. They 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 yeah, have, they have right. other things to hammer on. That's a that that's the thing. They could, if it was just some person that didn't have a lot of baggage, then they could start hammering on that. But they have so many more things to go at her with. I they, just googled that, and and there's already there was already an article, and this is a year old now, um, in the National Journal addressing just that issue. 
I'm just going to briefly read it because it's actually interesting. The age comparisons between Hillary Clinton and Ronald Reagan seem as natural as they are nonsensical. Yes, were Clinton to win in six, 2016, she'd take office at 69, just as Reagan did in 81. And yes, the comparison is often made when Clinton critics and allies debate whether she has the health to serve out two presidential terms. But it's a widely misleading comparison, as a number that matters when assessing Clinton's health is not her age, but her life expectancy. And that's what you were talking about. Um, a combination of federal data uh, uh, to approach calculating Clinton's life expectancy, one that includes her gender, error, and other factors, projects that she will live to the age of 86 years old. That means Clinton would live a full 17 years after taking office, more than enough to serve out two terms. So, you're right. It's actually amazing. They they have... I don't even know how they can determine this. They have this formula that determines your life after presidency. So, for instance, according to this study, Barack Obama is expected to live 32 years past when he first became president. So he's supposed to live to 79 years old. But uh, it, it probably does take some years off of you, though, from all the stress. It's a good chance. It's possible it does that to some people. Wow. It's, it's a little hard to predict that for someone like Obama because uh, it, because there can be advances in, uh, yeah. in medicine in between those years. When you're Jimmy already... Carter was supposed to be dead four years ago, <laughs> according to this study. He was supposed to have died when he was 75 years old. Yeah, life expectancy, some people don't really know. That actually includes everything, including infants that die. So, like, they average everything. So the longer you've already lived, the higher your life expectancy is, which is a little strange. But uh, um, your life expectancy, you know, provided that there's no change, which, of course, there will be. But there's no if, – if you were to assume no change in medical technology, uh, my life expectancy right now would be better than Benjamin's because I've already made it to 43 and he hasn't. So there's, there's zero chance that I would die before age 43, whereas with him there isn't zero chance. So, that's a, so, so Hillary, who's already uh, going to be 69 then – uh, they're saying that since she's already made it to 69, it makes her life expectancy higher. Because you, you get to drop out all the uh, possibility of dying earlier. So, someone's saying in chat, Druff is a neocon. Crazy. That's actually not true. I, I'm not a neocon. But, uh, yeah, you know, Bernie Sanders, he's not going to appeal past the base he already appeals to. He has no general appeal. It's never going to happen. He's too extreme. And uh, so Hillary is going to be the candidate. There's no question. On the Republican side, it, there is a question who is going to be the candidate. And we will have to see what happens from there. I, I don't think whoever wins is going to have much effect on online poker's legalization, though. So so you're saying right now, though, in your opinion, it's going to be Bush versus Clinton? It's going to be Clinton versus someone, and, and Bush is most likely but not by a whole lot. And if it's not Bush, then you're saying it's Walker? I, th I think probably Scott Walker's number two, yeah. If you had a, a sports book and had a, a line for Trump winning the nomination, what would that line be? Oh, it would be pretty high, like, uh, like plus 1,000 or something. Are you taking action? I don't know. I hate taking those plus 1,000 bets, even if I, I got screwed. I, like, there's so little upside and so much downside. Well, how about here's the irony. Let me put like a hundred on it. I'll escrow with Jay Searless. 
But at least he's been paying. I've, I've been getting the uh, the two hundred reliably every two weeks. Or not? No, him, Jay oh, Sears. Not... Oh, okay. Oh, Sears. Okay, I thought you meant Jacep. I, I got Jacep. confused. No. It's, it's getting late here. It's a, Benford is saying ten hamburgers to one. Uh oh, who's pressing buttons here? That was a, no, that, that was my bad. That, that was a zero you pressed, by the way. No, you know what? He, yeah, he he texted me on I think Wednesday or whenever it was. I mean, he texts me every day or every two weeks and says, "Hey, just let you know, sent you off the money." Um, I I'm impressed. I mean, I I didn't you know yeah, maybe you should like, maybe you oh, should escrow with Jason. Maybe that would yeah. that's not bad. I think it's kind of just like we all said in the beginning. As long as his life is stable and he's working and in a, in a you know happy relationship, he's going to keep taking care of it. So and by the way, uh, Forumwars is saying I'd have to accept a hundred dollar liability to win ten cents, and that's not what plus a thousand is. Plus a thousand is ten to one. Oh, that's, that's so cute! Do you that, know that? Yes, the uh, yes, yeah, the way the odds work there for those of you that don't know, where it's a uh, plus a hundred means it's even money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know I know you know that obviously, but it's just kind of like Forumwars. It's just kind of like the money line of like an NFL game or an NBA game. It's the same. You know, somebody's plus one eighty. That means for every hundred dollars you bet, you get eight fifty back plus your your initial hundred dollars. So, you know, for instance, if uh, well, I mean, like the you, Super Bowl, well, I think you I said that wrong. You confused me there. You said plus one eighty. That just means you win hundred eighty for every hundred. No, bet. I said plus eight fifty. Oh, I thought I said one plus one eighty. Yeah. I heard you say. No, you you win eight fifty plus your initial hundred back. So you, yeah, you would collect nine fifty. Yeah. But yeah, if somebody wanted to give me those odds, I I I would wager. I put. I mean, I. I, I, I don't. I, there probably are odds right now. Maybe even Bovada has it that you can bet on. You know, I. I actually was sorry on Bodog that I didn't bet on Obama in '08. Like I think he was like minus 750 at a time when it was so clear he was going to crush McCain, and and I, I knew for sure. But I'm like, oh, I hate minus 750. But I knew there was no chance that, that Obama wasn't going to win. I should. I should have put the maximum on that. Oh, here, Bob, Bobby Orr is telling me privately I have the odds. I, I want to know what Trump is. I'm guessing plus one thousand, but maybe, maybe, maybe he's lower than that because of all the uh, the media hype with him right now. I'm reading right now. This is a poll that came out today. Uh, this is amazing. Donald Trump isn't. This is. Uh, I want to give everyone credit. This is Politico.com, and the article says this is according to a poll released today that Trump. Uh, is crushing New Hampshire. He has twice the support of his nearest opponent, which is Bush, in the state of New Hampshire, which is obviously an early primary state. Um, and even though you would think, and I actually, when I read when I read online the comments he made about John McCain, I thought it was despicable. Yeah. I thought it was going to kill it. I thought that that I mean, I didn't think the comments about illegal immigration and and you know, his his awful rant about Mexicans, you know, basically saying that all the Mexicans that come to our country are rapists and criminals. Um, I don't think that would kill it. But the remarks about McCain, I didn't I I was very shocked to see <laughs> But by, by mean, the way, I I, uh, I think I I got the plus thousand pretty accurately. He uh, Bobby Orr, I'm not sure where he got these. He's saying that uh this is he only has them for the winning the overall presidency, not just the uh, the primary, but Hillary Clinton is is plus one hundred. Jeb Bush is plus three fifty, and Trump is plus twenty five hundred. So if you translate the twenty five hundred into just the primary, it probably is around a thousand. Yeah, that's pretty good. I should uh, 
should work setting odds. Do you, do you remember, uh, speaking of odds setting, do you remember when they would set on Pinnacle the odds of last longers in the main event? And oh, I, yeah. And they I, had you versus uh, the Dustin Wolf one yeah. year. Do you, know, do you know why I kept appearing up there? And why Dustin kept appearing, like why they kept picking us, and like why 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 they were, I think Mycon was up there too. Why do they keep picking us, and uh, and then like they're not even picking that many players. So why are they picking us when we weren't as big a names as most of the people up there? What do you know why that was? You had websites. I mean, I, I don't know. It Never was because the, the guy who was setting the odds at the time was a friend of Neverwin's. Oh, that would make sense. I didn't know that. Yeah, he. he I always kind of wondered how you guys were on there because. <laughs> Hey, no, I'm just being honest. A couple of those years, it was questionable if Mycon was even going to be able to get the money to play the main event. Yeah. Like, you know, how they know, and there were, like you said, a lot of bigger names. Um, That's funny. I remember. You know, it was funny just in general with poker. Wasn't cover- like Dustin always like just a small favorite against you as a last longer? <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was like, it was like minus 110 plus 120. I mean, it was, yeah. it was just, yeah. Yeah, and and the, um, it's it's always funny with poker coverage with with me. I found that I either get overcovered or undercovered. When I say overcovered, I mean like I'll get either more coverage than I deserve or less coverage than I deserve based upon like my my notoriety in poker. And that's because uh, it, it tends to be if somebody knows me and and is covering me, usually they 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 you know, listen to this show or there's there's some reason they they know me well, even if I don't know them that well, and they really want to cover what I'm doing. And if they don't know who I am, then they just don't cover me at all. But I don't seem to get any in between. So it's kind of weird. Like uh, um, uh, sometimes I'll read these reports and go, wow, they're covering me a lot. Like I, I, I really don't deserve this. Most of the people reading this won't know who I am. And there's other times I'm kind of pissed because like I'm just ignored completely like at a limit event or something like like where I totally should be covered and I'm not. China Maniac just sent it to me too. I'm not sure what site. But Hillary Clinton – is actually even. Yeah, that's that's what I was just telling you. Yeah. yeah, Donald Trump is actually twenty to one. Oh, that's must be a different site. That'd be plus two thousand. And then this is actually just laughable that you can even literally put money on this. Uh, you can buy Michelle Obama for one hundred fifty to one, <laughs> and Newt Gingrich. You have Michelle. Okay, you know what? you got Michelle Obama, Newt Gingrich, and Chris Matthews for hundred at one hundred fifty to one. Um, and then this is this shouldn't even be allowed. I don't know what side it is. I'll, I'll ask China. But Arnold Schwarzenegger at 150 to one. That shouldn't even be allowed on there because he's not even eligible to run for president. Yeah. Oh, China just said because I, I didn't see it because there's more. China said Kim Kardashian's a thousand to one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that too. And uh... Taddy Poker is a site. But I, do you agree that's shady? Yeah, that you is shady. Have a president on there that couldn't even. I mean, you know what I mean. Schwarzenegger can't even run. Well, you know that apparently, apparently that. Hillary is minus seven hundred to win the Democratic nominee on Bovada. I think I want to bet on that. I, I can't see her losing. Yeah, but you know what the problem with that is? The the limits are so low. All you can do is. I mean, if you're going to make that bet, I mean, you're right. I don't. She's not going to lose. But I'm just saying, and I know you don't. You know, you're a smart gambler. You don't like to, you know, do it like the the, the Mayweather guys do and put a hundred thousand dollars to win ten thousand or whatever. But you got to put like seven thousand dollars down, you know, to make it worth it. Yeah, to win thousand. thousand. I know. And then you have them. You have it tied up all the time, which is a pain in the ass. And, well, but, but Bovada won't even take limits that high. Yeah, I know. I know. They won't take well, limits like, that high. And, and well, well the worst, the, the worst thing is that they won't. Uh, 
uh, is that you had to wait a long time with it. If it were like, I'll tell you one where I did it, where this wasn't as, as extreme, but uh, when the Spurs and and Cleveland played in the fi- NBA Finals, I knew the Spurs were going to crush them big time. So uh, it was minus four forty on the Spurs, and I, I think and they were. I don't know how they allowed me to bet this, but I, I was able to bet uh, eighty eight hundred to win two thousand. But I, I was totally willing to do that. But they weren't holding my money for a long time. You know, you bet it right then. And and then the series is over and you win the money and, and I won easily I think they swept him, so uh, uh, you know what bet I hated though that uh, a lot of people made and I knew a lot of people lost a lot of money on it was that uh, that year when the Patriots were going for that perfect season and then they lost to the Giants and it was like four forty at the uh, at the Super Bowl you remember that yeah and I I hated that bet in fact I yeah. almost went the other way. Because I, I just watched the way the playoffs were going, and it seemed like the the Patriots were winning less and less decisively every time. And the Giants were picking up steam. Right, right. So I felt like if anything was going to happen, it was going to be the Giants pulling the, the upset. The Giants beat Dallas. They were, like, they were on the road yeah. the whole time. Every time the Giants were looking better, and every time the Patriots were looking worse, it just it just looked like it was going that direction. I I like I, I was so close to placing that like plus four hundred bet or whatever the hell it was on, on the Giants, and I didn't do it. But I knew people who bet like huge on the Patriots, and then they got just stomped on. So, uh oh, you're cutting out. I can't really hear you. I think I think Brandon's having internet problems again. Yeah, we lost Brandon. Let's see if he can uh, reconnect after he uh, he's out of the chat too. Well, so yeah, go ahead. What did you have to lay on that Patriots? What was it minus? It was minus. minus you would have had to lay three? four. I think it was four forty, just like that uh, Spurs bet. I mean, oh, the Spurs bet was a, an easy win. And then, yeah, I, I just didn't like that four forty. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I really was afraid they were going to lose. I, I just uh, like when I heard people bet on it. I said, "What was this minus four forty? And I was like, "Oh boy, I don't know if I like." Like I. I actually I didn't say I thought that, but I didn't want to tell them because they bet like large sums of money. I didn't want to say, "Oh, I don't think that's a good bet." Like I'm like, "Oh, okay, I hope you win." <laughs> like I'm like, "Oh shit, I th- I think I think this is bad." And I definitely I definitely was never even considering going along with that. I was thinking about the other way. And I I remember driving to dinner. I actually didn't. Uh, I ended up not uh, watching all of the game, and I remember dri- driving to dinner and just hearing the second half of it. And I'm going, "Oh boy, this is a <laughs> there there could be some unhappy people tonight." And uh, so I, I just didn't, and I wasn't even like an NFL betting expert or anything, and I've never been that. But I was just, I, I was just watching what was happening, and I was going, I just, I don't think this is going to go the way everyone thinks it's going to go. I just wish I put some money on it. So, uh, yeah, it, what's weird? It was being mentioned. Bovada is cutting off the politics bets, at least at the current odds, uh, at uh, July thirty first of this year, which is weird. But maybe they reevaluate after that. The only July 31st deadline I know is the trading deadline for baseball. And this, when's the first, uh, I think the first week of August is the first Republican. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe they're just holding it till then. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a volume difference. Like, like, like Trader Ski is really soft and uh, you're really loud. Uh, this is embarrassing. We can't go an hour without... 
Well, that was the, yeah. That was that. I can't take the blame for this one. I've 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 made a lot of fail tonight, but it was not. Uh, this one was not my fault. You just uh, your internet started cutting. Hmm. So, yeah, we, we've had a lot of issues. We've we've had it on all ends. There there hasn't been a single host tonight who hasn't had technical fail. No, nobody's innocent tonight. So now that you have this thing for your computer, does it? Do you, are you still going to now go get another one? Oh yeah, yeah. This this computer's on its last legs. I'm just I'm glad I found this charger, which isn't even supposed to work with it. Just somehow it is. And normally I'm afraid to do this. Normally I don't want to plug in incompatible chargers because it gets screwed up. But this computer's almost dead. It's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like eating really unhealthy when when you've got terminal cancer. Like who cares? <laughs> That's what it is. Like uh, the computer has the computer definitely has terminal cancer. So hmm. uh, here goes the snoring again. It's not me. I think he's dozing off. That's all right. He's probably got to work in the morning, doesn't he? I'd assume. <coughs> yeah, no, I'm you, good. No, but do you have to? Do you have to work in the morning? Do you have to be up early? Yeah, yeah, I have to work. Yeah, that's tough. Well, uh, listen, that's... go go to sleep. Uh, what time? <laughs> with the LA traffic, you probably got to be up. What? Well, two maybe hours? He, maybe he doesn't have to drive that far. Yeah, no, I work out of my house. Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's easy. That's easy. Well, listen, we were going to play a little Fuck, Mary Kill before, but uh, the wife was nearby. Uh, Trederuski, <laughs> you have is it a secure area now? No, let's roll that. Let's roll that to uh, the next show. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Druff? It's been a while. Let's, 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 Uh-oh. More fail? Jesus. How's this the last show we're going to do for a few weeks? This is such an embarrassment. Brandon's cutting out now. See, I got, I got Brandon cut out and, and Traderski snoring. <laughs> are you, you're you not going out of town or anything, are you, Druff? No, I'm just I, – I, I, got I got to do some things uh, during the week, secret things at secret locations uh, during the week next weekend, the week after that. And uh, I, I just said, you know, it's it's I think it's time for a break after the World Series is over, the poker news stuff has gotten slow. So if there's ever a time to take a break here, it'd be now. And uh, so, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll text. I texted Joe. I'll, I'll text you again to set up a call. What's going on here? I don't know. You're having internet problems. So Traders, he's staying here just fine. His snoring is coming through loud and clear. It's you who keeps cutting. This one's not my fault because I, I have a, I have a control here. The control is Traders or Trader Ruski, if you like to call him that. And uh, if, if it was on my end, then we'd be cutting him too. But he's been here the whole time. Hmm. It's, it's kind of like I, I used to have like three-way calls with my friends in the 80s. Like we'd all get on those big chain of three-way calls. And sometimes someone would have a messed up phone and you hear buzz in the background or, something, or static. And, and you okay, okay, who's static is this? Who's got the shitty phone? And, of course, everyone would deny it was their phone. But then like you'd hang up on the person you think it is and it goes away. And you, you, then, of course, you know who's guilty. So, so here, when, when the internet, it's only affecting you. We know it's it's. Uh, okay. It's got to sure. be you. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to give you a hard time because I've had no, so much. I'm I, not mad. I, no, I'm saying I've had so much fail here tonight myself that I I have no room to talk. And in fact, uh, I've had the most of anybody. But uh, I I have to say that everybody has their share of blame tonight for their technical issues. So. Do you think Mark Hoke has people snoring on his uh, radio show? Do you think that ever takes place? Do you think on the 2 Plus 2 podcast you have uh, Terrence Chan snoring in the background? Hey, Howard Stern has handsies, so don't discount it. <laughs> this week, 
Like, like I. Is is that what Terrence Chan is doing these days? He's on the two plus two podcast. Yeah, yeah. He he's become like the new second guy there. I th- last I checked. Does that add Adam Schwartz? So I I have a lot of respect for him. Even you know with the site and all that he works with. Uh oh, we have to table that statement. <laughs> Adam Adam's listening now. He's like, damn it, what's he gonna say about me? Well, of all times to get cut off. Come on, Brandon, what were you gonna say? I have so much respect for him, but <laughs> he may just be left the suspense. I mean, Adam listens to every episode, and he's gonna now just be waiting, waiting just for Brandon to come back and say what the rest of it is. I think it's still Terrence Chan over there. No, yeah, I listened to this. I listened to one like last week or this week or something. Yeah, or last week, yes. Okay, so Brand, uh, you know, he's gone again. He keeps trying to call back. It's amazing that with all my problems tonight, that Brandon it happens to be tonight. He's having the internet problems too. So, uh, let's see. Are you back? Uh, it shows he's back, but we can't hear him. <laughs> this is such a fail. This tonight, I'm almost. I almost want to go back and edit all this stuff, but I'll be like left with no show if I edit out all the fail. <laughs> There'll be like no show left. Wow, this is pretty bad. I, I think between Brandon's internet and my computer's power problems, this is just uh, – yeah, he just keeps calling back and back and back. It's almost like Team MLK when he calls in. Brandon, you here? Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's good. This is going to be like the next half hour. Brandon, here? Brandon, hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? It's great radio. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad it's like towards the end. It's 12.45 and – you know, I have, I have a. Uh... I'll, I'll tell you why I'm really happy about this this charger I found is that I, I was needing to take my computer somewhere uh, tomorrow and the next day, and I wasn't going to be able to, and I needed the stuff. On, it was, it was going to be such a hassle for me. And I've got this charger, and I feel a new lease on life. And even if Brandon's internet never works again, I, I'm not in that bad of shape. So, uh, yeah, Lou Father's saying, just call with your phone, Brandon. The show's almost over. I was almost going to suggest that. But, yeah, there's there's something weird with the Internet, Brandon, where it's uh, not connecting with Skype properly. I mean, you've had kind of Internet issues all night. He's trying to call again. I, I'm not even, like, slightly optimistic here about this. Brandon. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think this is a sign that the show. I don't know how, what I'm going to think about it because, like, like for the next two weeks, I'm going to think about this is the last show, and I'm going to be kind of disappointed about this. It's kind of very disappointed about this. So uh, that's the way it is. Sometimes we have issues. People who criticized last week's show, I hate to hear what they say about this week's. So I probably won't even want to read it. <laughs> Brandon, you there? Hmm. Now we getting Olive Garden commercials somehow. What else can go wrong here? I, I hate when sponsors end up on this show when they don't pay me anything. <laughs> don't go to the Olive Garden. Don't. Do not go there. Better. 
Better crickets. Not relaxing this sounds. Picture yourself just looking up at the night sky. Out by yourself in a dark place. There's not a lot of light pollution. You can just look up and see all the stars. You can see the Milky Way galaxy up there. You out in the open plains, maybe on top of a mountain where there's a rotary phone. You can... Hello? Yeah, we're, we're, we're relaxing watching the stars here. You know, it's not my internet. It's a Skype issue because I'm in the chat typing and it's disconnecting me from Skype. So, yeah. Oh, this seems kind of serene. You guys just kind of grazing the moon and the stars. Yeah, we are. We, we are. We're, we're relaxing, looking up right. at the, the dark sky and uh, seeing the Milky Way galaxy out there. Hmm. And I uh, hear the chirping of the crickets. Yep. This is, this is what you do. If, if you don't do real camping, you can do, like, radio camping. You don't really want to leave your house. So. Yeah. Uh, the worst thing about camping is going to the bathroom. That's the worst part of it. Yeah. If it wasn't for the bathroom thing, it's a lot more appealing. It seems really cool and fun until you have to go to the bathroom. And you're stuck either just going like out in the woods or uh, or going into a terrible outhouse. Either way, it's not uh, it's not very appealing. Yeah. And Have you noticed that sleeping bags are either too hot or too cold all the time? Yeah. It's always hard to be the right temperature in a sleeping bag. I either like wake up boiling or I'm freezing. It's been a while, though. Like, like Benjamin really wants to go camping, so I'm going to have to do it. All right. Are you ready to play, Druff? Sure. Why not? All right. Fuck, marry, or kill. We'll go with... Two musicians and a mixed martial artist. <laughs> okay. Fuck, marry, or kill. Katy Perry, huh. Ariana Grande, and Rhonda Rossi. I know someone. I know someone who'd want to marry her. Yes. So your choices again. We're playing Fuck, Mary, Kill, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry, and the lovely Ronda Rousey. Well, I have to go with a kill for Ariana Grande. That one's pretty obvious right there. She's, Why? She's just, kill? she's just she's just very unpleasant. You don't think she's attractive? Yeah, she is, but she's just very unpleasant. Okay. I, I, just, I, I just don't like her. Especially that thing with the donut shop that just sealed it for me. Yeah. Um, now, now the, the other two, it's a little hard. Uh, I, I do find Carrie pa- Katy Perry attractive, uh, but hmm. is it fuck or marry? See, I, 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 the thing is, I'm not sure. I, I think you would have to be fuck her and marry Ronda Rousey. I have to, I have to say that to probably just to make a certain person jealous. 
<laughs> well, you got to get the logic out behind your choice. Why would you, you'd, 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 I'm sorry. So you'd marry, you fuck Katy Perry. Yeah. And you'd marry Ronda Rossi. Yeah. He's, he's a Katy Perry. I, like, I find her attractive, but I, I think she might be insufferable to be around long term. So, uh, that, that kind of just leaves uh, Ronda Rousey as the one. Are you are you attracted to Ronda Rousey? Uh, let, let me look at the picture. I, I, I let me look at the picture of her again. Um, X Factor says Katy Perry make one hundred thirty five million this year. I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that, I, that, that, I, I mean that is one reason to marry her. But the the question is uh, like. You know, would you really have access to that or like would there be a prenuptial agreement? If I could be married and like get half of what she made during the time we were married, that wouldn't be bad. Then you could get the Augustus for me? Then I would. Yeah, then that's, that's a good reason to marry her. I have to say that. that, that but it, like it was a prenuptial yeah, agreement. You can't be picking Rhonda if you don't uh, – to marry if You still have to be attracted or you're going to marry her. No, I find her somewhat attractive. Somewhat? Yeah. Did you not like the choices I gave you? I thought it was kind of an expanded roster. An expanded roster. Lou Feather said that she'll tap you out, bro. She probably will. She definitely would. She'd probably take both of us. <laughs> I mean, she's a big girl. What is she? I mean, muscular, but she's like 180, I think, 170. I mean, she's not tiny. And she what? She's a champ. Heavy. She what? What? What, what class? What weight is she in? I don't she, know. I don't. I don't really follow something. it that much. I'm. I'm not a big follower of that. Well, your friend is. I. I know that. That would be the biggest perk of marrying her. He'd be Does so he jealous. Listen to the, the radio. You oh, think? he he listens religiously. Last last week he was uh, tweeting to every person we talked about. Wow. Yeah. This is. Have a, you, as I don't even know what's the status on that. Is uh, things calm down? No, but. Uh, his website's not working at the moment. I can say that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and I, I don't want to give publicity to this person, but yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah right. people. There's just there's just uh, running a forum like this is tough because what ends up happening is uh, even when you're not fighting with people directly, when I say you, I mean like me. Like even if I'm not arguing or fighting with anyone directly, I also have to deal with angry people who don't like how I administer the forum. Similar to like if you think about Marty when he called up and yelled about how I wasn't controlling the people who were making fun about him and his dead dog. Like he wasn't calling to complain I was making fun of him and his dead dog because I wasn't. He was saying that I'm not controlling the ones that are. And so then I had to explain to him, well, you know, I'm not getting in the middle of it because you troll people yourself and he wasn't agreeing. And like this is exactly what I go through with not just Marty but with other people who are, are – more difficult than Marty. Is, is the guy in all the years, how, how many years have you been on these forums now? 12 years? 11 and a half, yeah. 11 and a half. Is this guy now, without a doubt, your biggest all-time nemesis? Has he reached that point? Uh, from these forums, yeah. yeah. So he surpasses MWH? And yeah, because these other people were, were uh, they weren't as relentless with just uh, spending all day and all night thinking about this. We're... we're uh, the, the the other people at least had something going on in their life outside of this, and and, the, and this guy doesn't. So, but the the problem. So what I was saying here is just that you end up making enemies just because you don't administrate the forum they want. So you like you have someone that's a troll on the forum, that 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 harasses other people on the forum, that that uh, threatens people on the forum, and then finally the people they're harassing 
get fed up with it and, and find out who the person is and do, do a little research, find out who they are, find out some embarrassing things about them and post it. And then that person who was the initial troll demands you take all the stuff down. All of a sudden they want protection after everything they've been doing. And if you say no, then they think you're on the other person's side and you become their enemy. So, see, here I had nothing to do with any of this. And, and suddenly I become the enemy, which is exactly what happened. And, and this happens. This can happen more often than you think. And, and if you get someone who has no life outside of, of these forums and outside of you know, what they do online, and you know that can be thrown around very loosely, oh, you have no life. But there are some people out there, sadly, who really have no life past any of this, where they really have nothing going on. They don't have a girlfriend. They don't have a family. They don't have a, a job. They don't have friends. They don't have anything to do or think about other than this stuff. And then it just consumes them. And then if you, they decide you're their enemy, then they will keep messing with you and trying to harass you and make your life miserable in any way they can. And they won't give up. You can't even reason with them. You can't call up and say, hey, you know, we're both adults here. This is stupid. Let's stop this whole thing. No, they, they don't want to. Because the, the whole li- this becomes their whole life is screwing with you and, and getting the revenge. And, and, and they'll just never stop. So then you're left in the situation where you've got to decide what you do about it. And, you know, it's not as simple as just, oh, call the police, oh, sue them. You know, a lot of times these aren't options. A lot of times, the you know, people can do things to make your life very difficult without directly breaking the law or without uh, uh, doing something where, where it's easy to sue them for. Or in some cases, they're broke and you can't sue them because there's nothing to collect. So uh, these can be very tough situations. And that's why it's uh, it's really not easy to run a forum like this where there's kind of a free speech sort of environment. Because you you get unbalanced people like this who take out their frustrations on you if you don't do exactly things the way they like. So, uh, you know, so I've been going through that for a while and uh, and it sucks. And, 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 you know, fortunately, I have the capability to handle these matters because I've been on the Internet and other forms of online for almost 30 years now. And I've dealt with a lot of freaks and. uh, I've learned how you have to handle them sometimes, but uh, but it's unpleasant. I don't I don't enjoy it, especially at this age. It's not fun, and yeah. uh, and then I a little bit of an update. Uh, I think the Aria scandal is picking up some steam. Hmm. I'm seeing something on Facebook that uh, somebody well, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll see who it is. A friend of mine. Name's Kendall Fukumoto. Yeah, he, uh, I know him. Do you know who he is? No, I don't. Okay, he, ba- he he's a Hawaiian. I've known him, geez, eight years. He basically is the go-to guy to set up. He's been that way for years. Small to mid stakes mixed games all over Vegas, and uh, he's basically been. And he, he he plays in the games, but he's the one that gets everyone together and. Um, he's basically been at the Aria with, with, I think they play like 918, sometimes a little bit higher, just depending on what people want to play. But he just posted on Facebook 20, uh, 28 minutes ago, <clears throat> sad day for Aria and for poker. And the responses so far, one was from Amanda Wheeler, whose husband, Leon Wheeler, is a shift boss there. She wrote, I have to agree. Huh. And somebody else wrote, yep. And then there's a couple of what happens. And uh, 
no one's actually come out and said it, but every these couple other people that worked there have just kind of wrote little frowny emoticons. And uh, so I would, I'm going to guess by sometime tomorrow, it's going to pick up some momentum and, and it'll be on some forum. Yeah. I, I guess I might as well post some of this on, uh, on poker fraudler so it can beat two plus two. There's nothing on two plus two right now about this, or if there was, it was deleted. Yeah, I just checked too. But I, I don't know the story well enough, neither do you, to, no, to post uh, Well, I'm just going to post some general things, not naming any names, and just say that this, I've heard this, and I don't know if it's true, but this is, there's a lot of rumblings about this, and it, it seems to have some validity to some degree because it's being talked about so much. So uh, we, will, we will see. I, this is probably going to, probably by the next, well, actually, I won't be on next week, but uh, if I was on next week, it would probably be a, topic that's a lot more fleshed out by then but uh are you just a little burnt out uh somewhat uh and it's not just that it's just that i I just had to decide was i going to bend over backwards to get these other these next two shows in or am i just gonna take a break and i'll take a break so we will uh be back on august 18th with a new show and in the meantime, yeah, maybe uh, beer and poker will turn it on. Even Brandon, if you want to fire up the old laptop again, you can turn it on if you want the password. Have, have, the, have the codes been changed since back in the day? They may have, but I can send you the new one if there is a new one. You'd have to tell me how to enter them in and all that too, you know. Yeah, well, there's actually a little tutorial on in a secret area of Poker Fraud Alert that I think you have access to. If you don't, I can give you access. I have no special access. There's a, a secret forum that uh, tells you how to start up radio and all that. So I don't know if I wouldn't even know where to look. I, I thought you were given access to. Should it. Should it like pop up when I log in? No, no, no. It's I think it's in the radio forum that only pops up to certain people who have it enabled. Okay, I don't think I have it. Yeah, I, I, you... I can give it. And then you can see it, and then you uh, you can set it up. I still have to give you the passwords. That's not in there. Okay. Yeah, you know, there's all these little secret areas of poker fraudler. You never know what's really uh, really on the site. Trader Ruski, what do you think about all this? <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of it. Oh my God, he's there! I'm, I'm fading fast, though, guys. Okay, well, you, you can go to so, sleep if uh, you like. I'm going to sleep. Okay. Thanks, thanks. Uh, drop. I'll, I'll get back. I sent you that text, and I'll uh, get with you the next week or so. Okay, so very good. Set up a call about that. Alrighty. Okay, guys. Have right. a good rest of the show. Good night. It's the Trader Ruski's. Uh, Brandon really wants him as the uh, his protege here. Well, I thought he was a lot younger. I didn't know he's eight years, nine I, I, well, years I thought old. You, I thought you were just joking about this. About the, no, I, his voice sounds like he's a kid. I, I, I was like, I, I remembered making prank calls in the past <laughs> where I was pretending where I was pranking to be a different age than I was, and then uh, making references on purpose almost what it sounded like you were doing like oh you wouldn't remember this because uh you weren't born yet but in reality the person was like 30 then and you just keep saying it over i th- i thought it was like that i thought like i and i've done it in both directions i've done it before like uh making fun of kids today when really the kids are my age and i've i've made it before i i've made prank calls before where i keep referring to the old people and the old people think this the old people think that and i'm really talking about people my own age so like i, I thought that's what you were doing but apparently not. Apparently, really believed he was twenty. So, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. You 
you meet someone before you really talk to them on the phone. And then whatever voice you hear, you just correlate with them and you don't think about what they sound like. So that's why we noticed the difference there. Like I, I didn't notice anything with him sounding young and you did, but you haven't met him or you, yeah. you, you did meet him. And you forgot him. So uh, that's, that's the difference. And So, Brandon, have you ever, uh, in in recent times especially, have you been on the phone with anybody who hasn't met you that has uh, tried to determine how old you are and have have they ever guessed or have you not had this? No. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, uh, unless it's like a credit card company or, you know, just something weird, I don't really talk, I mean, I don't talk to people I don't know. Yeah, I can understand that. You know what I mean? Unless it's like some business call. But we're not guessing ages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. No, I, I can't even remember. I mean, I'm way beyond, like, you know, meeting people, like, online or, you know, yeah. you know any of that stuff where that would ever come up. So, no, I don't. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I actually had it where when I was younger, everyone thought I was older who hadn't met me yet. And then now <laughs> that I'm older, they think I'm younger. Like they, the, the age that they thought I was has kind of frozen. So I, I first like reached that age and then I passed it. So hmm. that's uh, that's what I noticed, and I it's, I think it's, I, I sound almost the same as I did twenty five years ago. All right, here's a good question for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean it's totally off subject, but let's just see how close you come. Uh, The latest numbers just came out actually today or yesterday, yesterday evening for the month of June for gaming in the state of Nevada for the entire state. What would you guess that the state of Nevada won total table games, slots, sports, every form of legalized gaming, gaming that casinos have? For the month of June, the entire state. And I, I, I mean, not that this is really going to help you, but it was actually down 8.37% from the same period, June of 2014. And that was because of some heavy Baccarat wins, apparently, hmm. uh, on the strip. Maybe Phil Ivy. Yeah. Maybe the, the Ching Hwing Sun or whatever her name is uh, was back. Well, that's uh, Woody Allen's wife, Soon Meng, Soon Pre Young. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so what would you guess? State of Nevada, Jason, state. Why did Jason that say nine hundred thousand? How could he even think that's close? Grocery stores, it's casinos, it's every form of gambling. What did they make for the month of June? Um. See how close you come. Hmm. Surprised you didn't play a little one million dollar thing. <laughs> I don't have it up. I was going to do it otherwise. I uh, see. I'm afraid to bring it up. I'm afraid the computer will crash. That's a sad thing. Uh, I'm going to say which me way off. Two hundred thirteen million dollars. 
$830.9 million. I'm way off. Out of that $830.9 million, and this is, again, why the number was down from the same point from last year, how much of that $830.9 million came from Baccarat? Um, $100 million. 58.5. Okay. Out of the $830.9 million that was won, how much came from slots? Uh, 400. 556. Out of, this is actually an interesting one. Out of the 830 million ones statewide, what came from the strip? And when they say the strip, they literally mean not downtown, not a casino like the Palms or the Rio or the Hard Rock, just the mega resorts that are literally on Las Vegas Boulevard. Basically, the Wynn, Venetian, MGM, and Caesars properties. I say 600. 445. Hmm. So half, just half. The, I don't know. It seems kind of low. You think it'd be I think more. So. I, that's why I thought 600, yeah. 445.5. The reason million. I thought it would be higher is because that's where most of the higher limit action is. Michael Lawton, a senior research analyst for the gaming board, said that June's poor Baccarat performance is likely a spillover from the Chinese government's crackdown on corruption. The anti-corruption campaign has rocked the Macau gaming industry and made strip Baccarat customers, particularly those from China, more cautious. Laden said, the Baccarat business has changed since this time at last, since this year at, at this time. I'm sorry, since last year at this time. This June is a completely different world. Then the article goes on, the rest of Clark County performed far better than the Strip in comparison to last year. Uh, okay, what, did, what, do you, what would you guess downtown won in the month of June? Out of that 850 figure, how much did downtown Las Vegas win? I'd say uh, 90 million. 42.1. That's pretty sad. Yeah. And lastly, these two locations, Laughlin and Mesquite, what do they generate the entire month? Laughlin and Mesquite. $45 million. $2.4 million. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, you've been to Laughlin. It, it's, you know. I know Mesquite's nothing. I, I thought, for some reason, I thought Laughlin would have done more. I don't know why. Yeah, but, I mean, you've been there. The, everything's so small, and they don't, you know, the. You know, no yeah, I guess the, I guess the limits are too low. I guess I didn't think it's it. It, amazing though. Only for the whole month, Laughlin gets two point something million. That's amazing. What did Reno, the city of Reno, generate? Uh, eighty million. A forty-six point seven. You're not even coming close on some of these. No, I know. Now, out of the eight hundred fifty million, how much tax? This is actually—I'll give you a little hint. This is actually lower than I thought it would be. How much tax does they collect? From June's revenue. Out of 850? Yeah. And I'll give you a hint. It's lower than I thought it would be. Uh, 40 million. 48.7, yeah. yeah. I got close to that one. Where does that money fucking go? That's why I, I mean, never you, understood you all these. like a 50 million ball close to like every month? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like I never understood how these casinos are failing. I don't know why I guess 218 about the beginning because like I was – 
I remember I, I just remember that I was I had talked about on the show like when Vegas had a good month and they won almost a billion dollars. So I don't know why I thought 218. But anyway, uh, this is why I've said before that I don't understand how these casinos keep failing because they they have a whole hotel and and restaurants and all the uh, profitable things attached to it that could actually survive on their own without the casino, and then they're making all this extra from the casino. Now, yes, they're giving away comps, but but that should be that's included with what the casino's making. So, like with all this extra revenue coming in, how can they possibly lose money unless they're complete morons? Yeah, Jstat says in the chat that. Vegas is in free fall with the lack of Bakra play from Chinese whales. It's amazing how shit that can go on like in Macau and the Chinese government cracking down can actually really have ramifications over well, here. Well, they're saying anti-corruption. Are they trying to say that the big money from the Chinese people was really like dirty money? and that they're... I, mean, I, I, the, I guess so, yeah. Are they trying well, to say – Huh? Yeah, I guess they're saying that uh, it was like almost like stolen money <laughs> out of China and then they're cracking down on it. Yeah. They have determined they're going to be the, the Riviera Druff. Have you ever been inside the Riviera in Vegas? Yes. yes. Okay, it's been shuttered. And I guess they have a winning bid on the amount of money that it will cost to demolish it. And I don't know what that includes. I guess I'd assume blowing it up, taking the safety precautions to make sure no one gets hurt, dragging away, you know, just the aftermath. What do you think it costs? Where the winning bid was to demolish the Riviera. Uh, $2.5 million. $42.5 million. What? Yep. How could it cost that much to blow it up? Oh, they put dynamite in there and stuff. How much can dynamite cost? Yep. The shuttered Riviera inch closer to destruction today. When a subgroup of the Las Vegas Tourism Authority voted in favor of a bid on plans to demolish it for $42.5 million. No wonder some of these just stand there. It's, it's so expensive to destroy them. A Las Vegas Convention and Visitor Authority Committee considered two options for the Riviera. Demolish it in the near future or maintain it as an unoccupied facility for up to 30 months. The committee has shown the, show, or chose the faster timeline. Uh, this doesn't, well, I guess it does make sense. The authority, this is the Las Vegas Convention Visitor Authority, where they get this kind of money. They actually purchased the 60-year hotel in February and immediately shut it down. What do you think they paid for the 60-year hotel? They bought the Riviera? Yeah. The, the The Las Vegas Convention and Visitor Authority Committee purchased it. I did not know this. They purchased it in February and immediately closed it down. What's the point of that? They're, they intended to eventually turn it into more convention space. Because the existing Las Vegas Convention Center is across the street from Riviera on Paradise Road. So what did it cost to buy a, a non-profit, 60 years old, non-maintained casino? Uh, $50 million? $182.5 million. You got to say it again and it cut out. $182.5 million. Wow. That's pretty yeah. much just like for the land. In fact, it's negative value for the casino because they had to destroy it. 
Yes. That's insane. What? Just, that, that, I, I can't see how that land's even worth much because it's it's I, not a good area. I don't get it. I don't know. What staple, what Las Vegas show that's been a staple for many, many years, over a decade easily, I, I think I have to assume you've been to it. I don't know for a fact, but I assume you, you've been to it. I have. Made its debut on Broadway this week. Huh. It's debut. It's Las Vegas? And I'll give you a hint because this will knock out about 80%. It's not a Cirque show, obviously. Yeah. It's a Las Vegas show. It's been a staple for at least a decade, probably longer. Uh, I'd say probably more like 15 years. And it made its Broadway debut this past weekend. Is it uh, La Rev? It's not a Cirque show. Not, that's not a Cirque show, but okay. Oh, okay. I've never seen La Rev. Okay, no, it's not. It's it, at it's, a casino that is not on the Strip. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I give up on this one. We, you stayed in their fail casino during the summer where the show plays. Um, so, okay, so it's got to be the, it's got to be the Rio. Is it uh, Penn and Teller? Yes, it is. Oh, my. They're on Broadway. I did see it. Yes. Okay, I figured you did. Yeah, I, I got the free tickets from the Seven Star. That's how I saw it. Yes. Oh, you want to hear you want to hear a funny story by Penn and Teller? Well, that's when I have when I go see it. Sure. All right. Here, here's a typical Dan Druff story. Uh, I well, tell me what you would do in this spot before you hear what I did. Though you could probably guess what I did. Uh, I was with Benjamin's mom. No Benjamin. You know, he, he. I don't think he's old enough to go there. That show, but uh, we went without him, and. Uh, I got my two tickets for free through the Seven Stars program, and we're we're coming up to the show, you know, very close to showtime, a few minutes beforehand. So we we're trying to get in there quickly, but at the same time, there's no line because most people are in already. So there's two doors you can walk in. One says Seven Stars go here, the other one says you know regular admission. And you, you pretty much just show them your ticket. Now, I didn't understand why it matters which door you walk in because they're pretty close to each other. And I assume this is for when it was crowded and, and the seven stars moves a lot faster. But there's like nobody in each line. So I walked to the seven stars line anyway because that's, uh, that's what I am. And I figure, well, that's, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Might as well just pick the one I'm supposed to go to. So I walk through the door and on the other side of the door, there's like nobody there. And and uh, the, the ticket taker says, uh-uh-uh, you have to walk back out and come around this door. Now, all the, they had to take like two steps over to do this, and there was nobody else in that line. And I said, why is that? They said, because this is closed. I said, but it wasn't closed. The door was open, and I was already through it. And I said, she, said, she said, no, you have to come back around and, and do it here. And I said, well, can't you walk over here? No, nope, you have to come back around and do it. So... Um, then a second person joins in, a second ticket taker who you know, could have been standing at the seven-star door, of course. There's two of them together now. 
and also joins in telling me, why, why can't I just walk around? They're telling me I have to walk around. They're telling me it's closed. If I want to get in, I have to walk around. Now, what would you do at this point? Hmm. Keep in mind, you're seven stars. You know, of course, you know you're, the seven stars are supposed to be treated well there. You've, you've yeah. walked through the line you're supposed to walk through, which is not closed or anything. They have to take two steps over to, to look at your ticket. There's nobody else in the other line. And they're obnoxiously telling you to go back around. What, what would you do? I'd raise hell. So I, w- so I was right. I was about to raise hell, and then I thought, crap, I, I don't want us to miss the show because I was afraid it's one of these things if you don't get in, maybe they close it for 15 minutes or some crap like that. So I, I didn't want like a, a Jewish dandruff argument to make us miss 15 minutes of the show possibly. So I just like quickly you know, went around, quickly voiced to them how I was unhappy about that. And then um, figured after the show's over, I'll find the manager and complain about these people. So when the show was over, I did, and unfortunately the manager was not there. So uh, I got his name, and I, and I came back the next day. And, uh, and, and I told them what happened. Now, I wasn't sure if they were going to just you know, jerk me off and pretend like they were... Uh, unfortunately, the two people who did it were not there that day, but I described them, and he knew what I was talking about. Uh, he, he 100% agreed with me that this was ridiculous. He said that they, they should have uh, – um, they should have uh, – you know, if, the, if the line was open, they should have walked over there, especially with nobody else in the other line, especially with two of them there. So he said they were just you know, trying to assert power over me. And, uh, and I said, is this the way they're supposed to treat the seven stars? He said, oh, no, I'm so sorry. But anyway, I wasn't sure at first he was just like jerking me off with pretending to be uh, – sympathetic about this but in reality kind of laughing at me for complaining about this but it turned out he wasn't because he was very interested in getting my info and seeing my seven star card and, and like he wanted all the info as if he's going to write them up and and like if, if he's just going to say oh yeah yeah sure that was awful then he wouldn't be collecting all this info to like prove that i was a seven star because they you know he wouldn't actually be doing anything about it but he, he was definitely like collecting all this stuff to where like he could make some kind of case against them you know internal internal complaint about them and, and, you know, and, and uh, present to his bosses or whatever, like, uh, you know, what, what happened that I was a seven star and that, you know, this is my name and I complained and all that. So for sure, this guy was interested in, in doing something about it. So uh, um, unfortunately, there wasn't anything I could ask for because I got in the show for free. Right. I didn't feel like coming and seeing it again. And, um, you know, what I'm going to say, you know, give me a refund on my free ticket. So, uh what I ended up doing is, is my sister and her husband were going to be coming to Vegas like the next month, and I was going to be there too. So uh, I was going to come. I said, well, you know, my sister and husband are going to be coming to the show in a month. You know, can, can you upgrade their seats when they come? So, yeah, you know, I gave their names, and that's what they did for them. They actually got really good seats there because of that. But uh, uh, I, I came back. Yeah, Lou Father was laughing that I came back the next day, but I was so pissed that I was treated. I was really like, like I felt like I was in kindergarten. Like, uh-uh-uh, Todd, you can't go through that door. In our class, we go through that door. So you walk back around. Come on, walk back around. I'm not going to be treated that way. They, they were trying to assert power over me there. There was no logical reason to do it. So you know, when someone wants to be an asshole to me at their job, when they want to use their job to assert some sort of power over me or, or uh, mess with me, then I'm going to be the asshole who comes back and gets them in trouble. I, I don't ever try to get people in trouble for 
human mistakes if they they forget to do something or they uh they, they they make a careless mistake or something like that. Like if they're totally checked out of their job and don't you know don't pay attention at all, the, 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 that's a different story. But like just if someone makes a, a mistake here and there. I'm not even if it's one that's kind of a pain in the ass. I I I wouldn't want to get them in trouble because everybody's human. But when someone like does something intentionally just to be an asshole at work to me, then then yes, I'm going to get them in trouble. And. Uh, so, so I, I don't know what happened to these two people, but uh, it, it seemed like they took it seriously and took all my info down and, and were very concerned and like wanted the whole story and wrote the whole thing down. You, you can always tell when you complain, like if, if, the, if the person you complain to is very, very interested about every last detail, you know they're going to do something. If they just kind of seem to tune you out and go, oh, yeah, 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 oh, no, you're right. You're sorry. We're, oh, we're very sorry. Okay, thank you. Bye. Like then, then you know they're not going to do anything. But this one I could tell that you know, something was going to happen. So – that's what happened when I went to see Penn and Teller. And uh, so uh, J-Stat says, uh, Druff has the temper of a killer bee. It, it's not so much as a temper. Uh, I, I just don't like, I, I just have this thing where I get really pissed when someone uses their job to screw with me. Because it's, it's not their place to do it. it. It's not their place to do it. When you're working for somebody else, then you're supposed to adhere to the standards that the business wants you to do. You, you can't decide for yourself, I work for this place, I'm going to use my job to screw with you. It's not, it's not your choice. You're, you're not, you don't own the place. So it pisses me off. Especially like these power trips. Like I, I'm just not going to have it. So that's what happened when I when saw Penn and Teller. And... Uh, They've been at the Rio forever, though. Probably is like 15 years. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, it's, they were here when I moved here, maybe even longer. Do you remember they were in that, speaking of Katy Perry, remember they were in that uh, Waking Up in Vegas uh, Yeah. Video? And it's, Negranu was, too? Yeah. <laughs> Except it didn't make sense because in that video, Penn and Teller were living at the Palms. <laughs> like, why, why would they be living at the Palms? And then they were like kicked like P- Katy Perry and her boyfriend in the video like kicked them out of the room when they were winning. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's anything else here. I, I I wish there wasn't so much fail tonight because I, I just kind of feel like like this is where this is where I kind of leave the show off for a few weeks, and then like people go back and listen to it again, and they go listen to all the fail and. Like, I, I don't have a chance to redeem myself until mid-August. It just kind of sucks. Well, you know, the pundits are going to be at their keyboards bashing us tomorrow. Yeah, they will be. They, they I know they will. There's going to be a lot that, of bashing. That, I like that poo. Uh, but that poo, he's going to... Yeah, he's, he's going to be real harsh. He, he, thought, he thought last week was bad. And I thought I, When I finished last week's show, I go, oh, that was a pretty good show. Like, I, I, I finished last week and actually felt good about the show. And then, uh, then he's like, "Oh, this is an awful show. It was the worst." I'm like, "Oh boy, I, I, I'm gonna, like, I'm only imagining what he's gonna write about this week's show." Maybe he'll be happy just because you were here, though. Maybe that'll put a smile on his face. Yeah. But I, I, you know, what, what keeps me going to do this show is I get messages from people about uh, how much they love it, how they could just listen to us talk forever, and. How it's so important to have this, you know, at work on Wednesday or 
Yeah, how, Wednesday how, and Thursday. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> shows like this they probably have to split. But yeah, they. I get so many messages from people that I either didn't know existed or I, I've seen their name, but I don't even realize that they listen to the show or care about the show. And then like, I get, I get these messages about how important the show is to them and how, how disappointed they'd be if I ever dared to end this whole thing. And I was like, wow, I, I can't, I can't even think about doing that then. Told you, but this was the tweet I sent you from a listener. Yeah. So I'm just getting caught up on radio from the past couple of months. You were so fucking entertaining, it's unreal. And I hardly agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have those, too, that listen to the show that just uh, disagree with everything we say and and just get pissed off, and for some reason they keep listening. I know Howard Stern had a lot of that, too. Yeah. But I I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't listen to somebody that constantly is getting me mad to listen to. It's one thing if I'm finding things they're doing entertaining and I just don't agree with their points of view, but it just seems like there's certain people who listen and and well, don't like anything that we say. If Delaware had his way, he had me sentenced four years of hard time. Yeah, I don't know how Delaware turned on you there. Well, the Jacob scandal. I know, but I don't know why he's blaming you. Well, he found me guilty, Druff. <laughs> well, found me guilty, buddy. Yeah, but... Well, you know, if some by some miracle, if Jason just keeps paying and paying and paying, and somehow the twelve thousand whatever gets paid back, it'll be uh, at least it'll be a semi happy ending. You know, like it'd be better if it all didn't happen in the first place. But to to actually recover the money in something like that is highly unusual. So, <laughs> Jason, like my little the pundits will be at their keyboards. Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm actually reading the chat room now because it's moving a lot slower. <laughs> So, this, so what do we have from Jason now? Roughly, are we at? Are we close to two grand yet, or no? I think like sixteen something. I I can look in the uh, forum where they're keeping track of it, but. And I assume you have that in an interest-bearing account. Yeah, PayPal is. Uh, <laughs> they pay me big interest. Actually, uh, let's see here. I've got. Let's see what they're paying. I actually heard that they're. Believe it or not, it's funny you bring this up. Because uh, I actually heard that uh, PayPal, for people who carry balances on there, that they, to, in order to encourage people to keep money on there, they're actually paying an interest rate. Uh, strangely, it's just announced that really? yeah, so, you're making some money. Yeah, so, so this is uh, here. There's actually a video announcement they sent me regarding the uh, the interest rate that that uh, they're going to be paying. Zero point zero. There it is. That kid with the dream, he's still stuck. Yeah. Saying in the chat, he hasn't been... Re- you know... Uh, well, at least he came back, though. At least the kid with the dream returned to, to Poker Fraud Alert. At least that happened. Wait, X-Factor. There is another reward level beyond 7-star, but it's reserved for real high rollers, like Phil Ivey, Dan Blitzerian, celebrities, entertainers, and VIPs. All that level, everything is free. Free 5,000 night suites. They give you free money to gamble. I read something once. If you if you read the Wikipedia about Seven Star, there's actually a Wikipedia. And it says that there was, you know, let me pull it up. There was another name that was given higher than Seven Star. The chairman, right? No, that's at, uh, 
No, I think it was both at uh, Red Rock and that's what it was. At I don't think so. Maybe. And, but it was for somebody else, but then he ended up suing them. No, that was for Ter- Terrence Watanabe. I know the whole story. That's a very interesting story, actually. That was of a – there's a company called the Oriental Trading Company. It actually still exists. They make uh, uh, little figurines. They make a, a lot of little things you can buy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, chairman. Yeah. Terry Wat- Wantabe? Watanabe. Watanabe? Yeah. yeah. So, so the Oriental Trading Company was founded by his dad, who's no longer alive. And and they got very successful. It's kind of like a mail order company where you buy little things, decorations, figurines, whatever. It ended up, you know, they, it was like a, they'd send catalogs out, and you'd order it. And they did, did really, really well. Made hundreds. He lost one hundred eighty nine million there, and they're still they're still in bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, that, that year he was actually a major impact on uh, on on their their books. I think they like won like seven percent. He he would count for like seven percent of their winnings for the entire year. Of the whole corporation. Anyway, uh, what happened with him was – so he was the son of the uh, founder of the Oriental Trading Company. So he had the fortune from there. He also had a terrible gambling problem. And, and he was also like really, really bad at the games he played. He wasn't just like a sick gambler. He just was like, awful at everything he played. He didn't even play like the equivalent of basic strategy. What was his father's name? I don't remember. Harry. Harry, okay. So, so and anyway, who owns the Oriental Trading Company now? Yeah, it was sold. I don't know who who owns it now. Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, I, yeah, okay. I guess, I guess I read that at one point. So, so what Caesar? So Jstat is already getting into it. What happened was uh, he was playing at the win, and he was losing a fortune there. And Steve Wynn, to show you if Steve Wynn's actually a decent guy, called in Terrence Watanabe and said, uh, "I want to talk to you. I think you might be a compulsive gambler." And Terrence said, "No, no, 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 I'm not. Let me keep playing." So he said, "I want to have a, you know, I want to discuss this with you." So they they had a discussion. Steve Wynn and Terrence Watanabe, and at the end of it, Steve Wynn said, "You know what? You haven't convinced me. I think you're a problem gambler. I'm borrowing you from my property." So Caesars, you know, they they have. Well, such... I have a question. What I know, obviously, you're not privy to it because you weren't there. But what do you think? Okay, when you say problem, that when you say that Steve Wynn thought he was a problem gambler. But when you have that much money, what does that mean? I mean, because I don't, they're, I don't they're not supposed. They're, they're not supposed. There's actually when they see evidence of, of quote, problem gambling, they're actually what is, supp- what is problem gambling? That, that mean is like like an addict. That that's like an addicted gambler who who can't control themselves. Who's not doing this recreationally. They're they're doing this out of addiction. Now that can describe. How would you know, determine that? Like, what's the difference between me chunking off my life savings? Well, it could be, but if they, if they determine if you if you say to them these are my life savings, I'm betting it all right now. They're supposed to at some point uh, determine. Now, if you just show up, like let's say you just show up tomorrow and say here's my life savings, you know, then, then this is at least something you've thought out before showing up there. Then that's not considered problem gambling. But if you're if you are, uh, let's say you somehow have access to your life savings while you're sitting there at the table. Uh, if you go from betting small to like chasing, chasing, to making it bigger and bigger and bigger and betting, you know, and betting more and more to chase, or if you show up the next day saying, okay, I lost last, this much last night, I'm going to play now to uh, win it all back. They're, if they detect what's referred to as problem gambling, then they are supposed to stop you. But, it, but as you said, it's a gray area and it's, it's hard to prove you know, what the difference is between someone who's just gambling too much and is a problem gambler. So anyway, uh, Steve Wynn decided that, that he – Terrence Watanabe was a problem gambler, and he didn't want to contribute to the problem. So he he actually told him he was borrowing him, even though he knew it was going to cost the win a lot of money. He just didn't want to be the guy to take all this guy to bust this guy. Uh, so uh-huh. so then 
Caesar snapped him up. Caesar's like, oh, 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 this is an opportunity for us. So they didn't care about him being a private problem gambler. So not only did they snap him up and give him whatever he wanted, but he was asking for things they weren't supposed to supply, like 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 pills. And uh, and and the, whatever he wanted, they gave him. You know, they let him get as drunk as he wanted and didn't cut him off. They get, they got him pills. They got him basically anything he asked for. Uh, you might be wondering, did he perhaps ask for women? Did he ask for, for hookers? No. Well, he may have asked for hookers, but he definitely didn't ask for women. He's gay. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that doesn't have much to do with the story. It's just an aside. Uh, so he chunked off the entire fortune that he had from the Oriental Trading Company. And then he took out a marker. And Caesars did not realize that he wasn't good for the marker. So he chucked off the marker of like another sixty million, and uh, and then when he couldn't pay the marker, uh, there was kind of a double lawsuit here where they were suing him for the money that uh, he owed. In fact, they I think they even wanted him criminally charged, and he was suing them back, claiming that they were uh, giving him too much alcohol and should have cut him off, and were giving him uh, drugs. Illegally, in order to get him to you know, have him in a bad state of mind where he'd lose all his money, well, so he really was trying to get the, he was trying to get them to return what they had won from him, and they were trying to get him on the hook for the remaining money on the marker. This is relatively new. Yeah, this is like oh, I mean, it was two years like, ago. That no, was more than two years ago. Things like oh, no, it was two years ago when when Caesars got fined. Yeah, and the and the, the report was published. But I think this was like from oh eight or something, right? Yeah, but 2013, they were fined a measly 225k. Yeah, it's a joke. Kicking out a belligerent high roller on a historic losing streak. Yeah, so oh, so, so so so. Wait, I'm embarrassed. I don't know about this. Yeah, so so what happened was they ended up, and so the chairman thing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This was in New Jersey. I got to read more about this, but keep going. New Jersey regulators fined them 225. I guess he was doing this both in Vegas and yeah, he AC. must have. Okay, so so in. Uh, in the chairman thing, it, he's the only person ever to have chairman at Caesars, and that was a special rank which was created just for him because he didn't like that there were too many seven stars. You know, people like you and I, and we weren't at the time, but he he, he didn't like that uh, the seven stars grinders had the same status as him. So he said, I want a status above seven stars. So they actually created chairman just for him. I don't know if he was the one who chose the name of it. Or if uh, they just picked it for him, but uh, uh, he was the only chairman, and they retired the chairman tier after this whole thing. After he was not going to be playing there anymore, so the end. I, I believe the way it was finally settled was that both sides just gave up. That he dropped his lawsuit about uh, wanting Ooh. his money returned, and that they gave up on the sixty million dollar marker because uh, you know they had some fault too. It was kind of like both sides realized that. Uh, that they were that both sides were vulnerable. He, I mean, he legitimately gambled the money and lost it and, and took a marker he couldn't pay. And at the same time, they gave him drugs and alcohol when they shouldn't have. And, uh, uh while he was losing all that money. So they both okay, realized, can that, I, I just read this, but can I recap a couple things real yeah, fast? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this is actually from a card player article, uh, two years ago. Um, in 2007, Druff, he lost more than $120 million gambling yeah. at Caesars. 
uh, more than 120 million in, in 2007. Uh, this article says that he was basically regarded in in gambling in those in the gambling circles as one of the worst, if not the worst, gambler of all time. Um, he took out the marker that. Oh, hold on one second. The marker that you inferred to that he didn't pay was a marker for fourteen point seven million. I thought it was your sixty. Was it was? No, well, that's what it says. I'm reading card player. That's what it says. Maybe here. it was 14, another one. I I, I I was I, I thought it was much more. I I thought I remembered being sixty. Yeah, before the nastiness began, Wat, Watanabe was treated like a king. He was put up in the most elegant suites, and he had employees degrade themselves by acting as his servants. <laughs> According to an internal investigation by Caesars, okay, which painted want want uh, what Tanabe? Watanabe. Watanabe. Okay, I have trouble with Asian names. They an internal investigation painted him as a jerk and a degenerate. And an executive at Caesars said to give him whatever he wants. The goal, how they thought was impossible, but turned out not to be, was to keep him gambling. He was so absurdly awful at gambling that Caesars agreed to give him a 30% rebate on his staggering losses. An employee (laughs) of the casino told the Wall Street Journal that he made such bad decisions on the blackjack table, it was unbelievable. Special treatment for Watanabe went as far as to reassign employees to different areas of the casino if he didn't like them for whatever reason. (laughs) The illusion was that he ruled the place, but he obviously was sorely mistaken. He was nothing more than a mark. In its own internal review, Caesars realized that he was using marijuana and cocaine and making sexual advances towards employees. Uh, It obviously wasn't female employees. New Jersey authorities, I guess a lot of this happened in Jersey, appeared and believed that Caesars should have put a stop to in other words, the, the casino let his behavior go way too far so it could pad its pockets and please its shareholders. However, Caesars deflected arguably the most serious of his allegations, allowing him to gamble his fortune away while he was visibly intoxicated. This is a, technically a no-no in Nevada, though. Obviously, on any given night, highly intoxicated people are everywhere in Nevada losing money. Caesar's findings went as far as admitting that low-level employees might have felt that they shouldn't complain about him because management wanted him there, and it just goes on. How? I mean, that's a that's that's amazing. He lost one hundred twenty million dollars in yep. two thousand seven. Yep. In one year, he was getting thirty percent. Like he would walk, he would lose like twenty million, and he'd. He'd go home and they sent him a check for six million back. I, I wonder if this he was worse than this one woman I played next to a Casino Royale who stood on a six and five she was dealt. And and, and and so both me and the dealer tried to explain to her how there's no that you can only do better by hitting, there's no way your hand can get worse. And she said, no, no, that's okay. I want to stay. We could say, no, you don't understand. You can't bust. Your hand will only get better. Your hand will only improve. In fact, you, it's a good ch- good chance you can improve up to uh, 21, the best hand, if you get a 10. 
No, no, don't tell me. How. And she started getting mad. Don't tell me how to play. I want to stay on this. So there go. Okay. So I, I've never seen someone worse than her <laughs> staying on an 11. Wow. But I wonder if he did things like that. They were just like mind-bogglingly bad. That's, yeah. I mean, obviously, it must have been really. He must have been really to give them a thirty percent rake back rebate. I mean, not rake back, thirty percent rebate on his losses plus uh, all these reports that he was one of the worst gamblers they've ever seen. Worst meaning skill wise, he must have just made ridiculous decisions. Jay Stat saying I was gulping down the soft drink because I burped. I was just it just kind of came out. I'm actually not uh, drinking anything. And PLOL is saying she probably didn't want to take the dealer's bust card. The funny thing is her standing on the 11 actually could have won the hand for her. I think she lost the hand, but had she won, it could have been something like that where the dealer uh, drew a card to bust where otherwise they would have drawn to 21. But uh, obviously you can't know that. I know he's just kidding. Casino Royale really had some of the dumbest gamblers they've ever played with. Because it wasn't, it's not like a high-end casino by any means. It's a, a trashy place on, in the middle of the strip. A lot of the people in there are drunk. But they used to have a blackjack game that was very beatable, if you counted cards. Uh, the only problem is your action would stand out. They didn't seem to care that much, so that was a good thing. There, there wasn't much heat there. But your action would stand out because you're having people that are betting like $3 a hand, and I'm betting like you know, 25 to 125 25 to 150 which is not huge, but compared to the $3 bettors, it looks huge. And then, and then, like, I asked the dealer, like, what's the biggest action you've seen here this week? And they say, you. So you just did not get anyone betting big in there. And I, I once had a prostitute approach me afterwards after I cashed out. Like 20, I remember you telling yeah, me this. Yeah, yeah, 2600 bucks from there. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was kind of a trashy place. But it was actually a good game, and it didn't have much heat. And it was one of the few places I ever played that a dealer actually was helping me with, uh, you know, like obviously knew what I was doing and helping me by dealing very deep in the deck, like and giving me like a signal he's going to keep dealing. And uh, so I, I was giving him better tips for that. But, but he, he just did this on his own before I was giving yeah, any kind of good tips. But uh, maybe he was hoping to get good tips. But uh, it's one of the few times, like uh, he'd get down to a place he surely should shuffle, and then he puts his finger up, showing one more. And I was like, okay. Then I put up a large bet because the count was good. See, I I did well in that place, but I I I was also getting like a lot of attention from the people at the table because they would like they would actually get nervous for me because they're betting like three dollars a hand, and they see me put out like one fifty. Like, oh my god, look at that guy. And then there's like. Like, what should I do? What should I do? I was like, no, you just play your hand. No, 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 I don't want to take your card. Or like, you know, you tell me what you want. Your, your, yours is so much more important than mine. I go, no, no, don't worry about it. You just, just play the way you think you should play. Is that? I don't That's care. A question I, for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, and again, I know we're just going on tangents, but I, I was, you know, I stumbled into that card player article about uh, the Jenner Gambler, and I, I read about Phil Ivey's countersuit, and uh, it says, and this is a Borgata's quote that the plaintiff is barred from the Borgata. Now looking and I just did a quick look on Wikipedia to uh, make sure that I was correct in what I thought <clears throat> the Borgata is jointly owned by Boyd Gaming and MGM Resorts. Boyd Gaming 
uh, in Vegas just owns a bunch of local casinos. It owns the uh, all the coast, the coast brand, you know, Suncoast, Orleans, uh, Gold Coast, um, Samstown, et cetera, et cetera. And also, uh, well, anyhow, and it's also the Borgata is owned by them and also MGM. So if he's banned by the Borgata and they're half owned by MGM, wouldn't that you think carry over into Las Vegas? Yeah, why is he still playing at the Aria? It's weird. I'm just, I'm just reading about it now. And I, don't, I don't know. Maybe. Well, has he been at the Aria? Like, has he been there since yeah, it all started? Not, he played in one of those the cash game huh, that day. Uh, one, uh, here, I'm going to read you where it says. Okay, this is. Uh... Yeah, it says plaintiff is barred from entering. Yeah, I don't get it. It's that's. I mean, obviously, you'd assume he's barred. You know, they're they're uh, a huge. Well, the Borgata, yeah. he's, he's the defendant, not the plaintiff. Well, no, but I'm saying he countersued them. I'm reading. Oh, okay, the countersuit, okay. His response, their response to his countersuit. In the countersuit, he's asking, uh, what is he asking for? They're asking for compensation. Okay, both gamblers want the case against him dismissed with prejudice, and the Borgata to pay for their legal fees and court costs under New Jersey's law pertaining to frivolous lawsuits. They're also seeking compens- yeah, compensation for damages, consequential and punitive damages, and any other relief the court deems. No, I, I didn't see that. I, th- I thought they were just countersuing just to pretty much dismiss the case and, and dismiss anything oh, similar Oh, they're trying to, to get money, too. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I'm reading the exact quote. Yeah, no, that's, There's no way they're going to get that. No way. There's, they might beat this, but they're not going to win money, too. Okay, I think... I'm on Ivy's side here for this one, but I, I don't think it's outrageous he's being sued. I, I can it's, understand. It's amazing to me that in today's day and age, and, and, and I mean, that just shit could even happen. Yeah, of course it is amazing. It's, it's, it's just like, it's what? Ridiculous. Uh, hold on. I'm going to read you something else I remember that just is. Uh, By the way, if anybody wants to ask questions for S. Dan Druff, you can do it in the chat for those remaining here. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Explain to me how this happens. I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, maybe I'm I'm just maybe everyone around me is just is so stupid and it's just I'm 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 I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. On Friday, this is all this is a year old, but still I remember thinking when I read it, I just don't get it. Tell me if you do. On Friday, a judge ruled in favor of the Golden Nugget Atlantic City, a Golden Nugget Atlantic City in a high stakes court battle over more than one point five million in scandalous mini Bakara winnings. On the infamous night of April thirtieth, two thousand and twelve. I remember this. A group of fourteen gamblers noticed that the cards being used for mini Bakara <laughs> were not being shuffled. They increased their bets from ten dollars. To five thousand, <laughs> and they won like forty-three hands in a row, right? And uh, yeah, hold on, and eventually taking the house for a massive sum. Okay, they ended up winning forty-eight hands in a row. <laughs> forty-eight hands in a row. 
And no one there, the, the pit bosses. Yeah, that's about as dumb as you can get. Dealers, I, I thought the same thing when I read it. I know no it's crazy. No one said anything. It's crazy. I, I could not imagine how that. You go from, I mean, Druff, you're sitting there, you're playing blackjack, and you increase your bet from a quarter to 200, and you're getting people making phone calls. Yeah. They go from ten to $5,000. And win 48 hands in a row. In, in, a, in, in a coin flip game. Yeah. Bakra. I mean, it's not 48 hands in a row. <laughs> 48 fucking hands. I mean, I don't, how, like, I mean, how, how can that happen? It's amazing. Like, it, these it, people it, that the, are working in these places. And the people involved in this thing, they were so stupid because at one point they were given the opportunity this is after the whole thing happened the money was confiscated and they they were detained for a while and so you know so they didn't get to get their money and guess who made the cards that weren't pre-shuffled was it uh Maggiano yep Jamaco or Gamaco Jamaco manufacturer of cards that were named in the Ivy Borgata scam okay okay how so, is this car company still in business? <laughs> what casino in their right mind with integrity would buy cards from them now? Yeah, Jemico, yeah. You uh, think the brand's a little tainted, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. What's what if in that whole situation though, the players were were greedy at the end, not while they were playing. While they were playing it was fine what they did, but um they after they were detained and they and they they saw extra dollar signs not just getting the money back that they won but but also that you know that the casino wouldn't cash out but but also getting all these punitive damages and and for unlawful detention so so they decided to sue the casino and at one point the casino got right. scared and said all right fine 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 here how about you just drop the lawsuit and we'll give you everything you won and like idiots they said no you guys are liable we're going to get you for much more than that <laughs> well guess what they got nothing so they they got fucked. In fact, the owner, uh, which, which I I think this is a, a family member possibly of, of the family that owns Station Casinos, Tillman Fertitta. That's a station guy. Yeah, it probably is. And he's the owner of the Golden Nugget AC, or at least he was. He offered to give them all their money. Yeah, that's what know, I just said. Everything yeah. as long as the gamblers dropped their other claims. That's, that's what I just said. That's what I just said. All they had to do was drop this other yeah. stuff they were doing, and, I, right. and then and they would have gotten everything. And they said no. They said no, and they got nothing. Yeah. They they didn't they didn't just want their prize the, the well they call it prize money, but they wanted additional damages. Yeah. At that point, you just give court up. And they lost it all. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's so stupid. At that point, you you stop getting greedy. You go, okay, um, you know, this is the main thing we were going for. It kind of sucks what they did to us, but fuck it, we you know, we still got over on them big time. Like you're you're not going to walk away with all that money and say, oh wow, the casino didn't get over on, this casino got over on us. You're not going to say that. You're gonna you got over on them you, with 48 straight hands, and you got to keep the money. Like you, at that point, you tolerate what happened before and just say, okay, it was still worth it. So they they were stupid and greedy. I couldn't believe that they took a chance like that. So. Yeah, that was an amazing story when that went down. Phil Ivey, how much do you think Phil Ivey has lost so far? I mean, I'm, when is this article? Okay, this is July, uh, the 27th of July. So this is two days ago. Uh, actually, a day and a half ago because we just turned the 29th. Uh, how much would you guess Phil Ivey lost 
it doesn't say what it, what it determines to be the summer, but um, well, whatever. I just it says Philavi has lost a million dollars so far this summer um, wow. when he was not in Vegas uh, playing on Poker Stars on uh, under his name Raise Once. Um, I'm just reading. That's amazing. I mean, that yeah, I, I didn't even. Do you ever even log in to like full Tiller Poker Stars just to see, watch the games to see if the people you know still playing? Do you ever? Once ever in a while, t- once in a while, I go on. Yeah, I, I downloaded uh, Stars for the first time in years the other day and just was watching it, and there was no limit action at all. There was nothing. Um, I don't even know if there's still, but I saw the games run because there's a guy who posts in, a, in another secret area of Poker Fraud Alert where we discuss like limit hold'em. And there's right. a guy, who, there's a European guy who plays on there. Okay, but the games but look pretty Stick tough. Man, like, he like, was playing in like the hundred, two hundred mix game, which I guess <laughs> Stick he's man. still around. He's for, he was from Russia, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stickman, it was amazing with him because I could not believe how well this guy would run. He'd be like two hundred, four hundred. Like I never saw him lose, and it would be amazing. Like he'd have like a seven, and and like I'd have kings. And somebody else would have queens or something, and you know the board is uh, the board comes like all low, and he has nothing. He has a seven high, and somehow he's just like carries along with all the raising, raise, 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 raise on the flop, gets capped. The 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 turn is an ace, and, and of course the a seven is still good. The ace no kicker somehow that's good with all that. Like I see that I saw that so many times with him where he just uh, you know not, not like he played like a super user, but like like. He would fade, would look like in a terrible spot, and then get there. Hmm. And other times, like, uh, um, it was it was just really maddening to play with him. He just seemed to always get there. And if he's got a draw, it's always getting there. I don't know. I wish I was that lucky. Now, he's a good player. I'm not going to say Stickman sucked. I'm just saying that, uh, boy, he ran well. He did run well. Mm-hmm. Eventually his name got out. I forgot what his name was, but uh You think you think Stickman like uh, you know he, with all the money he's won, like he's in Russia there, you think you think that uh um yeah, you think he buys these uh, like a bunch of Russian prostitutes over there? I wonder what his story is. Like st- Stickman I, I know nothing about him. I didn't even no, know. I, I, did, no, I know nothing about him either. I'm just wondering like what his story is. Like he's won all that money on stars as he lived like a king in Russia. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, you would assume so, but I, I yeah, I don't even know uh, his age. I don't. I mean, have you? Have you've never been to Russia, have you? No, but I mean, like, there's like these like hot Russian girls that are willing to for you know to be with men who are much less well off than Stick Man probably yeah. is, uh, who are in America. They come all the way to America to marry like these you know sixty year old guys who are you know not the slightest bit attractive, uh, you know who who have. Yeah, you know, enough money to support them, but not uh, not really rich guys. So, like, what would these same girls do to stay in their own country and be with a, a younger guy like Stickman, who has even more money? Yeah, like you got you got to think he's like a boss over there. Yeah, a lot of scandalous things. I didn't even. I mean, uh, listen to this. Did you ever know about this? In uh, is that the Bor- Borgata? I'm reading controversy in. 
November 14, 2007, authorities charged 23 people that worked in the Borgata poker room with an illegal sports gambling ring. Oh, yeah. That was allegedly run out of the Borgata's poker room. Yeah. I know about that. Four of the people that didn't work there but that participated were known mob associates. Yeah, I knew about that. Jesus. I don't this was, I mean, this was eight years ago. So I guess the mob is still really running around. Like, they're running an illegal sports book out of the Borgata poker room. Yeah, yeah, that was going on. In fact, I think, um, I don't know if it was the one in 07, there was a bust about the Borgata and a sports book running out of there through the poker room. And one of the people who was involved was, you remember I Get Paid from Stars? Her name was Q Dong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, I don't know the name, but I remember. Her, her, her husband, uh, who also sometimes used that account, uh, her husband was one of the people involved in that sports book ring and got arrested. And I remember she, you know, she finished third in the event I won in 05 at the World Series. And she came in as the chip leader to the final table. Like a pretty good chip leader. Like three, like she had like like three to two on me and I was second chip leader. Mm-hmm. And she finished like a distant third. But um, she, she, she said to me, and then her husband repeated it, that he was stuck so much in cash games in Vegas that summer that she needed to win that event for 347000 for them to be unstuck for the summer. So when he ended up finishing, when she finished third, it wasn't, wasn't good enough. But she, she made the mistake. She, you don't ever do this. She made the mistake of after taking a bad beat to me at the final table, complaining that I always get there on her on stars and she can never beat me. So as soon as she said that, I changed my approach with her. And I said, all right, well, because my, my plan at first at the final table was just to be like, you know, just like tight aggressive and just, you know, play the, the hands I get and, and not do anything really fancy or funny there. When she told me that, I figured she had the impression that I've always, you know, I've always got it against her. So I started just like check raise bluffing her all the time and she kept laying down to me. So, uh. Oh, that poor Trederuski. What happened to him? They weren't bluffing, it turns out, after all. ESPN's Jim Trotter and NFL's media Albert Breer both are reporting that Tom Brady has given the NFLPA permission on Wednesday to appeal his four-game suspension by filing a lawsuit in federal court. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, you're right, I'm going to have a lot of beef. He's gonna. Ask, they're saying that they're gonna go to court today and ask for an injunction. And you and you just get this like tonight too. Like like it just always resolves right, right away. Right now, yeah. <laughs> Boy, I run good with the props. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. You remember that from 84? I don't remember that exact commercial, but I remember the angry lady... Like with the where's of beef, and I remember all the T-shirts that spawned from that. I mean, that was a brilliant marketing campaign. Yeah, that was huge in '84. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, um, you know what? I, I when I grew up, it was actually amazing. 
I mean, maybe it just wasn't that popular in the part of the, where I lived in South Florida until, let's see, until I was, when I was sick, okay, there was not a Taco Bell or a Wendy's in uh, South Florida until I was 17. The first Taco Bell that opened up in South Florida, which is amazing to me. Uh, but I don't know, maybe it just wasn't that big, and I was thinking that they were everywhere, but they really weren't. But the first Taco Bell opened up my senior year in high school, followed by a Wendy's. Uh, we had McDonald's. <clears throat> we had Burger King, which was actually based in Miami. And I used, actually used to like Burger King, and I remember there used to be that debate. What do you like better? You know, people were Burger King, people were McDonald's, and now Burger King has just become like a fail. Like, I, I don't... It is a fail. I mean, you know, funny enough, I don't know how many Burger Kings are in Vegas. I mean, there's certainly not a lot. There's a lot yeah, more aren't. McDonald's and Burger Kings out here. But there's actually a Burger King about a quarter mile from my house out here in Summerlin. Well, there's one, there's one in the Rio. No, oh, that Whopper place? Yeah. But is that is that actually a actual Burger King? Yeah, it is. Are you sure? I, that's, that's, I don't think it is, though. They're the, that's the only Whopper that exists. They'd be a trademark it's violation. K-Whopper Bar is the name of the restaurant. Well, you I, know what? Let's it look it up. Working. But, so anyhow, uh, I'm looking now, but it doesn't, well, maybe it is. It's called the BK Whopper Bar. Yeah, though. BK. Yeah, yeah but know, Burger King. Yeah, they have the logo. Yeah, okay. it's like a spinoff of Burger King or something. Yeah. What was your favorite fast food growing up? Um, like or like, your favorite two? Like the like guy. I, I, well, Mama or Papa would tell us. Said Todd, you, know, you did you, good on the BBS today. <laughs> I'm going to take you out for a treat. Where would you want to go? What, you know, I, be- believe it or not, despite the fact that I got a lot of fast food in my adulthood there there really wasn't we didn't have that much when i was a kid my parents didn't you get it eating lobster when you're five six years old were you no i didn't eat lobster but i they just get, didn't get much fast food for us uh i had i i did like mcdonald's we didn't go there that often but i i liked it especially i like their fries i still i still do uh i think everybody likes mcdonald's fries yeah that's, that's pretty much actually i prefer in and out burger I, I like their fries much better than really McDonald's. no they, see, i like in and out burger much better overall over McDonald's. I like In-N-Out shakes a lot better. I like their burgers a lot better. The fries are, are kind of hit and miss with In-N-Out, whereas McDonald's, I think, is consistently good. Yeah. So, uh, but I think burger-wise, there's no question In-N-Out's way, way better. But you know what In-N-Out I hate in Vegas is the one on Tropicana. I hate it. Yeah, it's a disaster. It, it's, it, I went there for years when I lived near the Strip. It, it's terrible. I always make sure to go to the Sahara one because that one's all locals. But the, the, the Tropicana one, it's all obnoxious tourists. They're like, oh, we're on vacation. We're going in and out. Isn't this cool? Yeah. Like it's a combination of, of Californians that just think it's so cool to go in and out in, in Vegas and people from out of state who've heard about in and out and there's their chance to go to it. And it's just full of obnoxious tourists. It's always jammed. It's always slow. The parking lot's terrible. It's not even that easy to get over there. Uh, it's on this weird side road. Uh, the Sahara one is so much better. So much better. I'm lucky. I have one out in what uh, Bad Guy 23 would call out here in a residential area right off Lake Mead, about four miles from the house. Yeah, I'm sure that one's good, too. The Sahara one's fine as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The the, the Tropicana one's an absolute abomination. It's awful. <laughs> and 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, we didn't go to. Fast but I mean, food. when I was seventeen, was Taco Bell big, and for some reason it just hadn't expanded to ta- uh, South Florida. Um, I see, I, see, I didn't eat much of that then either, so I don't remember. I remember in college someone had Taco Bell, and that's actually the first time I had eaten Taco Bell, so it must have not been that big. When I was in college in the early 90s, I remember someone had Taco Bell in the computer lab, and they're like, oh, I can't – I'm too full. Do you want my taco? I'm like, oh, sure. I go, oh, this is pretty good. All right, well, I'm going to go here again. I, I like Taco Bell way, way better than Del Taco. Del Taco's crap. Really? I actually prefer the opposite. Really? Now. I know I've, I've I've never liked El Taco. Hmm. And you know there's a White Castle in Vegas now? I'm just typing in the oh, chat. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. I've never been there. Never well, been to White Castle. I'm trying to think it's uh I mean, I'm getting tired, brother. I'm hanging in here. Yeah, I'm uh, it, it's what uh, what it's it's on the strip. It's not uh Casino Royale. It's that other one. For some What's reason, that? I don't like when fast food places are inside of a casino. I just feel like it's the price is marked up. It's just not the same quality. It just seems kind of kind of crap. You know, like for some reason, I just it almost doesn't feel like it's really the the place, the actual place when it's inside of a casino. I know it is, but it doesn't feel like it is. I'm trying to see what casino it opened January of this year. It just says on the strip. Yeah, that's helpful. I mean, really. I hate when they do that. Its address is 3725 Las Vegas Boulevard. Just say the fucking <laughs> casino you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, They're like, trying to make it hard for you to find them. I mean, it, that's what it tells you. The Vegas story. You know what? Have, have you been to Raisin Cane's there in Vegas? Yeah, I, I was actually there for the first time in about two years. Uh the other day, um, I try not to eat a lot of fried food. I mean, I, I've never been a big fan of fried food, but when I do have it, you know, I, I try to limit it. So as much as I like that their chicken fingers are great, I just try to stay away from that. Yeah, I, I probably – I eat a lot of fried food. But, you know, fortunately, I don't have a cholesterol problem. That's, that's one good thing. But when, when you say you eat a lot of fried food, what – French fries or all like just a lot of A lot of things. Of course, they don't, their phone number is out of service. I mean, I'm calling them. <laughs> Wait, give me the number. I'll call it on the radio here. So people can hear. Give me the number. I'll call it. So it's 702 Castle 1. Should I hang up? Yeah, here, let me call. I'll call. Okay, I'll call. 702 Castle 1. I've never eaten at White Castle. I think I've had like the frozen one someone made once. Oh, hold on. I think we called the wrong number. Oh, I, I hung up on Brandon. That's not good. Yeah, the new Skype sucks. I think I I connected. What are you doing? 
It's hard to do. No, it's hard to do letters on Skype. So, so Castle one is. Well, I can tell you what it is. It's I a, figure you know the letters. I by do. Art. I think I, do, I got it by one. I think it's a two two eight eight five three one. Is that it? Uh, let me look at my phone. I think it's two Shout two, out eight. to PLOL again. He's saying Shake Shack is legit. I've never. I don't think we have those out here. Two two seven eight five three one. Uh, two two. Okay, I guess I got it right in the first time then. Seven zero two 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 seven eight five three one. Yeah, it's the second time I dealt it wrong. Okay, the first time I got Shout it. Shout out to Andy Rick. Shout out to still awake with us. I like that guy. I met him once. I would have had a meal with him. Yeah, yeah, he was he was here this year at the World Series. Yeah, I met him with you. Yeah, we were right next to him. Okay. Yep. S double screw this show. Druff won't take any good calls. If anyone wants to call in, if they're really actually yeah, listening. Yeah, call in S-Double. I, I know I missed a call. Go ahead and call in. S-Double. That name sounds familiar. That's that's Scott from the East Coast, the same person. Oh. No, see, I, it's not even answering. It's something's wrong with that number. I thought something was, but then, well. I guess, maybe it didn't survive. Anyway. Draw out their marquee number, the Castle one. <laughs> maybe we can get it. Maybe I can get that to replace the main number for uh, Hooker Fraud Alert. It's right here. Maybe I can grab it like maybe I can grab it like I grabbed uh, Boris seventy eight. Says open twenty four seven. Yeah, the phone number's not. Maybe you can grab it like that. <laughs> That's loud. No one ever answers. Maybe they're. In... You have reached White Castle on the Las Vegas trip. For information such as our hours of operation, God. address. You hear? They say they're on the Las Vegas Strip. They're trying to hide from you. I want to talk to someone. Every number. Hold on. It doesn't even give you an option. Hold on. Or to contact us. Oh, you can't even talk? What's the chances they you call you? Can't even get a hold of no one. What, what, what's the chances they call you back? Is it like zero? Please record your message. Hold on. Now I gotta Google this. And I want to see what casino that's at that address. Okay. It is at the Casino Royale. Now I have a beef with the Casino Royale for allowing this to. How can you don't even have a direct line, Druff? <laughs> We're on the Las Vegas Strip. If you want to come here, we're not telling you where we are. We're on the Las Vegas Strip. That's all you get to know. Find us if you dare. Thank you for calling the Casino Royale and Hotel. Wait, here, let me call. Hold on. Let, let, let's make the call so people can hear this better. Yeah, I'm, I'm going right. to call them. What's, what's the number here? Uh, 702-737-3500. Is White Castle really shit? I mean, I've never... I, I think somebody once served me, like, the frozen ones that are, like, in the grocery store. But I've never lived anywhere where they've had them. But I, I, I hear I, mixed I, reviews. 
I haven't either. Are, we, are you calling? I, I am. It's it's something's not working. Let me try it again. It's really weird. <laughs> What's up, Willie? Pulp Fiction. I'm getting hungry, Druff. Do you eat when you're on the air? No. I mean, we've been it's been eight hours now. I know. Seven I, I, hours. I I just go without. You know, it's. Uh... Yeah, me too. P L O L L. I'll say it tastes like the frozen ones. What's up, Willie? I I can't. Uh, this new Skype's. Why did I upgrade? S double saying that you won't take his calls and he's out. And he donated money to a free roll. I'm trying to call White Castle and I or. I, I can't. I, I can't, think something's wrong with your Skype. I, 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 I can't make a freaking calling out. Here, I'm going to call you right back. I can't, I can't stand this. I don't know what's wrong here. I just don't know what's wrong here. It's pissing me off. It's it's, it's uh, two fifteen a.m. It's pissing me off. Thank you for calling the go. Casino Royale and Hotel, located at three four one one Las Vegas Boulevard South. Our hotel and casino puts you in the middle of the action on the Las Vegas Strip. If you know your party's three-digit extension, please press 3. For room reservations, press 1. For a list of departments, press 2. Thank you. For hotel, press 1. For casino operations, press 2. For the IT department, press 3. You there, Brandon? For security, press 4. For the executive office, press 5. For engineering, press 6. Hmm. For our restaurant list, press 7. No. For hotel, for the slot department, press 1. For table games, press 2. For the cage and credit department, press 3. For the slot club, press 4. For the beverage office, press 5. There's no like. Slot department, press 1. For table. There's no chance the beverage office is going to answer. Please transfer your call. I'm going to try anyway. Beverage office. This is Stan. What does the beverage office even do? They purchase the beverages, I would guess. Hey, do look young in that picture. Hi, this is Tom. I'm not in my office. If you'd like to leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options. Uh, hello, this is Colonel Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I, I believe I've reached the beverage office. Um, I've become very disillusioned of the beverage offerings you have at uh, Casino Royale. Um, I went to get some orange soda there. I said, do you have any orange soda? They said, I, actually, we do. And what they did is they served me something called Orange Crush. And I said, what, what the bloomin' hell is this? I, I, I don't know what Orange Crush is, and it, it doesn't look very appealing to me. But it, it, yes, of course it's orange and it's soda, but it wasn't quite what I was expecting. So I tried the Orange Crush, and it, it was dreadful. It was absolutely dreadful. And um, then I told them that what I was expecting was a Fanta. And they said, what are we talking about? We carry Orange Crush here. And I said, you know, I, I want a Fanta. I want a Fanta. Oh, I want a, I want a Fanta. Don't you want a, want a Fanta? And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, have you seen the dancing girls on the beach saying they, they, in bikinis telling you they want a Fanta? They, they had no clue. And they told me I've got to drink the Orange Crush, otherwise I can get something else. So I, I said, forget it. Forget it. 
I said attempting to get a Fanta in this establishment is, is, is like uh, trying to carry coals to Newcastle. It's just not going to happen. So I walked out, and you lost my business because you didn't have Fanta on the premises. And I thought that someone who works in beverage management would want to know about this. And in fact, I'm very disappointed they don't staff someone 24 hours in this position. Tally-ho, pip-pip, and let's get on with the bloody thing. I'm sure he'll love that message. That was good. I missed that. All right, this is what we're going to do now. It's late, and I, I, yeah. we'll give it one little go-around to try to get some momentum and call it a night. Um, let's call the Aria. We're going to do a Colonel Niger, 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 Colonel Niger Sham. I can't talk. You're from the small city of Port Glasgow. It's the smallest <laughs> city in Scotland. Okay? Population's 190. Okay. okay. You're running an article in the Daily Glasgow that's coming out in three hours on on corruption and the scandal in the poker are in the Aria poker room and you want to ask them for comment before you print your article. Okay. But, yeah, let's try to get something from them. Okay, let's try to get something. Or Glasgow. A- any, anyone who's gonna like wanna hear this segment's gonna have to hear everything else we did <laughs> to get to this. Yes. Okay. It's like the hidden gem of the show, maybe. Okay, let's see here. Shout out to Mr. Tickle. Yeah, he's I see. He's a I love when they come back in and they say radio still on. Fuck, I just yeah. went to bed and woke up. Okay, so uh, let's see if they have a direct Port phone Glasgow. number. Yeah. Okay, let's see. All right, it has a poker room. It has a direct phone number. Do they? It is, yeah. that's uh, No, that's not it. Where is it? I'm looking for the direct number to the poker room. Well, you know, you can always go with the route of saying, can you transfer me to the poker room, please? Let's see what try. Oh here, uh, well I may I may have it. Uh, no. Can I just Google it? I tried; it didn't come up. I was called the main number. I try. I, I I tried hard. I was trying to avoid one level of transferring, but it just wasn't happening. Let's hope this Skype won't fail and I can actually connect it here. Busy? No, it couldn't be right. Try a different number. Um, it says their main number is 702-590-7111. Sounds like a casino phone number. Let's try the... Uh, it does sound like a casino phone number, but... I'll just call the 866 number. I, I hate calling oh, that. Oh, you can't do that because that's it, not the front desk. I was going to go. It's like reservation. Yeah, that's something. what I'm saying. I don't want that. But that first number, it showed up as busy. Skype is such a freaking fail. Well, you shouldn't have got that update. Oh, here. I, th- I think <laughs> I think I may have figured it out. The, the phone number for the uh, poker room. Let's try this. 590-7230. Okay. Let's try it now. Are you a poker, Mrs. Ate? Uh, hello. This is Colonel Nigel Fabersham. Uh, I'm calling from Port Glasgow. It's a uh, city in Scotland. And uh, sorry if I'm calling it a odd time for you, but it's uh, morning over here. 
Um, we, we've got information about um, a, a rather disturbing situation that occurred over here regarding um, some thefts of, uh, of dealer tokes. And uh, we're writing an article over here by the, by the uh, it's called the uh, Port Glasgow Sun. And uh, believe it or not, in a small town here, there's actually a, a quite a big poker following. So I'm the, I'm the one in charge of that uh, section of the newspaper. Um, before we go live with the article, I'd like to know if there's, um, you know, could you give me some information about what occurred over there? I have no idea what occurred. So, so you, well, I was told that the tournament director of the ARIA was fired. Is that true? I have no idea. I work on graveyard. I don't even see anything with the tournament. Um, over here, it's two thirty in the morning. Uh, uh, I would I would call in about eight hours. You would actually be up then uh, after ten thirty here. Then the 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 shift manager and the bosses come in on a day shift. Uh, well, the problem is that at, at um, 6.30 is supper time, and uh, my wife is um, she's not very understanding about this, about me making business calls during the, the supper. You know, she, she serves me my liver, and I, I can't um, – if I try to get out of it, she thinks it's about her cooking. It's a big mess. So um, <laughs> I, no, I'd, I'd really prefer to reach someone now during you – know, I, I know these are not your business hours, but this is where you know, it's during the I day. Mean, I, 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 could, I can transfer you to a shift manager if he's in yeah. here, and yeah, then he be can good. try to answer any yeah, questions. Yeah. Give me one second. All right. The plane introduces guests. He's very nice. Famous. Cook your liver. One of Southern California's hottest destinations, and making its Las Vegas debut at Aria, Javier's offers the best region. Oh, it's Glasgow, not Glasgow. Oops. But fortunately, he didn't know the difference. Seafood, steaks, chicken, and a selection of vegetarian dishes. Award-winning chef Julian Serrano stretches the boundaries of small plates, introducing you to delectable interpretations of his native. Oh, what is that? World-renowned Michelin three-star chef Jean-Georges Bongerichten pushes the boundaries of a traditional mm. steakhouse with his decidedly contemporary decidedly contemporary Jean-Georges Steakhouse. Bardot Brasserie from Chef Michael Mina is a celebration of Parisian cuisine featuring iconic French comfort food. What, what I keep hearing, is this on speaker or something? I'm hearing like an echo. Hi, hi this is Jim. Uh, hello, I uh, couldn't order Fabersham here. Um, uh, I'm from the uh, the Glasgow uh, Sun here in, uh, out in Sc- Scotland, and uh, we're, we're sitting here, we're trying to write an article about... Um, Information we've received regarding a scandal that occurred at the Aria Poker Room and uh, something about stolen tokes from one of the tournaments and uh, the tournament director getting fired. Do, do you know anything about this uh, this occurrence? No, I, I have. Uh, I I can't answer anything. To, I, I can't discuss uh, anything like that. Over, you could talk to. Um, I could direct you to Kathleen. You could talk to the poker director. Is she there right now? Uh, she's not, no. I can uh, turn you over to her voicemail. Well, see, the problem is I'm going to leave it. See, I'm all, all the way in Scotland, and it's, 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 um, it's right now it's uh, 10.30 in the morning over here. And um, the problem is that uh, if, if she calls me back, she's going to get in. She's going to you know, have a morning coffee. She'll get around to checking my message maybe at best at 11 in the morning. And she'll call up, and you know, I'll, I'll be there in, in my, in my, um, yeah, my nightcap and my, my pajamas, and I'll be all ready for bed, and my <laughs> phone will ring, and I'll say, yeah. hey, what's this about? And then it turns out to be this, and then you know, my lady's going to be very unhappy about the whole matter. So I prefer to get this whole thing done right now. Uh, so uh, at least can you tell me if the tournament director, is it the same gent as was in charge of the tournament, say, two weeks ago? 
I can't. I can't tell you, you anything. You can't even say if you replaced. I'm sorry. You can't even say I, I if it's a new, a new individual there. I mean, you don't have to tell me what happened. Just, just tell me. You know, I can't. I can't discuss anything like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is not make, making it easy on me. I've got a deadline for the newspaper here too. You know, it's. Uh, it's I it's, know. I well, you'd have to call during day shift hours and talk to either the director or uh, you can talk to Kathleen. Uh, yeah, it's getting. But, uh, it's yeah. getting. It's getting tougher and tougher to. Um, uh, to, to get a print newspaper sold these days, nobody wants to buy a print newspaper, and now we're going to be late with a story. I'm afraid, you know, if this ends up on that that two plus two side before our paper comes out, then the whole thing is ruined. Then you might as well just go read it over there. All right, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I just All I right. just wish sorry, I could find sorry, sorry, couldn't help you. Uh, is this is there someone you can put on perhaps who isn't supposed to say anything but doesn't realize they're not supposed to say anything, so they can just accidentally <laughs> spill the beans? Could it could it perhaps no, make that sorry, happen? there's nobody here like that. Like, so someone someone who's a little bit checked out, but you know, not quite so checked out to where they they don't <laughs> see what happens. So someone of that description, do would you have that? By any no, I, no, like I said, uh, you can call during the day and and ask for Kathleen. Yeah. And uh, she, she's uh, the assistant to the director, so you can talk to her about what, that. Why she's the assistant to the assistant? Yeah, the she's, she's the poker. She's a poker room host. Oh, all right, all right, Tally Pip Pip. Let's get on with the bloody thing. <laughs> okay. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Why don't you do that more? I, I, I don't know. I guess the, the colonel's been locked up for so long. He wanted to get That's out. Great. That's great. Yeah, Belly Buster so said nobody nice is... too. Can you tell how scared they are to talk yeah, to yes, anything? Yes. They're petrified. See, at least now we know there's some. I mean, not yeah. that we didn't anyhow, but there's definitely substance. Yeah, to like it. like what they said didn't say said a lot. Exactly. I mean, I just I I can't. <laughs> you start laughing when you're like, "Can you put someone on that is kind of not checked out <laughs> that knows but doesn't know." Oh, that was funny. That was good. That was yeah, good. Yeah, now, I admit it's not a Scottish accent. They're complaining in the chat, but at least they're giving him they're, credit for having it. They complain about everything. Well, no, you know, it was it was Brandon's choice to make him Scottish. I, I, I wouldn't have preferred that, but I, I went with what Brandon suggested, so I, I couldn't change the colonel's accent. Does, you don't think he's not putting the accent together with what you said? I mean, no, no, of course not. Of course not. I know it's just the, it's just the, the people in the U.K. here, Belly Buster, Mr. Tickle, they just uh, – it's just – you know, I guess to us it would be like uh, someone from uh, – from the American South, who who's supposed to be from like Oregon, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, guy comes up, yep, uh, I, I'm from uh, I'm from Portland, Oregon, and I, I want to know about uh, this here story. Like, we, we'd say this is ridiculous. Not what, that's not what they sound like over there. I, I guess that's like kind of the same thing, like to them with with a uh, yeah. a guy from England who sounds like he's supposed to be in Scotland. But I, I, I realize the discrepancy when, uh, but but the, the whole point was just for someone from outside the country. To uh, you know, Trader Ski's in the chat still. I wonder if no, he's not really there. I mean, he's in no. the chat, but he's probably just his computer is in the chat. I, I'm jealous of people whose computers can like stay on and stay powered. Mine, do, mine isn't like that. Actually, this this uh, I've got I've got everything in a sweet spot here. I've got the computer charging. I think it's even at a hundred percent. There's no more buzz. I, I have the thing positioned just in the right spot to where it's not creating buzz. I like it. Almost feels normal. It it almost feels like I'm I'm not on a six year old computer that's about to break down. It, it just for a moment it feels like it's normal. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like the. Uh, I, I hate to bring up this 
comparison. I'm kind of like the, the terminal cancer patient again for just like a brief moment. Feels like he could just stand up and, uh, and and walk out of there, and everything will be fine. Oh well. Well, people, uh, I'd like to thank Brandon for uh, for showing up here, and uh, once again, if we've only had one show with Adam since the World Series began, and that's it's very good. I was a pleasant surprise. I wasn't sure if he'd be here tonight. Since before the World Series began. This is before. That's correct. That's right. And uh, Trader Ski, I want to thank him, even though he's not. Well, he'll hear later. He, he always listens to the whole thing. In the Who? Uh, Trader Ruski, the twenty-year-old scamp. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I remember him. Yeah. That guy from the east side got pissed off that you didn't answer the his. Well, I told him to call back, and then he didn't call back. Well, we took his call earlier. He got through at some point. I I, I don't want to thank Team MLK. He was just uh, he was very harsh on me. And I don't know, it makes me a little sad to think I'm not doing radio till the 17th of August, but I, I guess I'll get over it. I just, there's just sometimes something happens and I go, oh, I'm going to want to say this on the radio. And then now I'm going to, usually I help, I think, okay, well, three days from now I'll say it, but now I'm like, I got to wait all the way to the 18th of August, not even the 17th. Jeez, it's a long time, August 18th. Well, Brandon, uh, I guess you'll get a break too. And uh, need a break. hopefully he'll be back on August 18th. Maybe the Colonel can start making a return. I, I kind of had fun doing him again. It's been a, a while since Colonel Fabersham talked. Sometimes, uh, as I said about Annette Overstadt, sometimes you forget about the good things you're doing and you uh, go a different direction. It's not as good. So may, maybe the Colonel needs to come back. So, remember August 18th is the next show. There will be no show on August 4th, no show on August 11th, but maybe other Poker Fraudulent radio shows will take place, I'll give Brandon the info if he wants it, and uh, maybe he can do a show, he's always welcome to turn it on when he feels like it, but he does, he does need to know I can I can cut it at any time, there's no, no such thing as shutting me I out. I call that uh, LA Kings fan, don't give me <laughs> the numbers. Uh, so... You know, one time, I don't know if you remember this, on, on Never Win Poker, I took over the server and uh, and just was, like, broadcasting and bashing poker news when they owned it. <laughs> the funny thing is the guy I was bashing on there is now a listener to this show. So, you know, times change. And uh, shout out to Robbie Davies. That's it for July. That's it for three weeks. I'll see you guys on the 18th. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you to all the lovely listeners of this show, to Belly Buster for donating money, for yeah, Tarski for thank sleeping. Thank you, Belly Buster. BM Gerson, 55 at AOL.com, PayPal. And Amazon.com on the, on the website. <laughs> Good night and shalom. Shalom!